What's going on? November 15th. November 15th. I, I mean, I said the date already. I just kind of forgot. 9.13 p.m., I meant. Should I stop this and record it again? I don't give a shit. Beatles track, you know what I mean? I, I assume that it's uh I assume that what they call is AI being done basically, you know. Randomly, you know, you'd have these recordings all the time and shit. I know it's true. It's all because of you. Apparently this is not AI or anything like that. If we must start again, well, we will know for sure that I will love song to play. By Baby Rose, Fight Club. I haven't heard of this chick before, but, you know, apparently she's, like, kind of, like, you know, new to this. I don't know how new she is, but, like, she has recent songs. fits in perfectly with the, with the topic I want to talk about.
so you um, so I I've been predicting right because like they've been uh, um putting out you know like these planted seeds about McCarthy getting into like shoving matches with people you know behind the scenes you know you never see those but those are like planted seeds and it's definitely leading to you know something happening on Congress in Congress where. There is going to be a physical fucking brawl happening. And it almost went down with that. They've been building this one up for a while with that Nick Mullins guy, Senator Nick Mullins, and the, the dude from uh, the, that Teamsters dude, um, something O'Brien, I don't know. But, like, I mean, this is why I'd rather watch this and watch pro wrestling. You know what I mean? This is where the show is happening now. Let me see. Hold on. Uh... Hold on a second. Let me see if we can find it. Let me see if I can find it. Nick, well, okay, Nick. The guy's doing a whole media run about, about it, too. Um... Let me see if I can find it. It came out so scripted too, but you know, um your mouth. We can be two consenting adults, we can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You wanna do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh hold on. Oh, no, stop it. Is that your solution every problem? No, no, sit down. Sit down. You're, no, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold it. Hold it. If we can't... No, I have the mic. I'm sorry. This is what he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. This is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt but Congress, let's not I don't like drugs and bullies. You up? And that's what I don't like you. Because you described yourself. Hold it. You have the mic. You have time. All right. Then let's do this. Because I did challenge you, and I accepted your challenge. And you went quiet. No, I didn't go quiet. I was... was, You challenged me to a cage match, acting like a 12-year-old schoolyard bully. (laughs) The visual is fucking hilarious, but, you know... I mean, that's where... I mean... And this is why no one takes anything fucking seriously... Because this is what's going to get propped up most of the fucking time. But I've, I've been predicting it that this is all leading to, like, somebody getting into, a, like, a, a literal brawl in Congress. And it's going to be a very, very fucking big fucking news day when that fucking happens. When there's, like, a actual physical fucking assault happening. They've been kind of, like, you know, planting the seeds by different political commentating shows... Showing you other countries where this shit breaks. Like, it happens every single fucking day in those countries, right? Also, like, you know, a planted seed was, like, in that video for, um... Um, you know, that, that um... Uh... Run the Jewels. Uh, no, no, nobody speak, nobody get hurt, whatever. Or no, nobody speak, nobody get choked. In, in, in that video... It's not. It's like it's not Killer Mike or LP. Like like you know, rapping in the video. It's two Congress people that are r- rapping in the fucking video. You know. 
Let me see. Um, hold on. Let me see. Uh, I mean, it's not gonna be a good visual for you know the the podcast, but I have to I have to I have to see it now because now I feel like they're like like like, like these are all like predictive programming stuff going on. Let me see right here. Hold on. Trying to look for it. Let me see if we can find any more with this. Um... Those two senators right here. At, so it's two senators, well, one senator and one guy, you know. So you watch the video. It's like, like because because this is exactly what's happening in Congress, basically. Song's a good song. Dude, this see, yeah, when I watched this video back in the day, I was like, yo, this this might actually happen in Congress one day. But I mean, before to think that this video was like, oh look, the same type of shit that rappers talking at each other. This is what fucking Congress people basically do, and you're showing that aesthetic of it, basically, to kind of you know. Back in one second. Here's a longer version of it, but um, this is from uh, it's not sorry. I thought his name was Nick Wayne Mullins. It's Mark Wayne Mullins and uh, the guy Sean O'Brien, basically. One, two, three. Now let's talk about Mr. O'Brien himself, his behavior. As everybody knows, and it's here in the last time. Him and I kind of had a back and forth. Uh, appreciate your demeanor today. It's quite different. But after you left here, you got pretty excited this about the keyboard. This is shit that, like, you know, you do on social media where you're talking shit about. at me. One, two, three, four, five times. And let me read what the last one said. Um, it said, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Sorry, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself. And my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. <laughs> Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. 
always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, stop it. Is that your solution every poll? No, no, sit down. Sit down. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold it. Hold it. If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't make like it worse. Thugs and you, you have, and you have, I don't like you because you Hold just described yourself. Yeah. Hold it. You have the mic. Yeah. You have time. All right. Just say, then let's do this because I did challenge you and I accepted your challenge. And you went quiet. No, I didn't go quiet. I was. No, I was no, no, you no, challenged no. me to a cage match, no, 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 acting no, no, like a twelve-year-old schoolyard no, bully. Excuse me. Hold it. No, excuse me. I, I will mic. say. I will say exactly. Senator Mullen, I have the mic. You have questions on any economic issues, anything. That's what was it better? The, the the next since Bernie got incorporated into this, uh, the 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 next time that what they call this goes down, I, I guarantee you, Bernie's gonna get a shrapnel shot, basically, from like them fighting, basically. It's gonna be like a whole other fucking meme. So they finally, like, even when Colbert, um, um, uh, you know, uh, covered this, and again, like, I'm not looking at late night television at this point, like, for, at least for the last 10 years, I haven't been looking at it as, like, the be-all, end-all, where all comedy is, right, even though it's supposed to be reminiscent of, like, oh, look, you know, the days of David Letterman and Jay Leno and, you know, uh, like, 90s, late, you know, late night comedy. But, like, even when he was covering the Bernie thing, he just basically incorporated all of the Bernie memes that, like, you know about Bernie for the last, like, five, six years. About, like, the middens, uh, him, oh, the, the top 1% of, of my fist is really gonna, like, he, dude, it was just so fucking bad, whatever, right? But, you know. Like, go for it. We're not here to talk about physical abuse. You brought. We're not talking up. about. Of course, and, I and let me tell, let me show you his hearing because I want to I want to expose this thug to who he is. And you don't point to me. That's disrespectful. All right. I don't care about respecting you at all. I, respect I don't respect you respect. at all. So all right, hold me, it. Let me, let hold me. it. No. You don't want to hold it. The most hold it, please. Acted. Please. All right. This is a excuse me. Mm -hmm. This is a hearing to discuss economic issues <laughs> all right if you have questions for mr o'brien or anybody else on what he has said go for it I mean, but we're not here to talk about fights or I'm, anything else i'm quoting exactly what he said you can and say what you is, want this is this is your this is your witness this you is brought my witness. and let me i'm i'm exposing him you can ex as talk anything you want so in no 2013 so yeah that's basically right there you know other bookmarks to go through. I'm oh, sorry, I was going to post this on, uh, on Twitter where this is, I mean, you're not going to get any traction. I don't really give a shit if my stuff gets traction or not, but I, you know. I figure if, like, I ever become something that, like, gets some media attention down the line that, like, 
when my account is supposed to be like focused on, there'll, there'll be like a lot of people revisiting a lot of my creative endeavors, if that makes any fucking sense. You know. You know, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, so, so um, people were, I mean, bad faith actors online were, listen, I'm, I'm, again, this is not me fucking doing, like, what, like, a lot of alt media do, where, like, you're trying to now pretend that Candace Owens is um, part of the Palestinian movement. I know, I know there's, there's a bunch of, like, anti-Semites that, like, are, like, you know, using the plight of Palestinians to, you know, go, oh, get, take the win, take the win, but then the same type of people online who are telling you to take the win are basically, like, and again, this is not me, because, again, I know it's the whole trend now of different angles, whenever you want to call up bad faith actors, you say they're all left. I don't think, and I don't think a lot of these people are actually fucking left. I think a lot of people are are from the uh, fundamentalists for the anti-Semitic side, like, the, a, a lot of the propped up ones. And I think that a lot of the super pro-Israel runs obviously are fucking, you know, are you know, it's it, it's like an obvious that that one's a more obvious one. They want to make they want to make it obvious that the like mean that like I'm not saying that Jewish people don't have fucking power, right? But like you know what I mean, like, and I'm talking about like the delegation. But, like, they really want to make it seem like that fucking trope is still alive. Even though, like, I believe there's delegations of, like, people who have, like, and, and this goes for, like, different groups. Whether it's different, like, and especially now with f- the fandoms that count in this as well. Because, you know, of, like, you know, the, the, the seriousness and how they're invested in entertainment the way they are. You know what I mean? That there's different factions and all that kind of stuff. And different people have delegations. They want to make it obvious that, like, people are siding with fucking Israel, you know what I mean? Because, again, that people who are, you know, disenfranchised from this whole fucking situation, they're all gonna fucking, you know, like, seeing uh, people um, who are supposed to be, like, you know, beloved figures and people who are supposed to be in the media and telling you what happens. And, ju- and you know, other public figures basically justifying why this genocide needs to constantly take place. Well, not only are they doing the genocide uh, from fundamentalist type of fucking beliefs, but now they're doing like you know like you know the, the the obvious discourse of like you know trying to even gaslight you even more, and it's all for like engagement farming. So not only are they killing innocent fucking people and lying about it or misrepresenting it and all that kind of stuff, now people are just engaging and everything is like being levitated towards comedy and all that kind of shit. So I'm not gonna say that John Oliver has ever been fucking perfect, but I guess because he didn't look at the camera and say I'm a communist. All of a sudden, like, you know, his word doesn't really mean shit when he's not fucking going at the hardcore heads that have already done a deep dive over the last 20, 30 years about the Palestinian-Israel situation going on. This was for an audience that, what, that, 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 that might not know and might not know and they're... Um, um, again, people don't learn on the same level that a lot of you do. I know a, a lot of people who want to be smart who pretend to be fucking smart, they want to, like, get the credit for being smart, but then they don't know how to fucking dumb the message, like, like, meaning that you gotta cater to a mainstream fucking audience, and he did a good job by pointing out the fucking prime minister, um, who wanted fucking, you know, uh, the rabbin who wanted, um, uh, uh, peace between Palestine and Israel, and he pointed out, um, you know, uh, uh, he pointed out, like, you know, how, the like, the, the this one top Israeli guy from the government 
what was talking about how to like define Palestine by Hamas. So no one views Palestine as like an actual country or like our actual people. And if you constantly have them dehumanized, the, 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 the whole fucking thing about it. So if you already have that kind of shit being put out, you know, again, here's like the the full the full clip of uh, um. Here's the full. Uh, let me see where it is. Um, oh, it got taken down. Fifteen. Uh, I guess the the whole fifteen minutes is gone. But I mean, listen, he 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 did a good fucking job with it. And I don't see how anyone can. And this is not me saying, "Oh my god, that automatically means that John Oliver is like a savior and all that kind of shit." You know what I mean? But he put out a, 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 a he he's been putting out a better he put out a better message in that thirty minutes than a lot of people in the alt media. Like when John Oliver has more of a left leaning message than TYT. And I know there's members of TYT that are, you know, ju- you know, calling it what it is. You know what I mean? But they're still, like, you know what I mean? But, like, when you have guys like Ben Glebe dominating it, the topics and all that kind of stuff, and he's just doing IDF talking points denying genocide. So, like, for example, like, so you'll get a purity test for, you know, uh, for, you know, commending John Oliver on, on the job that he fucking did for an audience that might not be as, like, you know, like, you know, like, th- th- this is how you wake people up. He got people to cheer on a ceasefire by the end of his fucking show. That's not a bad fucking thing. I'm sorry. I'm so, and, and there's a, th- 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 this is one guy who's, like, shitting on it. And I, I, I had to go on my other account to see what he was saying because he actually blocked me, even though we never interacted. So he's probably one of those bad faith fucking actors. Just judging by some of the tweets that I've seen from him and all that kind of shit. But how anyone can, you know, get mad at that. It's like, it's, it's astonishing to me. Between, like, the fake fighting going, you know, between this, like, fighting going on, you're gonna have more fucking vitriol with, like, like, like again, I don't even know the, the whole topic of why um, Chris Cuomo and uh, Vivek went at it, but it's always, like, two discredited people going at it, and then each, it's basically, you're forced to defend two shitty fucking people. When all, like, Vivek Ramaswamy's, like, you know, whole mission of being out there is for him to basically get you used to his presence because he's going to be he's going to be figured in whatever future is going on whether he's part of whatever future republican administration but he but that's the reason why he's there it's not like to like it's like you, you people who analyze this thing they're analyzing like oh look he really got him on his hypocrisy over his economic fucking you know uh his economic belief but it's not going to matter in the end because these guys are going to be here to stay especially this vivek guy he's not going anywhere This is how I fucking look at it, at least. You know, I don't know. 
It's just how I how 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 I see it at least. I don't know. I mean, you, you're allowed to disagree, I guess, but you know. But there was like a whole march for Israel, which was like basically you know people. The thing is, the they're the ones who are bringing these figures out. Like you say, like these people claim they care, they care about fucking Israel, or they care about you know the, the Jewish people and anti-Semitism. I don't think bringing John Hagee, who has praised Hitler and has taken the evangelical fucking angle of this kind of shit, to go and speak, just like how you have the Jewish Defense League who have em- embraced like you know. Let me see, one second. Let me see right here. Let me see, because again, you can't keep up with, like, everyone's resume of what, of what horrible shit was going down. Jewish, Matt Binder, who's a Jewish person himself, you know, just before anyone goes, oh, he's crazy anti-Semites. The Jewish Defense League is classified as a right-wing terrorist group in the U.S. and a hate group by the SPLC, Southern Poverty Law Center. They're behind bombings, assassinations, mass murder, um, Bronch Goldstein, who in 94 shot and killed 29 in a mosque in West Bank with a GDL member. So this is who they're getting, and, and they're doing and they're doing it on purpose. This is not like, oh my god, they're trying to hide it from you. They're, they, this is like uh, uh, the, the people that were involved. You know what I mean? You, you, I, I can't keep up with who else was there. You know what I mean? Like I know Deborah Messing was there. Van Jones was the one that got the most heat. He was the one that was going most viral for shit, whatever. But it just, it just, it just reminded me of like you know pro wrestling crowds essentially. John Hagee, who, this is his words, he said, God sent Adolf Hitler to help Jews reach the promised land. And he claimed that the Antichrist is a half-Jewish homosexual and has promoted the anti-Semitic conspiracy theories about Jewish bankers controlling Federal Reserve. And he was a featured speaker at this fucking thing. That's what the serfs put out right here. I, I've seen this, like, I, again, I can't remember the names, but, like, I've, I've heard, you know, all, like, you know, I, I've seen this guy, I've seen this guy before. And just by one thing that they say, I'm like, okay, this guy's suspect. But, you know, like, Chuck Schumer was there, Hakeem Jeffries, Mike Johnson. I think, I think Columbia um, University uh, suspended two groups. One was a Jewish voice for peace, and I think Boots Riley was like, you know, uh, they rushed into the federal building in Oakland. You know, sorry, I thought it was a longer clip. It's like only a few minutes, but you know, I bookmarked this. And another thing that John Oliver did was he talked about how Netanyahu and Likud funneled money to Hamas and wrapped it up with a call for ceasefire to an to an audience of two point. So someone wrote this right here, leftward bound, whatever. Because people were, like, losing it that it wasn't, like, Israeli war crimes, but. Um, hold on, uh.
But I mean, he just did a good job, man. He just did a good fucking job. Um, hold on, let me see right here. Um, the March of Israel, March for Killing Kids, has millions and millions of money spent in transportation and public publicity backed by two governments, all major media, and could only pull out tens of thousands. So when people bring up the exposition of like pro, because again there's a lot of like uh, you know uh, this happened with all the protests when there's like uh, things like um, basically like offering and the thing is that this isn't a secret they they obviously have it out there on purpose where like where like you can buy that like different different factions could be paying people for like mean that like there's like let's let's say for example there's genuine people that like you know who are confused. Who literally just wanna uh, want fucking the hostages released? I could buy that some people there would fucking be you know like you know uh, you know uh, g- g- going there for a good intention, even though like you know the the intention is bad. Now with the most people that go to these Palestinian protests, I think most of the people there are fucking genuine. But do I think that there is also funding from you know people? Who who also want fundamentalism on the anti-Semitic side, knowing that like what's gonna happen is gonna keep happening, so then it justifies more extremism when they when when like the the Christian fundamentalists are are the ones that are gonna be behind doing whatever to you know Jewish people in Israel basically, and Netanyahu and them they don't fucking give a shit, like you know what I mean? They the the Hasidist family are mad that this guy's not mentioning the Hasidists enough. That's, I, I, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to say. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to equate both sides in the sense that, like, like cause again, because, like, R- Red Veil did a fucking, you know, good thing in his concert, putting all the names of the Palestinians that have been murdered on a screen, on a screen, and he said something like, it's not complicated. And, yeah, and I agree with that, that that, that the, 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 the notion of, like, oh, uh, like, the, the, they're making it complicated, but they're trying to make it complicated by saying, oh, well, there's Hamas terrorists there. But, the, see, but, the, but see, this is where it gets complicated because you're like, but, but this is not complicated in the sense to like justify what's happening. It's complicated because Hamas has fucking been uh, funded by fucking you know uh, been allowed to exist because of Israel. And then and then there's probably other fundamentalists that are also fucking who have no care for the Palestinian people that are also like you know funding this. So there is a war going on, but like the the civilians shouldn't even be fucking touched, and that that shouldn't be a controversial fucking statement to say that I don't think that you should be bombing the living fuck out of fucking Palestinians. Like to me, that's not fucking complicated. Not being anti-Semitic, that's not complicated. That's not, that's not complicated. But fucking bad faith actors who have fucking a lot of power to fucking manipulate influence. They're levitating it with comedy. Like, like I heard Michael Rappaport was doing breakdancing there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, like, they want it to be a complete fucking shit show. Even though Van Jones spoke, even even speaking a little bit of fucking peace, well, like you know, like even though I don't believe Van Jones on the good fucking side, like there's a whole crowd that broke out that says no ceasefire, and these people will not be labeled terrorist thugs. They won't be labeled extremist. This is labeled common sense to a lot of the Western fucking audience, especially if you listen to what Bill Maher is fucking saying.
It's amazing that HBO has John Oliver, who, like, I mean, listen, I'm not saying he's perfect in everything, who's been routinely a lot better with fucking issues than Bill Maher, and Bill Maher gets this fucking, you know, hour-long real-time show where he has Jordan Peterson who's dressed up like the Joker. And it's not even, like, like, a funny meme anymore because it's like they purposely have been booking him to, like, resemble the Joker so everyone can go, oh, can you believe he's transferring over to the Joker? from Gaza and no more bombs falling down on the people of Gaza. God protect the children. God protect children. Let's end all the horror and all the heartbreak in the Holy Land. Let's end all of it. Let's end all of it. But I'll be honest in closing. When I think about what's happening over there, I don't feel powerful to do something about what's happening over there. What I do feel powerful is to maybe do something about what's happening here. Let's take a stand here against anti-Jewish bigotry. Let's take a stand against Muslims. Let's let's take a stand here. And, and then, so he, he messed up right there, but he, again, they, they, there's another trope that they do, it's like, they pretend to mess up where their message is there, so, basically, he, he, he was gonna finish, but he purposely, quote-unquote, misspoke and said, let's stand against Muslim, basically, you know what I mean? So it's always designed for the social media shit. Hatred. Let's take a stand here, against hatred of all kinds. I don't want, I'm a peace guy. And then, and then people, um, you know, um, let's take a stand here against anti-Jewish bigotry. Let's take a stand against Muslims. Let's let's take a stand here against. See, so he made it seem like he was making a mistake, but he did it on purpose. By the way, so so now people are showing. For, but by the way, all, all, this old clip of. Uh, of Van Jones being more of a radical in 1983, this just shows me that a lot of these people that become public figures down the line, they're all playing a role until they get in position of where they are. You see, it, it doesn't matter where you start out. It's, 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 it's where you end up, essentially. And people can... Play, you, know, you, you, you know, so this is Van Jones from 1983, essentially. Hold on. You know, just randomly. This is designed. By the way, this is designed to come out. Like it's not like like these guys are. Sh- oh my god! They better not play this clip again. Whatever. They might make it obvious that they're trying to. You know, go, go for it. You know. But Biden and Trudeau didn't even call for a ceasefire. They they showed a little humanity. And he gets fucking the most fucking heat. This is why I'm. This is why I'm telling you that if 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 Trudeau 
or Biden, like, actually called out for a fucking ceasefire, it would prove how, um, how useless the cogs in the system are at the larger fucking, at the larger fucking shit, basically. Like, with, with, with the larger fucking issues. Because the, the billionaires that probably run these fucking countries... Fundamentalist billionaires probably too, and and again, people who want to pretend like there's a democracy and there's rules that you know, like oh, are 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 by like are by the book and all that. You can keep playing with that fantasy. If anything has showed me anything, if anything has showed me there's a fundamentalist world that exists, like that, like it's that's running fucking shit. It's uh, you know, the the situation right here. Like, there has to be the complete mask off shit, but they're still, like, biding time because they're making it look like there's accidental slips. Like, you know, Trudeau can't call for a ceasefire, but he has to accidentally call for a ceasefire. Biden wants to protect the hospitals, but your fucking actions are showing people different. That's why I'm saying that, like, I'm not saying don't call these people out, but I'm also saying there's other fucking rules that exist that people don't want to fucking acknowledge. Like, the family, like, the family, the families of the Israeli hostage held, held um, um, like the, the um the families of the Israeli hostages held in Gaza, they the, the, they began fucking you know do, do, marching to the you know the prime minister's office essentially in in, in Jerusalem. And this is not like you know Muslim versus Jewish people. You know what I mean? Like this is not this shouldn't be. They want to make it that so fucking badly. They really, really, really do want to make that fucking shit happen so badly. And then there's people who are reactionary online that with the cold will, like, you know, like, take advantage of the fact that Palestine is being bombed and then they'll sneak in their verbiage of, like, oh, uh, you know, Hamas has a right to defend itself. Even though you're trying to say that Hamas has been controlled by Israel or been allowed to fucking, you know, be there because of Israel. Uh, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just really annoying. But, but the call, but, but, but Bill Maher knows what he's doing as well, though. Like, you know, what I mean, he had he in the midst of like you know his um Israeli apologia, he's doing anti woke stuff. He has Ted Cruz on, and then to make it look like they're not on the same page, like, oh look, I I respect you as a comedian, and I respect some of your jokes, and he might call him out for the fucking you know the the, the election denial bullshit, whatever, and all that kind of shit. That you know, what I mean, like that's like the one thing that like will, will make him go, oh look, you see, he called him out, but it's like it's like the most basic fucking thing to call him out on. But then he's going off about college campuses with them, you know what I mean? And then he's act, and Bill Maher's acting like the the minister who wanted to nuke Gaza for getting fired. It's like, oh look, so you got him fired? Are you guys happy now? It's like, dude, they're getting fucking bombed, and and and, and I don't care about you, um, you know, hiding behind your atheist status. You're a fucking fundamentalist. You're a fucking you you you're an extreme you you're an extremist. In, in the worst ways fucking possible, and you use the g comedy guys to fucking make it seem like you're this ultimate truth teller. We had to lose George Carlin, but we got fucking Bill Maher here still alive for some reason.
Last I heard, there was, like, you know, journalists in El Shifa that were fucking, you know, arrested. So, like, now you really have no, like... I have no idea how people are still get like, are still able to be within, like, you know, within, within like, grounds in Palestine without, like... It's like, it's like, it's a non-stop... This is why I give respect to the people, like, you know, going on doing the ground work. But now they've been arrested, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know... Let me see what, 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 you, you can barely keep, uh, you know. There's no hostages found or anything like that, you know, there's no underground bunker. I'm, the people who I think have, under, like, whenever, like, people say that there's underground bunkers and all that kind of stuff, I always assume that, like, the people that are projecting that, like, U.S. or Israel, like, they're the ones that have underground fucking bunkers. So if other, like, what I'm saying is if other countries had underground bunkers, it would, underground, like, for, like you know, underground cities and all that kind of shit, it, 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 it would mean that a lot of fucking countries and a lot of cities around the world with the elite running shit would have that there. So I, I, I don't understand. So to me, it's like when you accuse Palestine of fucking having that. Like I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure Hamas has some type of underground fucking base, but if you're just using the, then I'm, then I'm like, then let's investigate what Israel has. Then let's investigate what the U.S. has. I'm sure a lot of you guys have fucking underground fucking bases that you're doing some shadiness. So what they called Trudeau, um, so so Trudeau like said the bare minimum, and Netanyahu and his supporters are like you know going at Trudeau. That's why I'm saying that these people don't have, like if they if they, if they spoke out, like you know, took it, it's like their lives would be in more fucking danger for fucking speaking out. Once you get to a fucking level, and this is not me defending like you know Trudeau's policies and all that kind of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, he just seems like a, a typical fucking Democrat. Like, but the thing is, is like, like what, when you, like, when you purposely make the, the right wing guy the bigger villain, right? Like, and because again, because it's, it's a right wing fucking system, so there's more vitriol at the right wing person. People think that you're doing favor for like the Joe Biden and, uh, and, and, and they make it look that way, even though establishment people are constantly calling out Trudeau and Biden. Like, you act like because it's online that, 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 that no one's calling out Trudeau and Biden. And, and when you present it like that the, the, the internet is just some, like, irrelevant fucking message board, I'm sorry, then I, I don't want to have a conversation with you because the internet is, like, you know, where it's a safe haven for a lot of factions to fucking manipulate and manufacture fucking consent because it's an underground fucking message board. Or so you've been told. I don't know. I know Tucker Carlson is getting praise from people because he's speaking out on some level, but like he has like been one of the main key figures who's also normalized like a lot of fucking anti-Muslim sentiment. And if you don't like look at like people being strategic and being social climbers from the situation, then, like, you can't really have an honest conversation. It, it, it's hard because, like, the main mainstream fucking voices 
have no they have they have no qualms with fucking dehumanizing and they're doing that they're doing that on purpose so people who feel fucking helpless in the situation who feel like nobody's fucking listening to what they have to say about about their family about their families fucking being bombarded with fucking nonstop oppression and fucking just nonstop fucking murder already they're dealing with that and then they, they, you, you you gotta deal with gaslighters who do, who who don't speak for all Jewish people? Not even none of these people like Amy Schumer. Them are not mentioning how you know what they call like you know different Jewish groups are being fucking shit on for 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 wanting a ceasefire. Isn't that fucking anti-Semitic? Of course they know it's anti-Semitic. Of course they know it is, and and they're gonna keep fucking doing it. Like, I feel like a fucking, I feel like a fucking prick, even just, like, like, I understand why you have to fucking counter some of the, the, the propaganda going on. Like, when they say that, oh, look, uh, this uh, Mein Kampf book was found on a baby um, in a hospital. Like, they know that's fucking bullshit. They, they they know it's bullshit, but they know but they know it's going to anger people. And we have to fucking counter that, otherwise people are going to believe that shit. The same people that believe that, oh, oh, look, everything was destroyed on 9-11, but, you know, uh, all of a sudden, you know, we, we, we have it on good authority that the, the, these uh, uh, passports from the terrorists were found, basically. Like, okay. And these people are probably smarter than me, telling me that with the cold, out of all the rubble, you were able to fucking get the fucking passports. It doesn't even bat a fucking eye. They want to be on top of the conversation, some of these fucking, you know, uh, fake fucking liberal, fake left fucking people. They want to be on top of it, but then they're like, oh, uh, Saudi Arabia may have been responsible for help financing 9-11. But then it's like, okay, then you, but wouldn't that still mean that it was an inside job if the U.S. people since then have been doing business with them? Maybe because they agree with them? Maybe because they help cause... I, for some reason, you can't think that fucking... That advanced for some people who claim to be part of the alt-media. Like, I expect this from the mainstream fucking media. This is why that post-left-watch account... I appreciate some of the fucking stuff that um, that account puts out. But also, at the same time, whenever, like, there's a conspiracy theory... Of course, because Jimmy Dore is a bad fucking faith actor in this situation... So he's like doing the whole he's doing the whole Mossad thing. The thing is, at one point, I thought, yeah, you know what, it, it may have been a Mossad fucking thing. But I'm I, I I've come to the realization that like if this event was supposed to um, get the fundamentalism world going, and this was like their way of planting it over the next fucking twenty thirty fucking years, and this incident fucking happened, to me it would just mean that a lot of fucking government, a lot of fundamentalist governments knew that this day was fucking coming. Even people in Hollywood knew this shit was coming. That's why they planted fucking seeds of it. And then people are going to be like, oh, you're using television shows and movies. I don't know. You guys have no qualms. Well, a lot of you fucking media shitheads have no fucking qualms using succession as like, oh, this is what really goes on. This is what really goes on. So then I can assume that some of the stuff they tell you in movies and television shows are not fucking some hidden truth. I was amazed by the amount of fucking stuff before 9-11 in some of these movies where they're saying that, no, we're going to blame the Muslims naturally. All the fucking imagery of fucking, you know, of planes, go of something flying into the Twin Towers been planted. That, that's why so many fucking people, when they saw that happen, they said, well, I mean, it felt like a movie. 
Yeah, you know why it felt like a movie? Because they've been showing you that image in a movie prior to all that shit. So I, whenever I, whenever I, uh, you know, uh, The message that um you know, so so Netanyahu wrote this message. It's not that Israel deliberately targeting civilians, but Hamas, um, but Hamas that beheaded, burned, and massacred. And again, people people have debunked that people weren't really beheaded. You know what I mean? Like like again, if you want to if you want to call like oh look they they, they took hostages, fine. But like you know what I mean? But this stuff has been debunked by okay. In the worst horrors perpetrated by on Jews is not a Holocaust, which again you fucking you know you 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 blame Palestinian. This guy blamed Palestine more for the Holocaust than fucking what Hitler did. And uh, and uh, uh, again because you, you know how how, I, how I've always said, like even even though what Hitler did was like the most evil shit on the planet, people like people the system propping him up as the main culprit. Is like how they're doing it with Donald Trump. Like he's solely acting on his own. And or, or you know what I mean? Like, you know, like there was no help in this. I'm sure like some fundamentalists um, who don't care about Jewish people made some fucking deal with fucking Hitler. And then, you know, and then and Hitler did what he fucking did. And then people buy into that story that he just automatically killed himself to make them feel better. Do you think someone like that that orchestrated that much shit would then just go, yeah, I'm just gonna kill myself? You don't think he had an out? Even the even the fucking CIA, what they called the, uh, the, the those reports that the CIA was looking for Hitler's whereabouts in the sixties. The common conclusion is that he went to Argentina, where there is like a huge, a, 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 a large, like Nazi presence with like you know some of the you know people always say that that's where the Nazis have gone basically. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me, but, like, you know, not only do we got to tell you that the person's evil, but we got to dumb it down, like, oh, this person's completely crazy, he did obviously, it's like, why would you, like, you want us to think that this that Hitler was the most evil person in the world, I, again, no arguments, but for some reason they bring this guy out for the discourse 100% of the fucking time, like, he's a, he's supposed to be some symbol, symbolism figure for some odd reason, where he's disgusted. Alan Dershowitz said that Biden is playing into, you know, Hamas's fucking hands and all that shit. But, like, even these testimonies, right? Like, the, the, these testimonies are, are a preview of what Trump is going to fucking do in the future, in my personal opinion. But by, by saying the seeds of, like, oh, look, even his people around him told him that the election wasn't rigged. Even though they got on, even though they they have been perpetuating it, Sidney Powell and Jenna Ellis and all of them, right? 
But now it's like, oh, look, it had to be like Trump. Like, like again, this is simple. This is similar to what Trump is gonna do in the fucking future. But like, so, but but they're solely just blaming him. Like, oh, look, everyone else is telling him to stop doing this, but he kept going on to show what kind of madman he is. And that's gonna be like evident where where, where the future fucking goes. But at the same time, because everyone's currently fear-mongering about Trump while Biden's not saying shit, people are not going to think that this Trump shit is a threat because you've exhausted all that threat talk about him in, the, in, in, his, in, in his presidency. When over, even for stuff that wasn't, like, something he's, like, just like anything that he says, you'll just fucking, you know, constantly fucking, you know, if he's taking a shit, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well... Oh my god, can you believe Trump is taking a shit? It's like, okay, listen, call him out for stuff that needs to be fucking called out. All this other stuff is just like, because then the, the, the audience that per, per, um, perceives that the mainstream media is going after him, if they're constantly making fun of him over every single fucking thing, people have come to that conclusion that they only want to make fun of fucking Trump and nobody else. Which is by default making you think that Okay, they're not saying anything about Biden doing any of this stuff. That's why I never liked the whole notion of e- what each specific president um, happened under his under their watch because the people who are booking this are the ones that are going to allow all this stuff to go on. Anyway, what they're called, um, this is what Trudeau said to, said to, responded to uh, Netanyahu, basically. That the price of justice... The human tragedy that is unfolding in Gaza is heart-wrenching, especially the suffering we see in and around the Al-Shifa hospital. I have been clear that the price of justice cannot be the continued suffering of all Palestinian civilians. Even wars have rules. All innocent life is equal in worth, Israeli and Palestinian. I urge the government of Israel to exercise maximum restraint. The world is watching on TV, on social media. We're hearing the testimonies of doctors, family members, survivors, kids who've lost their parents. The world is witnessing this, the killing of women and children, of babies. This has to stop. So that, that, that's, that, you know, that, that's a good message. Not going not gonna to stop, but that, but that, that message alone already has the pro-Israel side going right at him, like, you know what I mean? So imagine if these guys actually called for a ceasefire. I, want, I, I, I can't imagine what they would do for an actual call for a ceasefire. Anyway, here's Jimmy Dore talking about the dancey. The, the thing is, when you mock, again, again, when you mock Jimmy Dore, okay, and you can, again, he's a bad faith actor. But because there's going to be things that are going to be proven true, and anyone that spews a conspiracy who's a bad faith actor, who might spew maybe one or two that might be, there might be some validity to it, 
with the cold, you know, that all of a sudden Jimmy Dore's going to have, like, people going, oh, look, see, I, I, I called this out. Because whenever a conspiracy comes true, everyone on, on the right-wing side always, like, Alex Jones was right, even though Alex Jones was not the originator of certain conspiracies. At one time, yeah, you appreciated him calling out George Bush and calling out the military-industrial complex, especially during a time where people felt fucking really, really fucking, you know, shitty about the, the, the how the world's playing out. There was, like, no, no, there was no voice in the mainstream that would, you know what I mean? I, I, I had to settle for how mainstream media was calling out George Bush po- uh, post-2003. Which, and I thought people smarted up, but it, to me, it just seemed like a strategic move to, you know. Like everyone was given credit afterwards for calling out George Bush. Oh, Eminem called out George Bush? Oh, well, I mean, Eminem is... Howard Stern suddenly turned on George Bush. Well, it's very strange behavior to actually celebrate... Following the September 11 attacks, at least three different groups of Israelis, some of whom are suspected of having ties to the Muslims. By the way, these guys were actually interviewed on Israeli television. And they said they're a This is what made it fucking... And, but the thing is, I'm not of this, of this belief that it's solely Mossad. Like, I, I believe Saudi Arabia, Russia, the US, like all these different countries that knew where the world was going in the next fucking 20 years because their plans have been by design for a long fucking time to bring us to this day, basically. But if you're just going to use that, oh, it's all solely Mossad, I think a lot of fucking elite people in the world, celebrities, politicians, different fucking fundamentals and different governments and all that kind of shit, they all fucking knew that this day was coming. Were taken into custody after eyewitnesses reported seeing them celebrating in several locations across the river from lower Manhattan in New Jersey. I thought that was made up. I did too. I thought that was a made-up story. No, well, I, I mean, you guys thought it was made up because you guys were, you know, um, supposed to be dehumanizing Muslims for the longest fucking time. But now that the conspiracy fucking shit is right-wing and some of the fucking conspiracy that might be fucking put out there might be um, proven true, um, it's designed for the right-wing to take it over, basically, and pretend that they're the ones that are the be-all, end-all of all this. Jimmy Dore wasn't the originator of this shit, but, the, um, but, 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 but I've but I seen the footage of um, the Israelis that were interviewed about them to- being told to document the events. I know they're going to use it for, people are going to use it for their anti-Semitic, but if you're denying that fucking Building 7, that was just a natural fucking collapse, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't, then fine, I, I, I get it, with the cold, I'm, I'm a nobody, I'm a, I'm a person in my parents' fucking basement, with the cold, but guess what, if, if, if you're, this is why the conspiracy movement has gone more right-wing, that's why they get more fucking traction, because people who say they're left or liberal, what they can just, just basically push away any conspiratorial fucking thinking. And, 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 and you don't think that you guys are, 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 are pushing people to go and embrace... Because these people are the only ones talking about conspiracies. There are a lot of apolitical people out there that don't believe fucking the official narratives of shit. And, then, and there's a group of people out there that take advantage of that. According to Arab News, it's not. It might be a made-up story. In two cases, the men were reportedly videotaping the initial attack on the World Trade Center. In a separate incident, the Israeli newspaper Haaretz 
reported on September 18th that five Israelis suspected of working for the Mossad had been arrested for what the FBI described as puzzling behavior following the attack. And, that, and, and, and by, by the way, that was reported on the news initially. There was, vid- like, there was videos of the initial reports that were taken. And I, I, I guarantee you they took it off on purpose for the purpose of it blowing up online. But now it's going to be used by, you know, obvious people, obvious right-wingers like Jimmy Dore. I remember hearing that, and I did not know that it was a real. They actually arrested his. According to Haratz, the five the five Israelis were arrested four hours. I I heard about the first one. I heard about was a mortal technique mentioning it. You know, I, I that's the first time that I started kind of um, looking into it a little bit because a mortal te- he didn't he didn't mention Israeli. He said the four non Arabs were arrested. And then it disappeared off the, you know, I, I, he, I guess he didn't want to, like, you know, fully go out and say Israel, uh, Israel fucking involvement. But I couldn't believe all, but, but the thing is, is, like, even if I just buy that the Saudi Arabia government funded this, right, isn't it evident enough that a lot of these businesses and, and the U.S. still doing business with Saudi Arabia, wouldn't that Im- imply that they didn't really give a shit about the fucking, uh, about the 9-11 fucking victims, is that is isn't that en- isn't that enough for me for some reason? For some reason I, I have to p- play dumb. I have to go by a, um, a bunch of fucking snobs. Um, I, I have to go by their fucking speed, where they pretend like they're the smartest people on the planet. Yeah, you you can't even convince people to go to to go on the left fucking side. Maybe because a lot of you are underground right wingers who actually don't want people to go more left. You want them to go more fucking right, which is why you're fucking embracing Tucker Carlson and Candace Owens as these voices for Palestine. And if you're one of those fucking people, you can go kick rocks. I don't want to talk to you. Just after the attack, while filming the smoking skyline from the roof of their company's building, it appears that they were spotted by one of the neighbors shouting cries of joy and mockery. Heret says that the neighbors called the police and the FBI. Was, was this before or after Epstein's arrest? This is my yep. question. <laughs> was this? I don't want him to have died for nothing. By the way, if the Mossad did have foreknowledge of an attack and we didn't, the entire intelligence community should have been dissolved. No, no, see, that's the only way they, 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 that's the only way they can kayfabe it. See, they have to, like, you know, give, like, the, like, the liberal side a little bit something. Like, even though it's not fully conspiratorial... But like you have to to be official, like like officially there was warnings about this, but then they go U.S. What you you think the U.S. would fucking you know again we we have to like make it America's dumbest criminal, so you got to make America America's dumbest criminal essentially by going oh my god you see the stupidity you know they could have uh, avoided all this if they took the warning seriously no maybe they didn't want to. You know, look at look how much fucking profit and look how much fucking of their agenda they got fucking fulfilled after nine eleven happened. One would fucking think that maybe that was by fucking design. But again, a lot of people don't want to fucking think that because they don't want to be isolated from society. And anyone who tries to paint me as an extremist and as a violent fucking person, the fucking feds watch me every fucking day. Every, everything I do is monitored. They know I don't have any fucking weapon. They know I don't have inside information. I just go off by what goes on in my fucking head. I'm not saying that I'm right 100 fucking percent. But I'm tired of being talked down to by a lot of these fucking people. Who take these little jabs at me. Because like, oh, he's conspiratorial. He's conspiratorial. I don't give two shits. This is why the right wing is fucking winning. And maybe and maybe you guys want that to happen, maybe. That's what I'm suspecting now a little bit.
wealth because they're worthless. Yeah. Well, it's very strange behavior to actually celebrate the op the day of. The, you know, that's a very strange. But there's no word on what the FBI later said after they, or is it like that guy's a, like a Seth Rich laptop, which is not going to find out what they're. And let's keep in mind that the people who are Zionists, behaviorally, Zionists act like Nazis, almost as if they are imposters pretending to be Jewish, but their agenda keeps coming out. <laughs> and you're aligning with the fucking, and, and you're aligning with the, uh, you're, you're going to be aligned with the same fucking uh, quote-unquote Nazi that you're fucking doing because a lot of the fucking anti-Semites are going to fucking meet at a mutual meeting spot with the pro-Israel type to, for, for the same fucking coin to, 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 to lure innocent fucking people that just want justice for their people who, you know, who, who, are, be, who are being swayed. You're going to take advantage of that type of shit. I don't know, man. Let me see this whole ticket. Like for example, I don't really like 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 I like I don't I don't give a shit. Like for example, Aaron Monte, right? He confronted somebody about what goes on in Gaza. The message, okay, cool. You can confront people about pointing out that people are fucking dying and shit, whatever. But I I don't trust Aaron. I don't trust Aaron Monte's intentions either, especially when they when when the it's a played out fucking shtick of like doing the Suttering John thing by like, oh, I'm gonna go and uh, um, I, I bet you the senator, I bet you the fucking person he confronted was in on it with him. To give, to give them more, conf- you know, he, uh, he, uh, Senator Chris Coons. Why not call for a ceasefire in Gaza? I'm a journalist. My name's Aaron Maté. Why not call for a ceasefire in Gaza? You have 46, 4,600 children killed. This is 46. I know it's a quiet card. I apologize for abuse, but I understand, but kill- children are dying. Children are dying. I, I bet you any money this is fucking scripted. By the way, I'm not against the message on what fucking Aaron Mate is saying. Just let me be clear about that. I'm not saying, oh, well, if Aaron Mate is saying this message, that must mean the message, that must mean the whole thing. No, I recognize a good fucking message, but I don't trust Aaron Mate. I don't have to fucking trust Aaron Mate. He'll use a journalist fucking, but, but you've done a lot of parody things that are not journalist-like either, so I don't fucking, I don't trust you. I, I, I respect this fucking message, though, even though you guys know it's going to go on deaf ears. All it does is socially climb your fucking status. U.S. weapons are killing kids in Gaza. Who are you? My name is Aaron Mate. I'm a journalist. Nice to meet you, Aaron. Likewise. Please stop talking to me. I'm sorry, sir. It's a dire importance. More than 11,000 civilians is worth talking being killed. I'm a journalist. With for, for the gray zone. What's the gray zone? It's a it's a U.S. based uh, news website. There's no way this guy doesn't know. I know the, I know you put to think that fucking politicians don't know shit. These guys know what the fucking gray zone is. And right now, with, with our support, Please kids stop. are being killed. I'm sorry. I, with Please our weapons, stop. I'm asking you to explain why I call for a ceasefire. Bothering me and everyone else around. Kids in Gaza are being massacred. I'm asking you, please explain. Why not call for a ceasefire? Stop. Sir, could I please have some help here? Kids are being killed with our weapons. I'm asking you to stop. Why not stop? Why not call for stopping a bomb? You're bothering everybody else around. It's a crisis right now. How did you get this seat? I bought the seat. No. 
he's bothering me while I'm trying to work. And our government is paying for weapons that are murdering children. I'm asking you why I call for a ceasefire. Karen, can you explain that? Please stop. Can I ask you to explain why I call for a ceasefire? You've already asked me five times. I'm not going to call for a ceasefire. I strongly support humanitarian causes. I've urged the Israeli government to target their campaign against Hamas. Do you think the campaign is targeted against Hamas when Aaron, civilians are being massacred? Aaron, when babies how nice of you. Are, are dying because the fuel is being cut off? I'm going to have you thrown off this train. Please stop doing this. I have to ask, ask you ten times. I know, and I will keep I don't feel, by the way, I don't feel bad for this fucking guy, but I also fucking know, I've seen this shtick being done so many times over the last fucking 20 years, where, like, you know what I mean, like, like if Alice Jones is a tactic, and, it, and it, you know what I mean, like, that one time Alice Jones confronted somebody, I forget who it was, Go, oh, I caught you at Bohemian Grove. Like, to me, it's like, oh, my God, this guy exposed something. But at the same time, not knowing where Alex Jones has went, it's like he was probably given permission to be allowed to confront them, just like Aaron Mate is being allowed to confront them. Like, conveniently, he finds a seat. They're, they're playing it off like he doesn't know. Like, oh, how'd you get the seat, basically? Because they've they got to cover their ground, essentially. Measure an appropriate and answer out of me as you can. This is not professional journalism. Please get up and leave I don't think it's humane to be massacring kids. That's the problem here. That's I, right. I realize I'm not I don't think it's humane to be massacring kids either. Okay, then why are we supporting Hamas massacred 1,400 Israeli civilians. Uh -huh. The whole world should unite in opposition to terrorism. First of all, the number is 1,200. It wasn't entirely civilians. Are we going to over how many civilians well, were massacred by Hamas? It's important to be precise. It's important, and, uh, it is important to be precise. Yes, civilians were massacred. I am a senator. This is right a quiet keep. car. You're breaking the basic rules of how we operate on Amtrak. Okay, and the question Please is... stop. And I believe we're breaking international law okay. by supporting massacred civilians. Yes. You've had a lot of my time. That's fact, you know. Please move on. Why not at least right. call for a ceasefire? You know. And all, the, and all the bad faith actors are the ones that are propping this up, like all the Jimmy Dore loyalists, you know? It's, 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 more, it's, it's more about, uh, it's, it's more about his social clout, because, you know, to me, to me, to me at least, because I've seen enough from Aaron Maté the last couple of years since, you know, everyone on the left was like, you got to give him prop because, you know, he covered Syria properly. He didn't even cover that properly. And this is not me defending, uh, you know, defending um, U.S. intervention with Syria and all that kind of shit. But, like, people thinking that, like, the fundamentalists in the U.S. are, like, opposed to the fundamentalism of Assad. You know what I mean? Because, and because, like, U.S. calls them out, so that automatically means that you're supposed to defend Assad. And I kind of, I, I was, I, I kind of fell for that, too, because for a while in the 2010s, it was, like, anything that the U.S. points at, or the U.S. is, because, because I'm like, how can the U.S. just blame Assad? What they're called, they're also intervening and trying to install, like, shit, like they always do in other fucking countries. But that doesn't mean that, like, you know, you should defend Assad, but... But that's, like, a portion of, like, people who say it on the left that will automatically do that. You know what I mean? Like, if the U.S., like, you know, call, if the U.S. fucking calls out Putin, and you're like, okay, that's a good thing that they're doing, but it's like, the U.S. has no fucking, you know, safe hate. Like, they have no carte blanche to call out anybody because look what they do under, under the name of fucking peace. You know what I mean? The, what they call the war on terror. How can you fucking trust anything that they fucking say? 
But then that automatically makes people then automatically start siding with fucking other shady people in different governments. And you can't really have, like, an honest conversation, at least online with it, because, like, the only way you can talk about, like, corruption in China or in Russia, it always has to be framed with, like, a, you know, it has to be framed with, like, you know, the, um, it has to be framed with a war hawk type of talk that, I, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Because me, personally, I don't want any wars to go on. But I also fucking acknowledge that, the wars that go on are inevitable because people who have fucking the ultimate power behind the scenes are the ones dictating where the world is going. And, you know, it becomes kind of fucking annoying. To have to, like, you know, de- de- deal with it. it, 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 it it's, a, it's one of the worst times to, like, deal with this as well. It, it was easier for me in 2010 to take this in because, like, now it's like, oh, well, now I'm completely educated, U.S. bad, and all that kind of shit all the time, basically. You know what I mean? And and and, and any person that was, like, doing a pro-Palestinian message, I'll be like, well, you know, that's, that's a big thing to do. But, like, you have to realize that some of these people fucking knew where the world was going and they're luring people that genuine, like, a good majority of people that genuinely... Just want fucking this all to end. And the occupation. That's not unreasonable. For some reason you're being... If you're calling for, you know... And and to the reason why I'm mentioning it... Because if there are bad faith actors... That are leading the charge on some matter, right? And then they're saying stuff like... The river to the sea... Or or, or, or calling for a ceasefire. If they get proven to be shady... Then it's like... Then the entire movement is going to be deemed... Like, oh, look, you see, everyone fucking has been repeating what this one person said that has ties to, like, dangerous fucking people and shit. And they'll use that as an excuse to keep doing it and to dehumanize and justify why anyone who supports Palestine, who supports people not dying... This is what fucks with my head, you know, this is what fucks with my head uh, completely... Like, you know, apparently a Ukraine colonel, he played a key role in the pipeline. But I, I, I said with a call, like, it wouldn't shock me if, like, you know, if, if, if Russia did it to, like, you know, like, you know, a fundamentalist from fucking, you know, Russia and, like, the U.S. help organize that. But, like, like I, I, I believe that the, 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 the level of government people who know that their people are going to be, like, 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 like people, like the... The Ukrainian colonel, whatever. Well, let me see. Like, for example, like if 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 they were responsible for it, it's designed so that you don't get, like the the I've been saying they don't want you to actually support Ukrainian people, because when they're putting out like obvious videos of like, oh look, the money that we gave Ukraine, look, all these exec- all these government officials are like sp- are showing off on TikTok. About them spending it. It's like it, they purposely want you to think that the, that, that you know it's it's not a a thing to get involved with. But I think it's like you know the, the more the fundamentalists take over, it's basically gonna um it's gonna be fucking you know a way for Russia to fucking you know officially take over Ukraine essentially. And maybe it was always designed by that.
But the people that the, the, the pro Russian accounts online, this is like their way of now saying, you know, that means Russia's completely fucking innocent. Like I, I knew whatever the fucking result was gonna be, it was gonna end up being in favor of making it seem like the people, like the the people that are supporting fucking Putin, are gonna be the ones that are gonna be, and, and most of the accounts right here are, are are like you know, the typical like you know Putin guys that I fucking see that are always defending Russia, defending the Russian government. Nothing wrong with Russian citizens, you know what I mean? I, I you, you, you gotta clarify. Because then, you know, because when you start talking about, oh, Russia needs to pay, China needs to pay, the U.S., it's like when you do that, it's like, you know, you're basically making it, you're like dehumanizing everyone there who don't agree with their government. Like, 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 Ukraine was never designed to fucking win. That's, that's, that's a thing, you know what I mean? They, they always fucking had it because in the end, you know, whatever Putin is going to do, it's going to be, you know what I mean? Like, people are comparing, like, oh, what Israel and Putin, like, what Netanyahu, it's like, yeah, what they call Netanyahu does, like, ten times more horrible shit. That doesn't mean you should just fucking whitewash fucking Putin. What, because he didn't kill as many people? And that's not saying that the U.S. is fucking you know, innocent either. You know what I mean? I I just I personally believe the whole country versus country aesthetic has just been designed to fool people, so that like you know what I mean it's designed to fool people. But I feel like you know the fundamentalists from all these governments are the ones that are going to be aligned together in the end of this shit. I'll be back. So it's uh, November 16, 3.45 a.m. I was going to do it, but I just kind of procrastinated a little bit. I just don't give two shits, really, you know. Um, so let me go through some other shit. Um, so, like, you know, in, in the midst of, uh, you know, um, because of the anti-Semitism... That they, you know, well, I mean, when the system says anti-Semitism, they're not really concerned. Like, Nikki Haley isn't concerned with anti-Semitism, you know, especially with people that she's associated with, you know. Even if, like, you know, some of the Republicans or right-wing people she opposes, like, you know, know, her and Vivek, they're probably going to end up fucking, you know, having sex with each other. You know, you'll probably find out they're fucking or something like that. Just, just, just to keep the, you know, the right wing, won't they or will they type of fucking, you know, romantic fucking storyline there. You know, she's like wanting um, everyone on the, on the internet to use their real name or some shit. I'm sure they'll get their fucking way, but I mean, this is a way to like, like you know, like basically the, the people that I'm I'm worried about online, you know, who are, you know, funded type of people. 
like, you know, like, they probably have some type of, like, right-wing organization or billionaires funding them. You know what I mean? But those people will be protected. It's just mostly, this kind of stuff is normally when, you know, compromised, you know, compromised people can fucking, you know, be allowed to do it. This is going to affect, like, regular fucking people, you know. Let me see exactly what, you know, the framing is. You know, uh, Nikki Hill. Let me see. Is there is there more stuff going on? Or the Nikki Haley internet? She wants to leg- legislate away for anonymy, anonymy, anonymity, anonymity. You my stuttering, my speech impediment. Anonymity. Hold on a second. Let me let me hear the word. I said I gotta hear the word again. Sometimes I take these words for granted in my fucking head. Anonymity. Anon- Anonymity. 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 <laughs> Shit, I can't fucking say this word. Anonymity. Oh, see, I can't say it. Anonymity. 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 I see, I can't do it. Well, whatever it is, she wants it, so. I'm sure that'll happen. I'm sure they'll find a fucking way for it to go down. You know, it's nuts right now. Uh, it's, just, it's just nuts, man. I don't know. I'm sure there'll be something there that will, you know. Like, give them justification for why they need to do whatever they need to fucking do, you know? Because, I mean, the system, you know, again, anyone that has shady ties would be people tied to members of, like, you know, the fucking far right and billionaires that fund people. But that's not not, going to happen. It's going to be more about cracking down on, you know, on, on regular fucking people. Who are gonna fucking, you know, get fucked over for having an opinion. By the way, people want to give, you know, I mean, listen, you can give TYT credit for some of the people that, you know, do good coverage of the Israel-Palestine thing. But in the midst of all this, too, you see Anik experience still sticking to the fear of homelessness. Because what happened was, uh, I guess... um, you know, Z K Z from China came for this APEC set, uh, APEC set, um, thing, whatever, in San Francisco. And people were alarmed by you know the people that were holding up like China flag, Chinese flag, the China flag, basically. You know, saying all oh, this is all communist. The the thing is, like, I know the right wing weaponizes fucking communism. Like, the thing is, I never fully understood. All I know is that, like, everything that they describe communism as 
It's like stuff that like you know it's like done under capitalism. You know what I mean? Like I, I've never, I never said that. Oh, it's it was, it's perfect or whatever. Or because again, like you know, because the because the Chinese president, you know, the way they use it there is not really the you know. Support. I mean, you, you know, the cold people like say that's not like the best. You know, but people define what happened in China as like all of communism. I guess. You know. But like you know. If there's people that are working, for, like I, I, I just don't, I, I don't like anyone in power, who gets like this, like you know, oh my god, this guy's like a king, and it felt like you know, people are treating him like a fucking king. Like I don't think anybody in U.S. politics, you know, and anyone, any government official in any in any fucking country, you know, should be like you know lauded as like you know, these like you know larger than life kings. You know what I mean? Because it feels very cultish. But I guess because they got rid of homeless people um, during this thing, whatever, and Newsom is being blamed for it. And then also then they're blaming homeless encampments for fire that started in, um, on some... Uh, on some... Uh, it's on some highway, apparently. You know? I you know, it was, but like it's it's like it's like more fear mongering about homeless people, and then of course then Anna Kasparian shows like viral videos of homeless people lighting things on fire. Even though like you know like those could be very like, like anything that's a viral fucking video for the internet, I always assume that like now I always assume that there's people, organizing it or orchestrating it for you know. Because again, like it, it makes money and it manufactures consent. You know what I mean? People will be like enamored by the by like someone laying something on fire, and then of course when you have like bad faith fucking actors pumping this up, it's like designed to go. Oh look, this is what the left fucking tolerates and all that kind of shit. So now the 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 you know the the homeless encampment stuff now is getting discredited because people say it was arson. That that did it, but it's like, how do I know it isn't fucking right wing funded though? For some odd reason, like I guess it it takes heat away from the right wing if people on the right wing are the ones complaining about it. So it automatically means that they can't be the ones responsible, because they're the ones bringing attention to it. You know. Let me see, homeless. Fires. Uh. So like, see, so, so like I'm looking at the tip. So I, I wrote homeless fires. So I see, the typical blue check marks. You know, like Cernovich right here, druggies, mislabeled homeless. You know, had a bunch of used mattresses and couches, and who knows what else under the an um an overpass. What a huge fire. Now there's even a huge cover-up. So I, I guess that makes his ilk not, you know. Because now, now they're normalizing it. With the way that, um, with the way that Anna Kasparian covers it, and that's become her main personality trait. That's why I was saying with the call, like, you know, they they know what trajectory is going to happen. So 
it wouldn't shock me if like what her billionaire funders got one of these um, you know homeless guys to go and try to like like you know do something so that she will have justification for shooting him and I guarantee you she'll become famous for shooting a homeless guy or something not that I want that to happen but I can see the trajectory of like like, you know, building up somebody, building up something. You're like, oh, no, it's not, it's not that extreme. She, she, she'd never do something like that. But I guarantee you in this era where homeless people are being, you know, uh, weaponized, she'll get cheered for it. Not saying it's going to fucking happen, but it wouldn't surprise me. She, she, she's just coming off more unhinged, you know, with her personality and shit. And then they'll just blame everything, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, on climate change, mostly. Even though I'm not saying climate change doesn't exist, but you know, because a, a bunch of right wing people have said, again, like you know, right wing people have said, you know, um, wasn't it Michael Flynn who said uh, someone said know your highways. Am I supposed to, I guess he said it one time and that wasn't, that was it. So um, am I supposed to assume? But again, this is a perfect way for, you know, even if they wanted uh, a homeless person to do it. But like, but, 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 but the typical right wing accounts online are the ones dominating the, so... So, so like even if there, if it, it is a homeless encampment that caused all this, right? I have to hear from an, a, another nuanced opinion. I can't just take right wing reactionary things because the, 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 they will like not fucking you know lie about. I mean, they'll not tell you the truth about everything. Now, the pe- some people who say they're on the left will just kind of still limit it. You know, they'll still limit the fucking shit. some reason people some people who say they're the left can't um ever like think anything conspiratorially even if you, you want to weaponize it against the right wing because the presented facts are going to be limited and they're always going to be limited where it makes the right wing point look fucking better so it looks like like so that's why i say the the the, the sensationalist videos that libs or tiktok will use to sensationalize, you know, to be anti-trans, like, they will find these videos that, you know, that I feel are sports entertainment designed, the ones that are, like, are, are supposed to be, like, in, like, incriminating to what they perceive as the fucking threat, whatever, but they're not gonna say that, oh, but you, you, you see drag queens and you automatically think that they have to be liberal, not that, you know, like, if anything is proven, every, 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 every group of marginalized people or just any type of like faction out there can be weaponized for political agenda but it's only allowed to be pointed out when it's like serving the quote-unquote liberal fucking agenda not when it's serving the far right-wing fundamentalist fucking agenda you know what I mean I don't know It's going to be what it is, man. I don't know.
don't know, man. It's just, uh... But I was looking at um, the Stern subreddit, and I guess this, I guess I guess my comments eventually do get to them a little bit. I mean, they didn't mention me. I mean, they try uh, the same account, the same troll account did mention me again. The one that always knows what I'm up to, anyways, and still pretends like, oh, Hansy does live streams. He doesn't do live streaming anymore. Uh, well, I'm not gonna do live streaming. Sorry. If anything, I'll do it on Tumblr for a bit, but I'm not gonna, you know, you know, do, do it, you know. For, for the purpose, I, I know, because I, I, any time that I do anything, there's people who, you know, um, have been monitoring me and think that they're owed, you know, time in my life for some odd reason. Like it's a negotiation for some odd reason. I, I have to let these mental mental abusers in my fucking life. And I already have enough of those people who can't even, 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 even a simple fucking thing where like somebody, like somebody, some people in my life, like if there's like, one thing they said, even, like, for, like, a television show or a movie, and I'm like, hey, I thought you said this, whatever, They're like, no, I never said that, it's, like, it's, like it, 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 it's that level of sociopathic fucking behavior that I can't be around, and that's, like, very fucking system-like, and I got, and I gotta be around this, they kept me, they kept me alive to be a guinea pig for, the, for, for these people, so I can see them get fucking worse mentally, who who don't, who who'll never fucking admit what they've done, because the people that have fucking turned them out, fucking, you know, don't worry, they'll probably do some fucked up shit. They'll probably leave, like, a dead fucking mouse in my house or something like that where fucking, you know, you can't fucking trace it. Already, I, I, I already believe they're putting fucking, you know... Or or, or if, if there's people, people um, you know, um, people from the hospital type of shit, you know, taking care of my mother or something like that. You know what I mean? They can insert fucking... People can insert random people into your fucking life. You know? Agents all over the fucking map. Especially when you're a fucking, you know, a, a, a person that's uh, made people angry and shit. But, but and, and again, these, and these people used to show off about it, and, and now they and now they close down the subreddit. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I never, I never fucking for once ever think that they're not gonna, you know, not gonna do anything. They, I know that I'm marked for life. They'll always try to fuck me over. They do so a lot of fucking people, by the way. You know, I'm not the only, I'm not the only one. I I know I, I oh I sound fucking crazy. Okay, I I don't really give a shit. I'm not I, I shouldn't be here anyways. And you guys stand like 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 I don't care what anyone's aesthetic is. I, I I don't give it. Like I give people props for the hard work they do, but when they use their aesthetic to fucking downplay like like you know what I've been through and dismiss anything that I've been through, it's like okay, well you know what? Then fuck you too then. Because the, because because the only reason why a lot of you are being recruited is not because of your fucking talent, It's because you're keeping the status quo alive. Why? Because you make horny on main jokes on Twitter. You think you're fucking shaking the fucking system. All you're doing is fucking adding to white supremacy and fundamentalism. Go ahead, pat yourself on the fucking back. Oh, I did this for my family. I did this for my family. Yeah, well, your family's gonna hate you when they realize what kind of evil shit you did. So all that's like, you know what I mean? And then the funny part is you're gonna hate you. You're gonna start hating your fucking family. Because they're gonna start fucking hating you and you'll probably make their fucking lives a living hell because that's what sociopathic fucking jerk-offs do. But, but I saw one uh, uh, you know, um, um, topic on, on the subreddit. About what shady things do you think Howard's involved with or the show's been involved with? And then this is normally when you get one nugget of information that, like, like you know, th that is kind of, like, th that might be valid. You know what I mean? 
some people some people are now putting out the rumor that that Rashawn guy, um, you know, that works um for how on the wrap up show. Some people have now alluded to the fact that that child might that that, that Rashawn might be a child of Howard and uh, Robin, because maybe they fucked and they had a kid, which again wouldn't fucking shock me. There's already rumors about like um, Howard and Beth having a kid, and and people try to crack that one because Beth says it's her cousin. So I, I don't know if that's true, but I I just know that when these people have you know, secrets and uh, showbiz secrets and all that kind of shit that, like, eventually you're supposed to find out about it, but they plant the seeds because it makes it more mysterious. So you, so even if these are rumors are lies and they're not ending being true, it's still the fucking system that puts out the narratives out there. But, like, there was one about how the Manhattan DA was gonna, um investigate, was, was, the, was gonna um, investigate Howard, basically. Because of like the because like scores was like you know um, you know, I I don't know the entire history of scores. All I know that like eventually they got like a lot of the guys got caught up because they were doing the overcharging. There was prostitution going in. There'd be men drugged, and you know they would charge more money on their fucking cards and all that kind of shit or something like that. You know what I mean? It was also run by like you know mafia members and all that and. I don't think it's a coincidence that Howard would be pr- promoting that. And I remember one time he did one episode in 2007. Like, it was like a really sad fucking day. Like, Lonnie left. Um, Lonnie left scores. And they're acting like it was like 9-11. I was like, dude, he's going to a new strip. I was just doing the basic, like, on-surface shit. I'm like, dude, okay, fine. He's a guy you liked worked at a strip club is now going to a new strip club. What's the fucking, you know, like, well, why are you losing your fucking mind over this shit? But people said that, you know, Howard... Let me see. Let me see if I can find the post. Hold on one second. Dark secrets of the show right here. Yeah, so let me go here. This is the post right here. Let me go right here. There are a lot of crazy... <laughs> there are a lot of crazy ones over the years. Howard gave a stripper a car. Howard was dating Beth when he was still married, which is probably be true. He banged Mary McCormick during prior part filming. Beth was a high level... All these could be fucking true, but, like... For, for example, like... Because, again, I think the, sh- the showbiz world is an underworld. Like the political and showbiz world is an underworld. And people get their push. You start out as, like, a troll. You start out as, you start out as an escort. You know what I mean? I, I, I used to scoff at Pretty Woman because I'm like, oh, what kind of rich guy really, you know, um, ha- you know uh, 
like would 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 hire up like you know fall in love with a prostitute, but like, like you know, but like you know what I mean? They, they they use a love angle to towards it, but that could be key for what a lot of uh, like elite elite people do um, with new girlfriends and all that kind of shit, you know. There's some other ones right here. Hold on, let me go over here. Hold on. Uh, uh, how dare you? Uh, those jokes about oh, I think Richard Christie is really Ethel. You know what I mean, like that, like those, those ones. Uh, okay, yeah, here's one. Manhattan DA wanted to go after Howard for pr promoting prostitution back in the late '90s, early 2000s. And someone said that was a good one. The original Ronnie, the, the original Ronnie quote was, "Let's go to scores and fuck some whores." Then it was edited down to, uh, "Let's fuck some whores," basically. Which is probably you know. Ironically, scores was a big reason the Manhattan DA wanted to go after Howard, U.S. Attorney for the um, SDNY, also considered going after Howard for the um, Man Act violations, but decided the juice. Wasn't worth the squeeze. By the way, these people on here are probably, um, you know, are probably, um, like, you know, people that, you know, because, again, like, a lot of you guys are feds, most likely, you know. And then the guy says right here, all the court, all the cases fell apart because of 9-11, ironically. Which, again, that was probably Howard's way of, um... If that's true, and and Howard played his role in nine eleven, that would indicate you know why he went so hard because maybe that was his way of um, not being investigated because he's playing playing their sport playing their team. I know people can't think that you know guy, people in show business knew about nine eleven happening. They only put it, you know, out in, you know, every movie and television show. Um, then they go into, like, murky things about Dennis Hoff bringing girls from the brothel from Nevada to NYC, too. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know... See someone right here puts right here. Yeah, I remember standing outside the fucking scores hellhole for some kind of whack packed photo shit stern TV nonsense posing with the girls who were enslaved there. I picked up this tiny, frail blonde child and cradled her into my arms like I was carrying her away from a bomb blast. I couldn't reckon how lightweight she was, but it struck me that no adult um female could um uh, human The whole vibe felt like um, any of one of the many rescue, uh, rescue uh, animal rescues I take part in in this girl. Well, I mean, this guy's like he's comparing women to fucking animals now, but I get what he's trying to say. I don't know if he, he got downvoted, so I don't know if he's fucking lying. Hold on, let me see right here. Let me continue the thread. Continue the thread. I'm I'm sure I'm sure all these things that are being named in here right now are probably things that are gonna like 
eventually come to light. You know, they don't even, they don't even plan these. You know. This is, so there's one guy here says Rashawn and Howard. Uh, Rashawn is Howard and Robin's love child. That's why he got hired. I don't know if that one... I think that's being facetious, but I don't know. Howard has a bowling alley in this. I don't even know what's going on. All these people on on the subreddit, they complain about some new guy, some guy on the Stern Show named Blit. I have no fucking idea who the... He looks, he kind of looks like Vince Russo a little bit. I have no idea who the hell this guy is. But, dude, like, I'm so out of the loop with, like, you know... This one gets po posted constantly. Like, there's, like, nonstop posts about this one, um... That, uh, JD's, uh, ex-wife... I think she's ex-wife now, apparently... Uh, they claim they had an open marriage, you know, and that, you know, she cheated on JD. Which is probably by design. Like, I'm sure JD's not losing sleep over it. And then Shuli cheated on his wife numerous times while on gigs after blowing his wrestling buddies. Well, I mean, that one might be true. Casey's departure. Looking back on that, Casey's departure was kind of a dark fucking. You know, his departure from the show was kind of fucking. The, th the thing is, like, I never really realized realized how much it was, because in two thousand six, when I started officially listening to the show fully, kind of in a way, Casey was still used as a character. Like he was on one of the show. He was on one of the shows. Like he was on one of the shows where I called into. In Jan in January, February two thousand six, because they grilled him about getting a hand job from Jessica Hahn, and then one of my calls where I like I was trying to follow up on, follow up on my first call, I was trying to come around more peaceful. I didn't I, I wasn't ready for their jokes, and I think they tried to fucking you know get something going on with me. And Artie goes to me, "Did you ever get a hand job from Jessica Hahn?" Um, I don't know. Um, let me see right here. No, uh, hold on. And of course the show has to play dumb about what happened. Like, they can never... The, the the show or like the companies never take any responsibility it's always solely on the it's always solely on the um it's always solely on the talent itself not the enabling system like we've seen that way too many fucking times you would think a smart system would be able to fucking you know know how to fucking get shit on track but you know Okay, here's a good one. The real reason Howard is locked up inside his Hamptons mansion, or whatever. I mean, the guy's in Florida, so I don't know. He he's really on house arrest. 
I mean, that could be fucking true, maybe. You know what I mean? Because now he's saying right here, tax scam with Bianca's furry friends, which is why it's now called Beth's furry friends. I mean, the the, the, the whole uh, charity shit. Like, whenever a celebrity has a charity, it's like it's like telling you what the future holds for the for it. It's always going to be surrounded. That's why. That's why whenever someone does a celebrity does a good cause, right? Like the actual cause of what they're aiming for. I'm like, yeah, that's cool as hell, whatever. But then when it becomes a celebrity, and and they're constantly supposed to be taking L's and turning heel in real life, and people are supposed to use it against them because it's real. It's real life, even though it's part of their fucking you know character. It's like, oh look, what the coldest person did this scam, whatever. But that wouldn't shock me, you know. And someone right here put down my brother used to claim that Robin's cancer was a cover story. Cover story. The real see here's here's the thing with the the cancer thing. I, I I never thought it was it was fake, but I was like, part of me part of me wonders that like. If you're someone who has like a high profile in the system, and you're perf- um 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 um, like giving carte blanche to other alternative methods, of like you know alternative medicine and all that kind of stuff, whatever, it feels like to embarrass the the, the high profile celebrity even more, is that the system whatever you know whatever fucking you know voodoo they use, they fucking give uh, you know people like you know. If they want to give you cancer, they'll give you fucking... They'll find a way to give you cancer. So even if Robin got cancer, I wondered if it was like... I always wondered if it was like, you know, her promoting that. That's the reason why. And they'll say it backfired because, you know, it backfired because she did that. Or was it, you know, is, is it is, is it like, you know... Like anyone that partook in evil in this world, you know, has to fucking pay fucking, you know... Maybe these people have been using their compound V too much and... Some of them are now getting cancer that way because they're using their powers way too much, maybe. I don't know. You know, basic science just says, you know. So it, it wouldn't shock me, though, if, if Robin was, you know, th- there was something with her charity as well. Someone's like, I don't know if they have enough power. I mean, trust me, they have enough power and clout to do a lot of fucking things. The st- the stuff that you're supposed to know about. They haven't. They, Howard has enough clout, in my personal opinion. Howard has enough clout, in my personal opinion. He has that type of power where he can control the negative and positive of him. He can present all of this in a pause, you know. But this, here, here's the thing. What's it called? Uh, I'll give the Stern Show subreddit credit. They came out with a fucking compelling, you know, uh, thread here. You don't find that often. It's just repeating jokes most of the time. So, so this one guy here says, I, I worked for the Stern Show for about 10 years between 2003 and 2013. Some pretty crazy stuff went on there. I'm, I'm not hoping to get into all the stories about Howard, Rob, and Fred, and Gary, because I couldn't... Gone for days and days, but there's one thing I need to get off my chest. I never told anyone, but 
Yeah, see, again, the, the punchline is that Lisa G takes shit at work, so I don't know if this guy is, like, lying that he worked there. All the colors of screen set up. Thing is, I was never unless like they worked it out with me, in 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 my dream world. Because every call from me, like, but the thing is, I was also kind of egged on because you know what I mean. But because again, if people in my life are compromised, they could fucking you know kind of steer me a certain fucking way. And also, what the call like? I I feel I feel I feel like because I didn't I was I wasn't in on the fact that I was like, doing, like, you know, an actual segment that they planned out, it felt like because they told me, because, again, I couldn't call, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I, I, I didn't want to always call the one nine the one um one eight hundred one eight eight nine asshole fucking number, right? I didn't want to call that number. And then if I, ca- if I called the fucking, you know, the uh, office line, it cost me a lot of fucking money, and because because the cell company told me that I could do unlimited long distance calls, and it didn't make any sense. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I can do that, and it cost me, you know, like cost me, uh, you know, cost me fucking a lot of money. But you know, what ended up happening is that then uh, they told then they told me to uh, call Steve Brandano, call Steve Brandano, and he would call me. When I need to be on there, so I guess all those segments that Steve Brandano, uh, called me for, I guess that goes under his product, his uh, producer credit basically. Like I produce these handsy segments. And I, and I remember when when Shuli took me into Vancouver, and I was talking and I was talking about oh I go I bet you're gonna, get a good promotion from the other joke. He goes, oh, no, I'm actually, I'm going to get a fucking big gig for out of this one. Like, you know, you know what I mean? That's why some of these people who are in, in the come up, in the, they, a lot of people in my life have brought in other people from my past who, you know, are not like, you know, I don't feel like they're being well, well-intentioned. And it's like they fooled me into bringing all these people. Yeah, and then when some of these people didn't get their fucking way about being my manager and all that, it's like I didn't matter. All of a sudden, all that... Oh, my, that, that kinship. Oh, Hansa, you really matter to all of us. Hansa, you really matter. You can't kill yourself. You can't be dead. I guess that all, all went out the fucking window. I'm not good enough to, you know, I'm not good enough to, uh, you know, see people's, you know, kids, I guess. They can't see the face of the, they can't, n- n- none of these people can see the face of the, of the guy that, you know, has helped, uh, help people fucking, you know, Live the life that they're fucking living. Uh, uh, I'm trying to look at other things here. So, so here's one right here. Massive lawsuit regarding old phony phone calls I returned in style used to make and aired without clearances. Which is, which is funny because when I offered the Will, Will Murray, I go, I can place on my current calls. And he goes, no, you can't do that. That's illegal to do without people's permission. 
It's like everything they fucking project, they fucking do that. Because apparently it was settled out of court for millions, and since uh, that um, since that time, all phony uh, all phony calls originated um, from bullshit internet radio amateur shows. That probably makes sense. Sandra Bedhurst said she would attend Beth would attend every high school event when she was single to try and snag, snag a rich man she ran up with Howard. For us is a brand new song. What's this song about? Uh the song is about it's called What Up With You. Be right now it's Someone said that, the, 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 the I play that clip, someone said that Howard's bald. You can see he forgot to put on the wig during the What's Up With The Youth. And it's Howard, um, you know, putting on the fucking bald cap, basically. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh, this, this one didn't get downvoted, but no one's going to touch it, though. Well, people did, but... Someone said Howard went to Epstein Island. He goes, he's not in the black book. Epstein was a collector of people. I mean, listen, if Howard, 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 Howard himself, in my personal opinion, he wouldn't be someone that's an Ep, uh, that 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 would be an um, uh, um, someone that would need Epstein. Part of me feels like he would be that, like like Howard Stern would be the Epstein. I feel I feel like he's another one of these guys that have blackmailed a lot of celebrities. Um, uh, you know. He made the life hell, you know, because... The biggest secret is that it's just all an act to be controversial and shocking to attract attention, just like Trumpy. I don't know. Most callers affiliated with the show are given talking points. Some are people like Sal Jason using voice changing tech. I mean, that one's, uh, you know, pretty obvious because uh, Shuli called in. You know, people posted that one a long time ago. It's a pretty good fucking thread, at least. You know? That's crazy, isn't it? The, the, the reason why I'm mentioning this also is because... Uh, what's it called? The, the Will Smith uh, and Dwayne Martin uh, rumors are getting out of control... I think uh, you know uh, the, the the Smith family is allegedly gonna sue the fucking you know the uh, the assistant of uh, of uh, it's Will Smith's uh, ex a fucking assistant I guess said so he caught fucking I mean I, I I thought I thought Will Smith was big enough where he would be the one that would be the 
you know, the one that would be, you know, giving. Like, you know, uh, you know what I mean? I, but apparently he was the one that was bent over while Dwayne Martin was fucking him, I guess. Here's the thing about these celebrity shit. I assume because it's like a mafia underworld, and you know what I mean. I, I you know what I mean, and I'm not saying that nothing, nothing is consensual. Like if, if Dwayne Martin and Will Smith are consensually fucking each other, I don't I don't give two shits. The reason why this becomes a fucking thing is because it's also to, it's it's also to make it relatable to regular people, but like it's a way to also then manufacture consent, um, by you know. Because, like, because again, there's people, there's people in the system who are pro-LGBTQ. So, like, any type of, like, talk about how there's executives or industry type that fucking initiate you in or turn you out, that's like, oh, go away with those conspiracies. But, like, I've heard countless amounts of fucking stories from different fucking celebrities who, like, the only way they can get it out is if you, if, if you get, um... Uh, Orlando, um, what, what's his name? Um, Orlando, the, 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 he's like a child actor, but like he's like all drugged up. He always talks about how like he was like pimped out in Hollywood and all that kind of shit. But the, the, the reason why I pointed out is because you could call it Hollywood, but because Hollywood is like, you know, presented as like a liberal fucking place and it's not. People can only t- go there. So what they do is they tie in, like, you know, the gate. Like, for example, you tell me that Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith are up to shadiness and they've ruined people's lives, they exploited people, they've, uh, you know, initiated, abused, or whatever, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's pretty fucking evil. And then all of a sudden you go, and you know what? Will Smith, he's in the closet and he has sex with Dwayne Martin. He's like, oh, shit. So that must mean that, you know, being gay is evil. There's nothing wrong with being gay. There's like, you know, they, like, because again, Kiki Palmer's mother is getting into shit, getting to shit because Darius Martin, people, we can't officially prove that Darius Martin, um, you know, leaked it to academics, but, you know, academics serves for the right-wing causes, especially for the right-wing trajectory for some of these celebrities. So, so to me, it's like, you know, again, it's like, um, it's, it's like, you know, two people in a mafia system under an arranged marriage having this bickering and the mother who's probably like, you know, again, and I'm not saying because she's black, she's a gangster, but like, because you're in the system, you know, everyone, a part of your family or associates are essentially in this family, basically. So the fact that she's like, you know, um, putting out messages about how, like, she's going to send booty goons to, like, you know, do something to Darius Martin. She called Usher gay and shit like that. But, like, you know, so now all the bad faith accounts online are like, why are all these pro-LGBTQ people that tell you that nothing is wrong with it? How come they always threaten to uh, send people to rape you and all that kind of stuff? But that doesn't that has to do with someone being gay. There's plenty, there's probably plenty of stories of straight people who uh in in the system like you know who are powerful people who have threatened to rape fucking you know a bunch of women, I'm sure that fucking exists. Um, but but also at the same time that doesn't mean that, like you know that negates the abuse that Kiki Palmer has faced. To me, it's just another it's another showbiz storyline, 
where the fucking, the, 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 the entire fucking thing is, uh, like, you know, designed for, um, like, it's, it's designed, it's designed for, um, like, manufacturing more gender wars. And, 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 and if I really hated women or hated couples and all that kind of stuff, I would fucking be amplifying it and acting like, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah this is why you shouldn't be a couple. This is why women are bitches. Yeah, I, I don't get women. You know what I mean? Like, I don't fucking, you know, go actively try to pursue them because I have too much going on. And I wouldn't want to put my mess on them. But I also don't want people to go into trajectory of starting to hate women or women starting to generalize and hate all fucking men because you're being fooled by manufacturing, uh, like, people that are manufacturing consent with these celebrity stories because everyone wants to live vicariously through these celebrities. That's why I hate the whole fucking nonsense of, like, trying to mimic your fear. And again, this is not me judging in the sense that, like, oh, I'm perfect and all that. I'm not perfect. I've also mimicked the entertainment that I've consumed or the entertainer that I've looked up to or whatever and all that. I'm just trying to, you know, get people to, like, you know, not go down that trajectory. You know. So to me, it's like, you know, um, so, so, so Jada and them are going after fucking, you know, so I'm going to go after this guy. It's, again, it's, it's, it's another story that's supposed to be out there. It's a sports entertainment storyline, kind of in a way exposing some of how these people um, in, in, in the celebrity world you know, get down. But they're acting like this is not supposed to be out there and they don't want this out there. But it's supposed to be out there. Like, like they've been, flash, like, they've been pu pu putting this out there on the internet. Again, like you know, every celebrity establishment or couple... You know what I mean? Like, they get to fucking plant and, and, and they get to control the negative and positives. You know, you know what I mean? Like, especially the big-time ones. So when you're on that fucking level and you can control it, you know, that's what ends up happening, man. Now you have to address certain things a certain way. Like if if you if you're gonna announce that a rapper did uh if a rapper like if a rapper like let's say uh finesse two times or whatever he he you know you can just report hey he he got liposuction instead because again that's usually the gossip way of doing it right like oh look at this Jennifer Anderson got liposuction somewhere but now when you have rappers like you know like finesse two times doing it it has to come out from an ex girlfriend because the because again it's a comical situation of. Um, you know, a rapper saying that he wants to settle down with one girl, he doesn't want to have multiple women and all that, so then so many women are going to be pissed off, they're going to air his business, that he got a butt, a, a butt lift, or whatever and all that, but he says there's a difference between butt lift and lipo, so, it's like, it's like, it's like a new gimmicked way for, these are the kind of storylines you have to fucking get when you're kind of starting out with fucking discourse showbiz shit. By the way, the cold it was revealed. I don't know how how true this is, but Vlad, but I don't know if it's from one interview per interview. It's impossible to get produced per interview. But I'm sure the big payment of five hundred thousand that Boozy got from DJ Vlad, 
And now he's making some bullshit up about, since it's out of the bag now, now we need people to donate to our GoFundMe to keep this thing going. So you want us to pay, for you to pay a bunch of fucking, you know, a bunch of what, like, ex, ex like, mob guys? Well, I, I, I'm supposed to, I'm so, uh, we're supposed to fund your, your, your softball interviews with JM, RFK and Alan Dershowitz? I'm sure that, that by the way, I think, I think the 500,000 is not for, um, it's not for just the interviews. I think it's for constantly going, like, because Vlad has backing. So all the guests that he has on that might, like, have something that the feds might fucking, you know, use against them. It's like, well, we'll, we'll use it, we'll use it against you when we see fit, but, you know, you gotta, if you, if you want to be an entertainer, We'll let you do the entertaining, but you got to do some of our agenda. So I'm sure, like, there's a lot of people that get money from Vlad or people associated, in my personal opinion, and they end up becoming more problematic with their with their views. And I think it's done it's done on purpose. I think they're trained, you know. And then and then when they go too far, the people that are part of the establishment type of shit, they will start going. Oh, you see, I stopped having him on because I, I didn't I didn't agree with that. You know what I mean? Like I'm on, you know what I mean? But like everyone that you're interviewing has some fucking problematic shit that you're not fucking addressing, anyways. Sometimes, sometimes I just wish I wasn't on this fucking planet, man. I really do. I I I I, I watched Loki right I saw the finale like last week or so. Uh, you know, I, maybe two weeks ago, I, I can't keep up with when these shows are. The whole, the whole again, because it becomes its own language, and you got to memorize, like, small things. You constantly have to keep memorizing it. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's become easy for me to watch reruns of uh, Tony Soprano, so I know what it's like to be in a fandom completely with wrestling as well. But, like, I can't keep up with everything. I couldn't keep up with the timeline how many variants and whatnot, but I got the basic gist that he's like the placeholder for the time, different timelines to be in effect while he leaves. So one of the most you know selfish characters on the planet became one of the most unselfish fucking people on the planet, which is kind of fucking cool. You know what I mean? It's it's one it's one of the more it's one of the more it's one of the more um, prominent shows from the MCU of on Disney on Disney. That I fucking kind of dig, you know. I I I liked Miss Marvel and WandaVision. but like after seeing the Marvels, you know, it's kind of made me hate made me hate Miss Marvel's character a little bit more because she became too much of a stand. You know what I mean? Like everything that was charming about her and her family was kind of like it was like you know. I don't know. I'll be back. Okay, so, um, let me continue on. Um, Kevin, I got into some of the wrestling news, wrestling, you know, discourse that I want to, you know. Um, Kevin Kelly is leaving New Japan. I don't know if he's going to just stick with AEW or whatever. I'm sure he'll find his true calling in investigating and child trafficking since he's into that now. I mean, and people are going to be like, oh, what's wrong with that, you know? But then, like, you know, you make a comment about it, then people on Reddit... I mean, my comment got upvoted by pointing out that he's going to be doing it with people that are totally not into it, you, you know? 
and they have all this experience. And it's like, well, and someone's like, well, wouldn't you hire people who have experience in that world to, you know? But it's like they aren't even um, eliminating them. Like, like you can like, uh, like you could have these people, you know, uh, get arrested. And you know, I mean, still find out the information you need to find out. I don't understand why. What so because they're good at doing that, you let them off. I mean, it, it, it's how it kind of fucking works, where you know they kind of do do that, but it doesn't mean that they actually want to, you know, stop it. They might just want to keep doing it. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure there'll be discourse about that. I'm sure he'll be with AEW. You know, since they're hiring all these problematic people. And they're catering to all the edgelords who have, like, pretended to be anti-establishment. But then they're so fucking pro... And, and, and now they don't even care that they're pro-establishment because they're getting their fucking way. You know. That's just, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, I noticed... By the way, with Kevin, Kevin, I I saw a um a quote from Kevin Nash, saying how he didn't like the Messiah character, like well, not the Messiah character, but the whatever Seth Rollins is doing now. But he has realized, and he, I I I liked what he's done, like the style that he comes out with. He has a distinct style now, and all that with you know, his wardrobe and how he goes about uh, you know, doing his character. But I think he, I think Kevin Nash hit on hit on the head. Uh, when when he said he nailed it, he nailed it when you know, he said that uh, Seth his whole like persona and and you know the, the, with a fancy fucking you know costume and all that shit, it's like a modern day macho man, and it's like yeah, it kind of is, but and people wouldn't people wouldn't uh like notice that because, like especially if you're, if you're an old school fan because, you, you when you think comparisons they have to act like you know exactly like. You know what I mean? Like, L.A. Knight sometimes sounds like he might be doing a rock or Austin impression. While Seth Rollins might not be doing a complete macho man fucking, you know, uh, um, you know, the whole aesthetic of the macho man. But, like, if macho man were around today, he'd probably be wearing half of those things, half of the fucking wardrobe that Seth Rollins would be wearing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like he's a, he's like a mixture between the aesthetic... And the character, with the ring, he's like, he, it's like a combination of Macho Man and Shawn Michaels, which I've always said that you know those are the two guys that are, that you could argue, uh, at one time were you know called Mister WrestleMania. I mean, I know they started calling Shawn Michaels that, but prior to Shawn Michaels, it would be Randy Savage having you know important matches, winning important matches. Or having good performances, and he would be considered a highlight of, you know, the early days of WrestleMania. And then it went to Shawn Michaels, and I think, you know, after Shawn Michaels, I think Seth Rollins, in my personal opinion, has had, you know, just as many classic fucking shit. Even more so now, by, you know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. By the way, what's it called? Um, 
uh, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, Chris Hero is returning to the ring this weekend for that. Um, is it Wrestle Pro? He's gonna be wrestling Timothy Thatcher, and he's been doing the. He's been doing interview. It's kind of like you know, if, if you know, for the for the internet fans who have who followed his career. You know, it's a big deal, you know what I mean? Because, like, again, he has... I, I thought when he went back to WWE again the second time, I thought they were going to get it right with him. But he just kind of became, you know, again, he kind of became, like, put into a role. Like, at least during his first run, like, at least during his first run, it seemed like when he left, he had a little bit more buzz to him in the sense that he had this nice feud with... um. Regal and all that, like, he, he had more, um, like, upside, and then he went, you know, and, and he did a bunch of dope stuff on the indies again, you know what I mean, he had some pretty good, you know, matches and stuff, and, you know, and then he went back again, and you're like, okay, fine, then I go, they're gonna do something, and he was fit in there for a bit, but he wasn't gonna be used as a fucking big deal, you know, and then by the time he was, like, done, it was like he was... Like, he never really got, like, some, like, you know, the best storylines even, really. So then, you know, and, and I didn't realize it's been three years since he hasn't wrestled. It, it was a good interview. He's done a couple of interviews. I, I heard the one with Pollock. And then, uh, and Pollock mentioned something that I totally forgot about. Because uh, that one guy, that guy Jeff Katz, who used to, I think he'd be a writer for WWE. He started this um thing called he started the thing called rest wrestling retribution project and to me it like what he described what later i thought it just evolved into lucha underground and the, you know what i mean but i was looking forward to it because there was people that i you know thought were like like mvp was a part of it cole cabana was a part of it you know what I mean? Like they fil- they, 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 so they filmed this. And then there was people that I, I, I wasn't as familiar with that were also mixed in with this. And they had, it, it was basically like a reality show, but with like, you know, a darker tone of reality show with like mixing in the wrestling stuff, basically. And apparently this got filmed and then, you know, people were always pissed about this. And apparently last year or so, somebody... Somebody finally, I'm sure it was Jeff Katz himself, maybe. Um, they finally leaked it on, on the, on YouTube, the whole playlist with some of the fucking clips from it. And there's Kenny Omega in it, there's, you know, uh, Timothy Thatcher. A lot of fucking names you'd recognize. So I'm gonna have to go through that to, like, look at it, you know what I mean, to see. Because the main reason why I wanted to watch it, because I was a huge fan of MVP, and I was trying to follow stuff that he you know, was doing outside WWE. Even if I didn't have access to everything like that, you know. Um, but, you know, but then when I heard he was a part of this project, I was like, yo, this, this sounds pretty fucking... This sounds pretty good, but in fact, one of the clips that I did watch was MVP explaining his character. About, you know, and kind of calling out, like, you know... Like his character's calling out, like you know, like you know, the 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 government for what they. It, it was very two thousand tens level of calling out. You know what I mean? Where like it would have been like revolutionary for someone to say it, but like you hear it in two thousand twenty thing, it's like it's like it's like it's like it's, from what I got it was like the, the the more basic 
like anti-establishment kind of message. So yeah, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try watching. Uh, I don't know what the promoter called it. West Coast Wrestle Pro, Wrestle Pro, Wrestle Pro, Wrestle Pro. I don't know. But the reason why it doesn't mention because Timothy Timothy Thatcher and Chris Hero. That was like the last. I think that was like one of the times they wrestled. Was during that Wrestle Retribution project. It's gonna be on. It's gonna be on YouTube on their page, but apparently. West Coast Pro Wrestling. West Coast Pro, West Coast Pro Wrestling, West Coast Pro, I guess, yeah, yeah, I don't know, it's gonna be good, I guess, you know, I want to see this, I I haven't watched AW Dynamite, I, I didn't even watch it live, I know it's gonna be a big weekend for, you know, I'm sure the peer review will be good. More signings. There's apparently a new signing that you know, uh, you know, Tony Khan is. Uh, t- you know, I mean, you know, people are speculating is it going to be Sa- Mer- Mercedes? Not Sasha Banks. Mercedes Monet, Ronda Rousey. Again, when you, when you say that, oh, it's a, it's a it's a it's a wrestling person that is virtually respected and loved by everyone. So you know. I you know what I mean so like it'll probably be someone that you know Osprey could be an easy one. It could be you know like John Cena maybe. That'd be kind of a big fucking deal. Um. I don't know. Like, it, it could be a people are gonna get themselves psyched out, and then be you know be you know really disappointed when you you find out someone else. But the main ones that I, I I mean I do think eventually Cena will show up to um to to uh, AEW. Yeah, I always thought that he would eventually show up sooner or later, and have like the Hulk Hogan type of run, which means that the creative will suck most likely. But um, you know, but I'm sure it'll just be Osprey or Ronda Rousey. It's all Tony Khan has at disposal is to go, oh, look, we got a big fucking signing. And then it's like, okay, great, more people on television. More people on television um, that, you know, won't have any time on on television. You know what I mean? Especially with the two, especially with the shows they have. I don't know. I'm just, I just get sick and tired of all this shit. 
It's always non-stop fucking, you know, bicker back and forth with the wrestling discourse. And everyone then has to defend, you know, um, everyone has to defend Tony Khan then, you know. Not everyone, obviously, but, you know. If you're not defending Tony Khan, you're defending other fucking billionaires, so... Everyone has, like, this morality shit, but... Like, even with the contract talk, you know, I I think they've eased people into not thinking that anything's happening because he would have had to sign a fucking contract... But if MGF does leave, it's going to be one of those things like, oh, did you know he didn't really sign? And it's because, because Tony Khan's probably taking more L's between making people work hurt and, and, and between, uh, you know, um, between, uh, you know, letting people, like, you know, trusting people's word and all that kind of shit. I'm sure there'll be something there for the discourse where like, you know, because everyone thinks that, well, he couldn't be leaving because they're using him perfectly. But maybe right now Tony Khan's not supposed to be a vindictive boss of, around every single talent he fucking, you know, books. You know, but it's, it's, it's possible that, you know, I think it's closer to the event that they reveal that MJF hasn't really signed a contract or, you know, he didn't re-sign with these people. There'll be something along those fucking lines if MJF does end up leaving. People don't think it will happen, but since everyone's so sure about it, I'm sure it will happen. Again, and I could be completely fucking wrong. Maybe MJF does fucking stay. But because we all assume that, like, you know, people stay there forever, we assume that, you know, that there's no way that they could actually leave. You know, I don't know. Just the way I look at it, at least. You know, um... Darby said something about not... Like, oh, look, everyone said I wouldn't make it to 30. I'm hearing... It's like, every day you wake up and you survive life, that's an accomplishment. I feel that way, at least. I don't know. But, like, I don't know, I, I don't think you should be showing off that you're like, oh, look at me, this time I couldn't make it until I'm 30, and now I'm doing it. It's, to me, it's like, you're de- like he's, he's designed to be uh, a discourse wrestler where he's going to get, you know, where he's going to get, like, you know, uh, really, really, uh, f- like, I, like I, if there's systemic injuries going on, and they already have in mind who's going to get permanently injured or something bad happens. Like, I'm willing to bet that, you know, Darby Allen would be one of the people on the list of who I would suspect with the stuff that he does. And he has to sell it like, you know, it's one thing to do it, but he has to sell it like, oh, I have the freedom to do this. I have the freedom. Like, no, you're not really. A lot of you guys don't have the fucking freedom to do shit. Not in, like, you know... But, I mean, I hope the guy makes it, he, he stayed healthy. I hope whatever Illuminati advancement they can give him, he can, you know, stay alive. 
by, you know, like, you know, like, this guy's impressionable and influential. Like, I wouldn't be putting that, like, I, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it, you know what I mean? I can't, you know what I mean? He, thing is, he's a good wrestler without doing all that hardcore shit. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying you can't do that, but I'm just saying that, you know, I don't want the guy to be limping, like, even if he survives till, like, he's 80 years old, I don't want this guy limping and being over overweight for the rest of his fucking, for the rest of his days. So part of me always wonders, like, you know, which which of these, like, industry wrestlers will end up, like, kind of taking the sacrifice and shit. You know, if you can't get to your fucking family, they'll get to you somehow. And again, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Nick Jackson. Because again, Nick Jackson now is saying stuff like, oh, the other option, because people are complaining about the, about the lack of builds for their match at full gear. And they go, well, and again, they know they're doing. They know they're probably be heels online. And from what I gather, they they, they turned heel um, officially during their tag match on Dynamite. But, um, yeah, um, Oh, what was I talking about again? Hold on. It's like, you know, it's like 5.30 almost. Um, yeah, so so his his response was like, you know, basically kind of like, you know, showing that there is some kind of shit going on where, you know, the booking is more dic- dictated by what's going on online. That, pe- that, that people pop... Because they make CM Punk references on the television, even though he was never supposed to be, you know, not mentioned. They keep saying that, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know, man. So, uh, so, so, so the thing is, like, then, if you got nothing for Nick, I mean, you could have just done the Bucks versus Ricky Starks and Big Bill for the tag titles because you're a number one contender. You had to do the Fatal 4-Way. You know, it's just... Again, this is why I don't give Jericho and Omega Story the benefit of the doubt anymore because they don't come across interesting. And then... You know, I don't know. I know that that, that Mega... That Mega per, Parak... The chick that works for the Jaguars, that was, like, part of the brawl-out situation... Apparently she's gone off her AW duties and going back to doing Jaguar work, whatever I guess. She's only she, so again, she she's another one that only existed to become like just like every other executive type of person. You know, the the, the managers and all that the, the the execs who all who wanna be all in the videos, that kind of shit. You know, I don't know. I know Vince McMahon fucking, you know, profited, you know, 
Oh, I don't know. Over like what? Six, six, six million? Or I, don't, I don't know. Sixty million for his shares that he sold. I'm sure that money is going under the table to go and facilitate some shit. I'm sure that there'll be some, you know, people think it'll be, it's basically done to pay hush hush money to to the victims. We don't know what's happening though. We don't officially. thread on Reddit I saw a feud that you wouldn't have thought of happened that happened and I don't remember this at all maybe I wasn't watching long enough or whatever I got the tapes was um your buddy Mike yeah he's uh, I don't know So yeah, I, I had no idea that um, in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, hold on one second. So yeah, I didn't know that um, that New Jack and his crew in uh, Smoky Mountain, they cut promos on The Undertaker. I don't know if Undertaker and him ever met to get a match, but it was kind of cool to see uh, It was, it was kind of cool, though, you know. Um, it's kind of cool to, uh, you know, see the the, the, the promo. So I'm going to keep up, stay awake, you know what I mean? I want to get the discourse portion out of the way as fast as I can. Even though I have more, but it is what it is, you know. But it was cool just seeing, it was cool just seeing, uh, you know, the, like, you know, Mustafa, D'Lo... MVP, yeah, not MVP, um, New Jack. That'd be cool if MVP was a part of that group. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a good interview. But I was just, you know. What a good. I think, I think I'm falling asleep and I'm having multiple, uh, multiple. I, I mean, interview meant promo, you know. But sometimes when I'm falling asleep, it's like I'm uh, my mind is going between two realities. It's like holy shit, how can I how can I harness this? You know, I don't know. Oh, and also another thing I want to talk about. Again, it might be a gimmick argument because it's like limited in, in what's being talked about. Because whenever whenever you point out Cornette's obvious racism. Like, you know, that obvious cancellation for him to be canceled so he can look at a hero. Like, you, you, you can cancel him for many other fucking racist fucking things. But, um, you know. I don't know. You can go at Jim, Jim Cornette for being, you know, kind of fucking, you know, you can go at him sometimes for some of the limited things. But, I mean, he's calling Top Dollar a gangbanger. Listen, if you want to make fun of Top Dollar's wrestling skills, 
I know the guy hasn't had WrestleMania classics. He didn't, you know, work in Japan. The guy's still a likable dude, and he seems like he, you know, does decent shit, so... I wouldn't, you know... I wouldn't call him a gangbang. I think people think because he's a rapper, you automatically think he's a gangbanger. See, this is where it gives carte blanche to the, to the racist talking point. That, like, you know, him acting like a rapper, he was still making references to, like, gangbanging and hustling and all that type of shit. You know, maybe not every single fucking time, but if you want to get mad at, if you want to call someone, the Jim Cornette is more of a gangbanger than Top Dollar is. I'm sure he has more fucking deaths on his fucking, on his watch than, you know, Top Dollar ever would. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so anyways, I, so I, I don't hate on, on Top Dollar. And I'm all, and this doesn't mean that I'm going to say, oh my, he's my favorite wrestler ever. But it's clear it's clear that he is being booked to look like a Like, not, not only a jerk, a joke. So to me, it's like, you know, him going at Jim Cornette was fine, was fine for me. Because, you know, Jim Cornette's a fucking heinous dude. And, I, and I'm not talking about, like, him, like, you know, like, being a cuck, cuckold, being cuckolded while his wife fucks another guy. Like, that, that's his kink. That's his kink. I don't give two shits. But what I do care about if he's, like, doing it for, like, oh, you guys can uh, do this if you go and uh, do some horrible shit. So why would I want to fucking give a shit about that? But, I mean, I give Top Dollar fucking props for, you know, calling out, um, Jim Cornette, because his bass is fucking, you know, very corny. So someone was actually sarcastic, going, oh, yeah, that's right, I don't like Top Dollar because he didn't, uh, do the territories in uh, Memphis. And I'm like, I know you're being fucking sarcastic, but don't act like there aren't people that think like that kind of way. Yeah, people like—it's like an old adage, basically. Uh, and another feud that I didn't know happened—it was an ROH in two thousand four. Apparently, Mick Foley tried to do his anti-hardcore, his pro-hardcore pro stuff in ROH. And Ricky Dragon Steve was, I, I, Ricky, he was like, you know, um, trying to fight for the honor of pro wrestling. And again, I'm sure for the ROH fans that are watching that back then, probably know about how legendary this is or whatever. But like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a shame they don't fucking, you know, air this kind of old storylines. On like a compilation on their YouTube or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, that'd be fucking dope, you know. I think they're trying to force a fucking you know Statlander. Um... Sorry, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. I'm all over the fucking map. Sorry. 
in my immediate future, in my head, I'm actually in the middle of recapping Dynamite. While in this world, I'm just procrastinating even more. I don't know. I'm mispronouncing my words. So anyway, it, it turns out what they're called, you know, um, it turns out with, um, you know, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fucking stay awake, but I would have loved to see Steamboat versus, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mick Foley. I don't know if they wrestled, but, you know, I just see the confrontation between them. But the thing with top, with the top dollar and Jim Cornette thing is that Cornette called him a, a gangbanger. And it's like, it, 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 you call him a gangbanger because he's like black and he's a rapper. But the thing is, Top Dollar, you know, he, he has bars where he does present himself like with, you know, like gangster, gangster aesthetic and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is like, I, not, not because Top Dollar is a rapper or a black guy. I would assume he could be a, 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 a gangbanger or a mafia soldier because he's part of a, a mafia industry, you know. Like, I'm sure Vince McMahon himself is, uh, I know I'm all over the fucking map, I'm going back and forth. I had stuff jotted down here, but I'm sure Vince McMahon probably has more bodies than Tom Dullard is, you know. The reason why I'm bringing that up because if, if let's say, because every celebrity, part of an institution, gets in trouble for something that they do, and the aesthetic of what Top Dollar does gets in trouble, and then that'll give Jim Cornette and his racist fucking fan base carte blanche to then justify why, you know, his comments are actually real. Like, you're like, oh, Jim Cornette did more for you, did more for the black community than you did. Like, dude, you know, you. Like, I understand, like, if you don't like Turtle as a wrestler, go ahead, don't like him as a wrestler. But to then, like, you know, you, like, you, you know, like, act like, you know, Jim Cornette's, you know, uh, ignorance is excusable. Because to me, it isn't, but... all over the fucking map now. I think I covered everything, but... No, but it's it's good to see Top Doll at least fighting back, you know. The, 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 the thing is, just because something... It's the same reason why I didn't want to... Like, okay, fine, the Young Bucks are one of the best fucking um, tag teams... Um, in the last fucking 15 years that have come, you know, come into the industry. That's fucking cool, you know what I mean? Did I even finish a thought about what Nick Jackson's comment was? I don't know if I did or not. I'm, again, this, this part of this last portion of the podcast right here has been me trying to fucking, you know, not fall asleep, so... But, like, even when the Bucks were feuding with uh, Top Doll or whatever, 
And it's like, people are like, oh, but he's trying to get a name off the young... It's like, dude, okay, but every everyone on the, in the internet is working. How is it different from Top Dollar working? Like, I don't understand that, you know? And then, the second thing is that, you know, uh, just because the young bucks are talented doesn't mean that I have to sit there and excuse their racist fucking behavior. Not like, you know, like, you know, like they say anything, it's like their fan base, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, fine, I can see where it's going. That's why, you know what I mean? They, you know what I mean? And they get an excuse for it because they're, you know, talented people. And to some people, they don't think AJ Francis, aka Top Dollar, is worth, you know, calling talented because he's been, he's been booked as a meme, essentially. You know what I mean? I I think there's a part of his heel persona to even get the internet up in a frenzy. That's how I look at it, at least. But yeah, you know, so, so so that was the whole thing with like you know Nick Jackson calling calling the pay per view a little bit, and it makes me wonder if they're end going to end up leaving. Like I've been saying for a while, you know, even though they said they signed a new contract, but if, like, CM Punk shows up and they're supposed to hate him, then they'll probably end up leaving during the fucking show or something like that, you know what I mean? I don't know. Anyways. Peace out. Alright, it's November 17th. You know, uh, I'll get to the recaps when I get to the recaps, but I had more uh, discourse to talk about. I still haven't even watched AEW Dynamite yet, you know what I mean? Um, but I'm on Tumblr Live right now. I, I didn't do the other portions on Tumblr Live, but I, I figure, you know, some people might want to come in, you know, see what, you know, the hoopla is about whenever I go on and promote a podcast. You know, this is just my, you know, thoughts, my irrationalities and all that bullshit. Um, so, um, let me see what I have on tap right now. I mean, I, I can cover some of the, you know, uh, I mean, I've been covering what, some of the discourse going on with the Palestine-Israel stuff, right? And, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like, I go on just to see like, the basic details, because here's the thing, right? Uh, I, I know where it's all going. It's just going to equal more fucking death. You know what I mean? And I, and I, and I, because I know the fundamentalist play here, you know, I, I can see where the fundamentalism is going, where, you know, um, there's like two sides to the same type of coin. And that doesn't mean, and again, when I say two sides, because again, people get offended by that, because you, you, it would be implying that Palestinians are like, this powerful fucking side, or it's like, no, no, they're, you know, the collateral fucking damage of whatever fundamentalism these people have, you know, at store, you know what I mean, like, you know, I mean, there's no question, you know, who is getting genocided here, that doesn't mean that, you know, you use this, you know, time to become more anti-Semitic, which, you know, there's a lot of people, like, for example, like, you, you get more heat for John Oliver, you know, trying to, like, you know, um, convince his mainstream audience of the plight of Palestinians who might not be as familiar and have the deep dive that every person online has for the last, you know, like 20 years or so. Or even longer, you know what I mean? This thing has been going on for so long. There's people that have, you know, been trying to inform people about this shit for the longest fucking time. Um, but when you have, like, you know, people giving, you know, che you know cheering on Candace Owens 
for the sports entertainment with Ben Shapiro. It's like, but yeah, Ben Shapiro is a very pro-Israel guy who is, you know, doing the, you know, the, you know, the Zionism approach. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't mind collaborating with anti-Semites, you know, prior. And now all of a sudden I'm supposed to buy into this fake fucking feud that he's having with Candace Owens. And what it does is just basically has, like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm siding with Ben Shapiro or siding with Candace Owens. And people who are, like, suspicious about anyone in the mainstream media that does anything, you know, what they call, like, you know, like, they'll press anybody, but, like, all of a sudden, people who align with far-right fundamentalists, people don't have any fucking qualms, especially the ones that are, who do purity tests for, you know, oh, you're not communist enough, or you're not, you know, like, you're giving, you know, you're, like, like, you're, like you're so angered by what's going on. And, again, I'm telling like, good-hearted people not to be lured into that. People with with intentions and bad faith acting, they're going to be lured into that type of shit, you know? Unfortunately. You know, that's just the fucking reality of the situation. Yeah, I wish it wasn't that fucking way, but, um... It is, it just, it, because, like, if you saw any, again, I didn't watch the, again, I never watched any of Tucker's, like, you know, uh, it, it's easy to access because it's on Twitter, obviously, but I, I can never sit through, like, a full fucking interview, so I'll, you know, see, like, the basic highlights, and it's just basically, you know, if you had any, like, again, after, e- even after this interview, where Candace, where he's basically doing a whole, oh, it's a white genocide thing. You know what I mean? And he'll talk... And then again, he'll... Again, here's the thing. When he mentions powerful Jewish people... Yeah, there's powerful Jewish people. There's powerful Muslim people. There's powerful, uh, you know... Like, just different religions, different ethnicities. Like, like, to me, it's like these groups... Like, it's... Again, like I always say... Like like I always say, it's like the Sopranos, kind of, in a way. You know how, like, like, Sopranos is like the Italian faction... That's how I see different factions in the system of people. Like, not not to say there isn't like a liberal faction or like a left faction, or whatever. But I see conservative elements. Like, like I wouldn't judge all Italian people based off the fucked up things that the Sopranos faction or like you know, like that you know that faction does, whatever. Just like you shouldn't judge all Jewish people because of very powerful fucking fundamentalist. Who run? Who run? You know, parts of the industry it doesn't mean they're the only ones. But Tucker Carlson can take you know control of that. He he knows his he he knows that fundamentalism on the far right Christian side is what runs a lot of fucking shit. You know what I mean? That's where you know again whenever you see sh- people in show business act like you know, like for example, like you don't no one wants to be on the side of evangelicals, right? So whenever they're opposing people in show business. You know, like, all oh, the entertainment is, like, the devil and all that. It's like, these the same people are the ones that believe in the devil. They're, they're the ones that are devil worshippers. And, you know, people in show business could be down with that, too. And it's the same it's the, it's the same coin, different sides, really. You know what I mean? So then you go, oh, okay, well, if all these fucked up religious people are going at people in show business, that must mean that, you know, I have to support, like, you know, this worshipping of Satan and stuff like that. And the thing is, like, it's getting so misconstrued because it's, like, Luciferianism, Satanism, occultism, whatever the fuck it is. Like, you know what I mean? It's, 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 whenever it's presented, it's presented in, like, the bare bones, you know, kind of way. 
So to me, it's like, you know, um, I don't know. It's, to me, it's like it's just the same thing with Tucker Carlson, you know what I mean? Like, you know, claiming that... Listen, man, like... Listen, there's people that fucking will be sensationalist and go, oh, all white people, you know, all white people this, all white people that. But, like, no one's saying that people should feel guilty for being fucking white. All right? It's, it's just what the cold is on a fucking ignorant fucking attitude that the system, that, like, a white system that runs shit, basically... And then sometimes people who happen to be white, or even minorities who buy into the system, often defend the system. So you're defending a fucking, uh, uh, you know, a system of white supremacy. It doesn't mean that, like, people actively try to be that, whatever. But sometimes there's a reflection of, like, of those attitudes. And then because, again, with the colleague, you know, I've, I've grown up with that type of shit where, like, you it, it's kind of the same thing where like you know where like whenever like a muslim does something bad like you know especially back then like the entire fucking like the entire fucking community would get fucking blamed and looked at like you know weird and sometimes when like you know you, and and because you can't reach like the people you're really mad at whatever and sometimes that like you know that ignorant thinking can apply to different minorities who would the call like see the reflection of what a white system is, and then you see white people who like you know are 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 a reflection. Of, sometimes like their attitude may be a reflection of that. So then you start fucking having general hate for them. But this whole notion of like you know like it just showed me right there that like Candace Owens, Tucker Carlson, all these people, you know, are you know who are opposing you know what Israel's doing. They aren't doing it in good faith. They're doing it, you know, to hype up far right wing fundamentalism that's supposed to be anti Semitic. Like there's already a pastor, you know, call like you know, like we should be worried. Like there's already a pastor calling for the third dome to be built, basically, and that's like you know every fundamentalist's like you know thing about how there's gonna be a third dome in Israel. Whatever. I I get. I don't know specifics about this fundamentalism. Because I don't fucking believe in it. But I know it's important enough because people that do run shit are the ones that want us to live within their fundamentalist rules. You know what I mean? And they've, impl- and, and they've implemented that shit, you know, into other countries. And they've done that with, like, you know, in Muslim countries and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they've done it, you know, and, and now it's like they've practiced over other countries to do it, to see the testing ground for it. And I feel like since, you know, um, like, now seeing from, from where, from where, like, you know, like, the world completely changed in the mainstream to where we are now in the mainstream, and that includes online stuff. You look at, you know, 9-11, because now Bin Laden is now in the discourse now, because the fucking Guardian, they accidentally... But then they took it down, which means that it'll get more traction because they normally do that kind of shit. They printed Bin Laden's letter in from two thousand two. Now here's here's the thing. What they call I'm I'm not a right winger. Okay, I'm I'm not I'm I I just state that because I'm, I I am conspiratorial. But for some for some reason, people some people who say again the thing is it's people that say they're on the left who I don't really believe are really on the left, um as much. But like they all downplay. 
9-11 conspiratorial thing. Like, okay, fine, even if I buy into you, you your, your comfortable little truth about Saudi Arabia funding it, yeah, sure, what's it called? Like, I, I can buy that different governments were in on it. Or, or you know, people in, in show business, especially in the elite world, the higher-ups in the world, knew that this day was coming. And that's why there's so much predictive programming on 9-11. You can go look. Like, to me, that's n- none of that's a coincidence. Like, and, and don't tell me there isn't predictive programming, because if you watch Succession and that episode about the election, don't tell me that there isn't going to be people who are supposed to be trustworthy people going, oh, look, it mentioned Succession that... Uh, you know that you know the the Wisconsin the the, the voting the, the ballots would be you know burnt in half or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like you know they put it out there. Like I mean, the, there's here's the thing with the whole nine eleven conspiracy. It was always going to be one of these things that was going to be talked about, never confirmed, but there was more open mindedness of it back in like at least the early two thousands at least, where you wouldn't be like completely shut out. If you made that insinuation, yeah, people would not, would not agree, but it wouldn't be like this big offense because people were kind of asking questions back in the early 2000s. And then, you know, Obama got elected and suddenly people, who you know, who were questioning shit and wanted Bush investigated, all of a sudden it's like they had to, like, I'm not saying they totally gave up on the principle, maybe because they had to, like, if they're going to get more social clout behind the fucking scenes, they were told they have to fucking, you know, go along with, like, the official narrative because, you know, we had to have Obama be the savior for killing bin Laden, which, again, was always suspicious to me because they just threw the body fucking away when you would have probably wanted to keep him if this guy was his big mastermind. The thing is, like, this is not a, um, you know, um, uh, I think it's other fucking factors in there. I'm not saying Bin Laden didn't have a blueprint to, um, of being someone involved, whatever. But I, the thing is, I, I just think he died, like, earlier than when they said he is. And there's been a lot of reports where people have said that previous to when, before Obama did it. You know what I mean? Like, I remember it used to be really, really offensive. I called, I remember it called Jay Thomas' show. When he could talk politics, I, you know, I mean, I even Cole Stern, I, I wouldn't say Marshall Stern, but on Jay Thomas' show, I remember it was a couple of months before, like a month or so before the Bin Laden thing happened, and I put it out there that I don't think Bin Laden, you know, I don't think Bin Laden's alive, and Jay Thomas, like, really, like, kind of got aggressive, like, I, I'm not gonna say he snapped on me or anything like that, but he really got aggressive about wanting me to shut the fuck up and all that. I think that was, like the, 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 that was like the last time I called his show because I was like, yeah, this guy is like, you know, none of these guys that were like against Bush in 2004 and like hyping up Obama, none of these guys really give two shits about the truth. And because of that whole situation, that's how I kind of got mixed in with some of the of what would become the alt-right without even knowing it because back in the 2010s or so, to that, you know what I mean? You just go, okay, well, this is not in mainstream media, so all this, like, you know, alternative theory is just people who don't have, like, you know, like, they're not Democrat or Republican, you know what I mean? We're just about, you know, having truth. But then, you know, things th- things would fucking, you know, would, uh, things would fucking, you know, um, go, like, you know, go in places where I was like, am I being lured into fundamentalism thinking as well? Like, not fundamentalism, I didn't call it fundamentalism, like Illuminati thinking, whatever. Because I would question, like, you know, all these Illuminati videos, like, being online 
and I'm and my, and my whole thing is like you know if they didn't because even the two thousand tens I was g- g- getting behind the whole notion that if they didn't really want you to see what was in on YouTube or the internet, we wouldn't be seeing it. So like you know what I mean like, I always like f- picture that the internet was more than just you know an underground platform where like where behind the scenes stuff is going on. This is like now the show. And now in the two thousand twenties, it's like fully in that in that in that way, but like but but now with all the stuff that happened after nine eleven, all the wars, all the, the the stuff that was like you know freedom that was taken away, you know massive spying and all that kind of stuff, all that stuff done by the way, and still they couldn't fucking get mass fucking shooters that they had on the, in, in their pro in uh, under their fucking radar that they've talked to and stuff like that. Suddenly you you also put a thing that's questionable at all whatsoever. And then the people that do think it's questionable are always people that are doing the right wing fucking you know tinge of about it, so they make it impossible. The system makes it impossible impossible for you to be someone that's conspiratorial. Because again, m- my conspiratorial thinking is not about the conspiracy that get planted online. My conspiratorial thinking is more about how they have planted conspiracies to make it think that like you're onto the fucking truth. And wouldn't that, in in a sense, be a conspiracy? Would that not be a conspiracy that people plotted to ma- manufacture, manipulate people's minds? Because the mainstream... And again, this is not defense of the mainstream media, because the mainstream media has generally been fucking shit. That's why Trump was able to get traction, even from people that say, oh, I'm not supportive of Trump, because, you know, you, 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 what's it called? Because a lot of people, before Trump thought the mainstream media was a lot of it was bullshit. That's why a lot of 2010s um, alt media and personalities online um, would cater to. Like the, 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 the media is a bunch of lies and all that. Trump comes around and says it. Everyone's like, oh my God, how can he say that? But then people are like, yeah, but they do fucking lie. You know what I mean? It's it just when they're telling, you know, what, he, what shit he's been up to. They won't, like, tell you... Like, the the lie there is that they're not telling you that they're propping him up to basically make him look good because him looking like a target means that he gets to look like a victim, even though I personally believe they're on his side. So that's where my conspiratorial fucking mind is fucking, you know, at. Doesn't mean that, you know... But the, but the thing is, even if I buy into your... Oh, Saudis funded it. Okay, fine. I'll buy into that with a call because I, I because I can buy that Saudi Arabia officially fucking funded it, but then I'm allowed to fucking then wonder with the people knowing that and that's like official fucking narrative, all these institutions and all these people doing business with Saudi Arabia, all you people will say is oh it's just about money, people don't really want to do business, they're forced upon these deals. No, maybe they don't mind taking money from fundamentalists because they fucking believe in that fundamentalism. So even if you tell me Saudis funded it and people in the American government and corporations and people in billionaire positions are doing business with them, that to me would imply that these people don't care about what happened on 9-11 then. If you're constantly doing business with them, one would come to that conclusion. I know in, in, in certain spaces online, you're supposed to do America's dumbest criminal and dumb down, you know, you, you're supposed to dumb down your villains. You're not supposed, you're supposed to make them sitcom villains. You're not supposed to make them, um, you know, uh, R-rated villains. 
you know. But for some reason, you know, yeah, so 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 whenever that, that comes up, because people are like, oh, Masada was so... And again, I used to be one of those people, too, that go, okay, well, maybe it's not Saudi Arabia, maybe it's just solely Masad, whatever, because that art student thing, and, you know, the fucking dancing Israelis. And again, like, uh, those people were on fucking Israeli television saying that they were told to, you know, um, you know, document the event. Like, you know what I mean? Like, e- even if that wasn't true, but they were on Israeli television saying they were. So it's not like this is like some fucking made-up fucking conspiracy. But 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 then that would imply that what's it called only Israel was a part of it. But if certain, if different countries, knew, like, in the official term, like, oh, we warned the U.S. about this and all that, that would mean that people fucking knew. And I know people want to play America down like it's dumb. But if they, if they were warned and they knew and they let it and it happened, then that would imply to me also they let it fucking happen. And if they're willing to fucking kill many people, um, like in 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 these wars and lock people up, from you know in in private prisons, you know like doing modern day slavery and shit, why wouldn't I also employ um uh, um, why would I fucking not think that they would also sacrifice fucking you know, uh, their own citizens. For some for some reason, whenever you imply that, that means like that. Oh, there's no way that uh that America would ever fucking do that. I don't know. The Gulf of Tonkin happened. Like I so I can't so I can't assume with that. But you see, I'm I'm see again the the old me, who is being disillusioned by some of these people who say they're on the left, that would deny any type of conspiratorial fucking thinking. Like this would automatically try to push me more to the right because the right, the right wing, the, the and, and and they don't say hey we're right wingers. They'll like you know be more nuanced, and pretend like you know like it's smarter than what people fucking think, but they'll lure you into it, and I'm not going to be lured into that. You try a lot of people tried to do that. You know what I mean? They thought it would be they thought I would be the easiest guy to string along, but you know I I became an annoyance on on the way there. Where I came to my own conclusions and not fucking just repeating and regurgitating stuff that I heard online and realize the stuff that's online is also planted by billionaires. That's why some of these theories lurk around online for a bit before it becomes a fucking fact. I'm just going by what has transpired and I'm using those patterns for some odd reason, we got to fucking play dumb and fuck, you know, and, and people who are supposed to be educated are the ones that fucking act like, you know, like, like whatever TYT, uh, like, you know, goes off about the 9-11 stuff. Like, I, I don't, I, no one who identifies as the left, I don't trust them if they can't even question um, 9-11. And the only one that you can, um, you know, it can be saved for is, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to talk about the Saudi, the Saudi Arabia being the sole people behind it. It's, it's, it's not a coincidence that Seth MacFarlane, you know, you know, wasn't on the plane that was supposed to be there. There's, there's, there's a lot of mysterious stories about people that were supposed to be at the building that didn't show up that fucking day. You, you can't tell them. And then, you know, the fucking, uh, the whole uh, Larry Silverstein thing where he uh, took out a fucking, you know, insurance on some shit, you know. But you, but again, you can't do that. You can't think that it's strange that Building 7 fucking just collapsed. And 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 the ones that do are, are fucking bad faith fucking actors that are gonna fucking then twist um you know um a like conspiracy that a political people can get behind, 
and then they'll twist it into more right-wing fucking shit. And uh, people, you know, want to fall for that, and it's unfortunate, you know, but... But the reason I'm bringing it up because there became a new TikTok trend um, where people are talking about going and reading the Bin Laden letter. Because this letter, and again, I don't even know if it's really from Bin Laden, but, like, it's it's still... Whoever, whoever's doing the fundamentalism, like, whoever's, like, promoting the fundamentalism, who has an overall view of the fundamentalism, that letter is important because it's basically showing you the flaws and talking about Palestine, but then at the same time is justifying why there needs to be action against the U.S. as a whole, basically. So, listen, you can, uh, you know, have solidarity with Palestinians. You, to me, in my book, you can question 9-11, you know what I mean? You can question the death of bin Laden, in my, in my book at least. I know some circles, they won't fucking allow you, they'll fucking, you know, um, shoo you away. But what the call, please do not uplift bin Laden fucking shit. The guy worked for the fucking CIA. I gotta say allegedly, because, you know, but, I mean, people have been mentioning that one for a while. What was he, a CIA tactician, whatever the fuck it is, I don't know. But he, but, you know, he, he worked there, but, you know. But then, but, but, oh, but oh, even before Bin Laden's death, those conflicting reports about, like, in 2006, I heard about, like, 2000, no, no, sorry, there was an interview from 2006 where Benazir Bhutto mentioned that Bin Laden died, but she said he, he died in 2006. I think it was from 2008, before, I think before she died. I don't know. And some people, some people think that he died in, uh, like, right as 9-11 began. And the thing is, those videos where they show you him being older and then you're younger and, like, you know, whatever. And the thing is, like, you got all these videos, but for some reason you can never fucking find where he is. Like, like here's the thing. Also, I guess people are not allowed to question that out of all the things they found on the 9-11 ground, you know, uh, all the things they found, they found fucking, what, passports. In every fucking, you know, every, in the rubble and all that kind of shit, you seemingly dug deep and you found the fucking passports. And I'm not supposed to think it's a fucking coincidence. I'm not supposed to think it's, like, purposeful. And and, and and this isn't me, like, going, well, you know what, what documentary fucking really covers this? Loose change. I, I used to fucking think that was, like, because it was, it was one online documentary that was at least talking about 9-11 being a conspiracy. But, like, apparently the science and the engineering part, like, the, like it was, like, it, I think it was one of those obvious attempts. It, it was, like, if you've ever mentioned loose change to, like, let's say, get for, to Baba Booey on the Stern Show. It was, like, automatically, like, he would know about this documentary and he would already have the talking points that discredit it. So to me, it always felt like one of those fucking things, and like and and then it, it, because like the, the, because because I didn't have any nuance to it, whatever. It'd be one of those things where like it would only be my point of reference uh, of what I could use to go. Well, this documentary says there's a chance that it could have been, uh, you know, an inside job, whatever. But they seemed, but but now it it really reeks of you know the Stern Show. You know, what it called, you know, doing damage control because, in my personal opinion, they played a fucking hand and, uh, they played a hand in, like, you know, like, you know, brain, getting their, getting their audience to be reactionary. 
And to me, that isn't... Like, to me, I know regular people are going to be like, hey, we're all scared. And I, and I understand if you're a regular fucking person that doesn't have any fucking power in this world. I understand how you could be... You can be swayed into being reactionary. I, under, I understand that. And that was the whole point of the thing. That I was supposed to manufacture consent for a bunch of illegal fucking war. So I can understand if you're just a dumbed-down guy. People in show business... In my personal, I know, I know everybody in the political world who wants to look up to celebrities all the fucking time and use them as their fucking heroes for everything. Um, who you know, especially if you're spewing something that they agree with. But like to me, these people are more powerful than they lead on. In my personal opinion, you know. I'm not saying I'm a hundred percent fucking right, but you know. But but I'm, but what I'm saying is like you know like from that time, to where we are now, and how right now feels like a rebooted, like you know like the the vitriol that we have is 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 rebooting itself, into like very very like I said like you know a month or so ago, it's a remix of two decades. It's taking the propaganda from the from the two early two thousands, and it's taking the propaganda from the two thousand tens reactionary stuff um solely on oh mainstream media bad oh america bad and again i'm not saying you can't point out western imperialistic fucking bullshit i'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you know what i mean like i'm not saying oh my god that means america is you know but people just use a sole thing about the u.s fucking bad u.s fucking bad you know what i mean as our sole fucking you know personality and it's become just as mainstream as what the mainstream has tried to fucking push. You know what I mean? You know. Again, thank you for all everyone that's in here. You know, I appreciate it. I don't know how they're how I, no, no one's really talking in here, but uh, you know, I'm glad more people are coming in. I guess I don't know if you're getting offended by what I'm saying. And, and and here's the thing, what the call if you want if you want to point out like for example Kyle Kalinsky, for example, right? If you want to point out that Ben Shapiro uses um uses identity politics whenever it comes to Israel and then he shits on other people using identity politics and you wanna do a meme about it, okay, go go ahead, have at it, because it represents that. Can you not use a meme that was created by somebody who's a neo Nazi account? Because even if it's attacking Ben Shapiro's hypocrisy, the fact just now you're promoting a fucking you know something else created by a neo-Nazi, who who's probably like not even mad at Ben Shapiro by the way, and you know they you know you're promoting it. It's like you know it's it's like subtle ways for the people to do it, and I, and I see people that I I used to respect now kind of like being sucked into Candace Owens in this fucking world. Which is disheartening, you know what I mean? Because it's like, like I like, like I understand you hate fucking like the the fucking you know the people who pose as liberals. But like now, with the but but now you're gonna like you know dumb it down because Candace Owens is like, what quote unquote anti-establishment or because she is seemingly against Ben Shapiro. That that's how low the fucking bar is. That with a call, you know, you're buying into the sports. I. I 
I sat here thought that the fucking people who are supposed to be these online scholars and all that, I thought they're the ones that are supposed to be smarter, and yet all of a sudden they're dumbing themselves down, just like mainstream media. So I guess the whole time is that a lot of you want to just be mainstream media heads, and you're just mad that other people are more mainstream. Because now it's showing that even with the clout you're getting, you're not using your power for fucking good, you're using your power for fucking evil. And go, and go ahead, no one's going to stop you. It just it just people who are sociopathic like that think they have a right to fucking then sell out after fucking holding purity tests for everyone. It's 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 not clean cut when people make it into the fucking system, but 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 now it's like I'm supposed to buy your fucking bullshit because now what Candace Owens, and plus there's there's old tweets about her talking you know, you know, g- denying genocide happening in Palestine. But again, a lot of you want to cross over to the right wing side. Go ahead, you know what I mean. And it, it, it's it's the easiest side to uh, cross over into. It's just positioned positioned as like everything is run by woke and liberal fucking people, because one corporation or two corporations might have a woke message that they don't fucking abide by, but it makes them money. So automatically, that means that everything is woke. Everything I don't like is fucking woke. Like Elon Musk is promoting, you know, uh, white supremacist accounts that are doing the whole, oh, they want all white people dead. So that's how they get their fucking anti-Israel, how they get their anti-Israel things started because they want to, you know, do anti-Semitic things to Jewish people. They're they're not going to do any, they're not going to aim for Netanyahu or anything like that. There was, um, you know, protests in D.C. at the Capitol. And, uh, you know, the fucking D.C. The, the D.C. Capitol Police, they um, they fucking started it. And I guess people are calling it out. It's like more odd. It's like the system is fucking up on purpose. Like, guys like Michael Rappaport, they know that everything, like, it's supposed to make, like, again, because they are supposed to be the representatives of Jewish people um, who are celebrities. And they're doing a bad job at it where they're actually going to make make people who are thinking reactionary go, okay, this is how all Jewish people feel. But he's basically, like, now blaming black people. It, it, it's amazing how he... It's, it's like you, every every celebrity has to become a character they once played on, on, a, on, a, on a, in an infamous movie they, they fucking did. So I guess now Michael Rappaport is, is in a stage of being his character and bamboozled, essentially. Where, you know, where, you know, he, he basically is saying, oh, if, uh, if there are black hostages, the, the world would come together in no problem. Are, are you fucking kidding? What's it called? The, the, the country, the, the country couldn't even take fucking protests in 2020. What's it called? Uh, no, no, private prisons, like, you know, the fucking modern sl- slavery shit going on in the U.S. In, in prisons and all that kind of shit. Like that's not a like like that doesn't wake people up enough. And it's like with the call somebody pointed out how horrible um, Israel treats black people there, sterilization. You know, there's a lot of people locked up there. You know what I mean? But Michael Rappaport is not supposed to be a good example. He's supposed to be a parody. You know what I mean? He 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 knows what he's doing. He he's uh, you know. 
help he's help he's helping even he's helping like the um he's helping anti-semitic fucking people then you know use this as an example of why you shouldn't even care about jewish people as well especially, especially like they know what they're doing when they, when the pro-israel march has john hagee coming to do it that just that right i mean like there's a million things that can tell you that but it, it, the more obvious example is somebody that ha- you, you, to, so for to in order to get people to be convinced that Israel is like the the most innocent in the world, you're gonna have somebody at your rally who um who who talked about Hitler getting Jewish people to the Promised Land um during the, for the hol- after the Holocaust. Like you're gonna put that guy on there, and you're gonna talk talk about like, oh my God, what's it called? TikTok is destroying everyone because they're making people um praise people like Hitler and uh, Bin Laden. I don't know. I think pretty much your fucking side uh, that's complaining about that uh, are also helping people like Hitler because you've had people who have praised Hitler on on your side. You've actually um um put more energy into condemning. Um, um, student protesters than you have all the fucking dangerous anti-Semitic people who serve the fucking right wing. So I'm sorry. You're not gonna fucking, you know, get me with that. And again, people people are waking up to it. But, but, but the, the pro-Israel side knows that because it's supposed to be putting Jewish people in danger. You know what I mean? Like, they don't already... They, they, they don't care about the Palestinians that they're fucking killing. But now they don't even care about like you know again they're probably more they're probably mad a lot, at a lot of Jewish people who are speaking up for Palestinians and shit like that you know so they have no qualms with putting Jewish people innocent Jewish people in in harm's way there's people in 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 Israel who you know who don't even like what Netanyahu is doing. You know, and and for some reason, you know, what they're called, uh, you know, they want us all fucking divided with political stuff, and then and, and and the celebrity stuff fits into the manufacturing consent to all this fucking stuff, you know. Like a APAC is putting more energy in trying to. Get the squad out of fucking you know Congress, you know, and, and it's, it's gonna backfire on them basically. Like I mean, like like they could like you know get the result they want by you know like you know making it unfair for them, but they know that it's gonna backfire on a fucking people level. People are gonna push back about it. It's it's like it's like they want the world to deteriorate even more because that's been their fucking plan. That's what's fucking you know really dangerous to me. Like, it, 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 it's like, you know, horrible enough that people are fucking dying, there's going to be hate crimes, people are being harassed. It's, it's, even, it's, it's even on a more disturbing level knowing that there have been people in the higher up of this world and have gotten their cogs in their system to do their bidding uh, in order to manufacture consent and to embrace this kind of fundamentalism. And I think it's just dangerous, you know. You know, I don't know. They keep claiming the last I heard. They keep claiming this is their excuse for raiding the hospital. And, and and my prayers are with everyone. You know, you know who was affected. Like you know, not that it's gonna fucking do anything. 
but like they're claiming that there's a Hamas HQ headquarters underneath the hospital. The thing is, I'm not saying there is, right? But if if Palestine, you know, had underground stuff, I mean, wouldn't like? And I'm not talking about Hamas. I'm talking about this underground stuff, you know. Wouldn't that, like, you know, be because they're constantly being bombed and being fucked with? Wouldn't they need a fucking... They can't even have a bunker to stay fucking safe? How many fucking bunkers do, does... How many underground cities and underground stuff do, does does Israel or the U.S. or different other fucking countries have? I'm sure there's a, a million... Like, I, I personally believe all the fucking billionaires and millionaires... They they all have underground shit to that they like you know that lead, like you know that's why they have to choose these mansions because these mansions might lead to underground type of shit you know. But how many fucking you know th- like when when they project uh, about certain things like when they like, for example when they uh when uh you know people um uh, the right wing project like you know um, in, in in the U S project that oh we're having the Havana syndrome. It's like, yeah, I can buy that they can use, uh, you know, uh, I, they, I, I can buy that they can use, um, um, uh, you know, objects and stuff like that to, like, you know, to get in your, with technology and all that. But then if the U.S. is fucking getting in, if the U.S. is accusing people, I can, you know, assume that they're also doing that shit as well. It's like they're blaming other fucking people. But there, I, I, right now there hasn't been any evidence of any fucking Hamas hate HQ like I, maybe I I I can't retain enough, but don't members of Hamas have other places they operate under as well? Like a lot of them are not even in Palestine. I don't know. It's just it's just more excuse for them to justify why they have to fucking you know genocide. A whole I I I wake up and I'm surprised people are still living in there. Like because if if I li- if I if I lived if I lived in Palestine and all the stuff is going down at a certain point, because like, I'm 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 a weak I'm, I'm weaker than you know a lot of people, I would be like you know I I, I you know I I'm just gonna fucking I'm gonna have to take death and see what's on the other other side now because there's no way this is gonna fucking because even if you fucking survive, what's called? Do you know how much fucking trauma is gonna be? How much trauma they're gonna have? Like how can anyone be well adjusted even if they do survive? I don't know. Drives me a little fucking crazy. Like, oh my god, Israel told the citizens to flee. Yeah, I know, tell them to flee where you're gonna bomb more fucking shit, basically. So so because there's police clashes and, like, the protest, now they're trying to fucking do the whole, um... A cab is a hateful term, basically. All cops are bastards. Here's the thing: I I think it's a misleading term because there's plenty of people who, again, you know, some of the people that used to get mad at, you know, the people um, from Ferguson who became opportunists, whatever. I feel there's a lot of people in the two thousand twenties, like you know, who also become came opportunists that, like, they use the common, uh, you know, the common plight of being anti-cop, but then they're also pro-billionaire and aligning with the far right-wing shit. So now I've come to the conclusion that, like, all, like, because I believe, like, these police fucking, you know, at this point, a lot of this stuff is billionaire-funded, especially the stuff that goes viral. So they clearly want you to see 
And they clearly want fucking cops, specific cops to do all the stuff on camera. Because they're trying to muddy the fucking waters. Because when all hell breaks loose, they, that's why they always have to fucking do the generalized stuff with, uh, you know, FBI, CIA, um, law enforcement, or anything in a corporation. Because they want fucking any type of, like, you know, left, left, like, left-wing representation, like, you know, some left representation in there to be gone as a whole, basically. So that's why they always generalize these, because here's the thing, when shit hits the fan, the same people that are pretending to be anti-cop, they're going to be aligned with the billionaires that only want their cops to do their, do the bidding that they need being done, meaning that that's why they muddy the waters. They kind of they kind of showed it to you in Secret Invasion, when like you know they they that they, they, they uh you know for, for the squirrels and stuff like that, they are or like or feds that are squirrels they want the squirrels, they uh, want people to assume that every single one of them are uh you know are are compromised, so they're fucking shooting random ones, but to me if the world is working in factions and all that kind of shit. There's more to it than just blindly hating an institution. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, as as cool as that fucking sounds. But you, you have to realize that, like, there's a reason why the generalization has been allowed to happen. Because it still muddies the waters. And and, and this, is, this isn't a pro-fucking cop fucking, you know, uh, you know, thing I'm doing. All the fucking cops that you're seeing on camera are designed to be doing... Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's even more disturbing because... I can again. They make it look like they're, they're all accidents, or oh, this just this just happened to happen. To me, it's even worse because I believe it's all fucking. They choose different fucking people to go after, and they probably have a record on some of these people that go. You see, if I go after this person, people will pull up that he's a criminal and all that kind of stuff. So then it fucking you know uh, goes hand in hand with like you know uh, like their narratives because now we're going to be debating if like this person was a danger. Then, and then you're going to be, you know, having arguments, like arguing about, hey, man, no, the cop just fucking murdered someone in broad daylight. Like, you have to wonder why it's been, people are saying, oh, no, just, just cameras are around now. But you have to fucking wonder if some of this stuff is also fucking funded, which would imply that our lives are like, you know, a dangerous fucking game, I guess. You know, you got to be careful out there. You know, I don't know. Um, what else I got here? That's pretty much what I had here. For at least the Israel portion. The Israel-Palestine port. I mean, listen, this thing's going to be going on forever, like, for the remainder of time. So I'm always going to be talking about this because it's an important fucking issue. It's a really, really important. Like the other stuff that I'm talking about, it, 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 it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Like this is the only thing that matters to me. But I can't always just focus. Again, I'm not always well versed in this stuff. I'm just giving my, you know, my opinion, my fucking theories, and I'm not saying my theories are a hundred percent correct. It's just I'm seeing the patterns and how this all, how this is played out, and it feels like the stuff from twenty years ago is purposely playing a hand in how we're viewing stuff twenty years fucking later. You know, you know, 
Like, what I'm going to talk about, George fucking... I don't even know what the, what, what the new scandal is. Something to do with OnlyFans. I don't want to know about this fucking guy anymore. Like, here's the thing. I don't want to know about a lot of these... I'm not saying you shouldn't fucking cover what... The thing is, is that these situations are now are designed for it to be in the surface. Knowing that this person is going to exist in the discourse and still be able to get a job, even if he gets kicked out of fucking, you know, um, Congress, he'll fucking, you know, write a book. He'll be, you know, um, somebody that, you know, can say he lost his job while being a sports entertainer, making money online and stuff like that. But it's like, I just don't give a shit about him. It's like his, it's like they're taking every fucking scandal that's ever existed and they're putting it all in George Santos. It's like they're running out. Maybe they're just, maybe they're wasting the last of like this type of scandalous shit because the next era of scandalous shit is going to be going into a new level. Like me, like I've said, maybe you'll find out that people get exposed for faking their death. Who knows? You know. At this point, you don't fucking know. But you just, I don't care about this George Santos shit. I really don't know what he's lying about this time. It's like it's something to do with OnlyFans. I have no clue. I guess it's like this George Sand, this George Santos, this George Santos storyline has been brought to you by OnlyFans. That's what it fucking seems. It seems like it's all advertisements for this shit. Ron DeSantis' fascism is brought to you by. Oh look, sparkly boots. Something along those fucking lines. Apparently Drake just came out with a new, I, I guess he uh, added deluxe version, but I thought it was going to be a brand new LP, but it's like nine more songs and him, him and J. Cole are actually doing some city. I wish, oh my God, I, I, I said, it's not that I'm, I'm a, the biggest Drake fan. I have wanted to see this guy fucking live, but because people I probably know are connected with him, it's like they've ensured that I never fucking go to these concerts for some reason. You know what I mean? Especially, especially in 2009 when I was friends with Drake on Facebook. And then he had to, like, unfriend me because he posted on my wall that he would hook me up with tickets. This is when he was on the come-up. And I was also on the come I think, you know, I was supposed to be on the come-up around that time as well. But, you know, I kind of, I kind of flopped my... I, I kind of flopped my fucking, you know, my era, basically. I, I flopped, you know... You know the story. Now I'm on Tumblr fucking doing this for like 25 people. I mean, and, 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 that's an, and that's an uplift for me. Normally on Facebook Live, I got like, I can barely get five people after. I started do I, people started getting, people who weren't, um, uh, who weren't ta- attached to this podcast got really mad about me doing a podcast. So they weren't ever going to support me now. Instead of, instead of just harassing me, which they'll, they'll still end up doing, for the time being, they punished me by nobody listening to my stuff, basically, officially. Because, you know what I mean? I'm supposed to be begging for people's help. And because I didn't beg, they're even more pissed off. So now, you know, five, over 500 episodes later, you know, and, I, I, and, I'm, and I'm not saying I'm getting the most fucking listens and all that kind of shit, but I like the podcast that I put out. I like the format that I do. I'm not trying to be funny at all fucking times of it. You know what I mean? I'm trying to break down my irrationalities, trying to fucking talk my mental illness down. 
So, you know, you, you, you get a feeling for my, you know, how my mental illness affects me, you know. But but, but if you talk about but if you talk about mental illness, you know, and people you know think that it gets too preachy, and people don't want to listen to men. People are so mentally ill, they don't want to listen about mentally ill, mentally mental illness, because I don't think people want to improve it. Because to be a part of the system, you have to get worse mentally. You either become the abused or you become the abusee, and a lot of people don't hesitate to become the abuse the the abuser. Uh, not the abusee, I guess, you know, the abuser. I could have said abuser. This is how it is, man. I'll scratch my fucking head. Normally people on the podcast wouldn't know about it, but I'm I'm on Tumblr, so, you know, I have, I have to, like, document everything. So, yeah, that, that's what you're missing out on if you don't watch my podcast, watch me do the podcast live on Tumblr. You miss me scratching my fucking head. Yeah. It's all good. I see again. Normally, I don't even cover my mouth when I I, I do it, do the podcast on the own. I'm on Tumblr. I have to have some manners. It's bad enough that my face looks like this and all that type of stuff. But you know, so the other fucking you know the other the other thing was uh, Diddy. Um, Diddy uh, apparently um, had. Cassie, the singer, has come out about the abuse that she has taken from Diddy, and it seems like it's some serious fucking shit. They again, the people in the industry have known for a long time. Here's the thing: that there's people who, uh, um, who like pretend to be experts on this shit, and pretend they're call the people who want to socially climb up, are pretending that they're calling it out. But they're actually fucking, you know, like, like they want to be in that powerful position where they can be able to get away with it. It's just a new class of scumbags are being uplifted um, to call out the ones that are being exposed, like Diddy. And again, if you've been following, like, my train of thought, they've been planting those seeds for Diddy for a long fucking time. You know what I mean? They still, like, let it lurk out there. Every once in a while, people will focus on it, how horrible he is. He'll make a hit, people will forget about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, then all of a sudden, then now, since we're in the era of exposing shit, now that's going to be the discourse, even though he's above the law, even. Even if he does go to jail or something like that, he'll still have a lot of discourse, whether it be money being made, you know, for the controversy of it. There'll be documentaries about it, Surviving Diddy, you know what I mean? There'll be a movie. But like there to, to show to show you how psych, a sociopathic he is, he doesn't see again. This see again like in, in the nineties and all that kind of shit. Like those those are the real underground ones that were done. Like whatever shady shit he was done, and in the versions that you're seeing now that are more recent, what they're calling those ones were done. But it was like done for um for for to correlate with the stuff from the fucking past. So, like, because I, I personally don't think he gives a shit that Cuddy was trying to fucking date Cassie. But to show you how sociopathic he is, I'm sure he's done this before to other people. But he, um, he blew up Kid Cuddy's car, essentially. And if you're like, oh, my God, how did people, um, how did this become a secret? How did people not know about this? 
because the fucking the feds are you know when you're living a mafia life, the feds will allow the stuff to go on because they'll make money about about it later on when they have investment in you. That's where the entertainment liaison goes into. But the but the thing is is like they're using this situation to to now uh, they're using the situation now to basically um they're using this shit now to basically um do the homophobia like there's a lot of people on because again like show business again and, and because people who say they're on the left or they're liberal deny any type of like like you know faction fucking conspiracy going on like you know how people say there's like powerful Jew- yeah there could be a faction of Jewish people that are powerful in a fucking system you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's like dele- delegations. There's also a gay delegation. And some of these people, I'm talking about them more the conservative. I'm not saying that, like, there aren't, like, good, powerful people that can counter or whatever. But they're limited, whatever. But there's different factions from different groups. And now even different fandoms now, because fandoms have now become fundamentalists as well. But, like, you know, there's, you know, fundamentalist fucking, you know, gay people in, in, the, in, 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 in the, you know, in the entertainment world, like, high up execs, that will fucking, you know, turn people out. You know what I mean? But because they're doing, because they're going to make it relatable to regular people, they're using the situation to make it seem like because Diddy is a, might be gay, that, you know, that, that means that that's the reason why he's shady. And even though, like, you can be straight, bi, or, you know, like, 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 whatever you're, you know, I, I know people can be attracted to, like, everyone, whatever, like, like, if you're a part of the, it's the system that, that you're a part of that makes you a horrible person. It has nothing to do that, like, oh, look, Diddy is gay, that must mean that all gay people are predators and they blow up people's cars. But that's what they're using, that's what they're using this Will Smith situation for as well. You know what I mean? They're using this Will Smith situation just for that as well. You know what I mean? Like if 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 the if the if the Will Smith, if Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith, their institution institutional family, who's like a royal family in the showbiz mafia fucking world, they all have shady fucking past. They all like you know like are living like you know like you know like like a mafia life. They got a like they, like they like their uh their social life that's put out there for like the. Like for the blogs and for the entertainment magazines, and like the daytime television, late night sh- television shit, um, you know, like 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 this is like this tabloid level stuff, is like like, like like to me it's not a big deal, that like if Will Smith is gay, like I don't I don't I don't give a shit if fucking you know Dwayne Dwayne Martin is fucking him in the ass, like I like I I really I really don't give two shits, but because like. Like, what would make me give a shit is, like, if some of the stuff that's happening is, like, they're exploiting and luring people in and you're promising, like, you know what I mean, like, uh, uh, dangling stuff over their head. Just like how Jada Pickett-Smith did to August Alzina. It's not because she's a woman, it's just because that's what powerful people in, 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 that's what cogs in those systems who get power, that's what they do to lure, like, to initiate people in. And then you get abused, you get victimized, and then you get your story out there. It's like, in order for you to get shined, you have to be abused and victimized. And then, unfortunately, what they're called, if, you, if, if you're a victim and you get notoriety, from, you know, as part of your notoriety, then eventually you'll become the abuser as well, in that fucking world at least. 
not 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 to like make a a generalized stereotype of people who get abused will then become the abusers. You know what I mean? Because in in real life, like in regular life, that you know it it doesn't work out like that way. But if you're in show business, you're definitely gonna be somebody that becomes you know a hypocrite down the line. So I don't really give a shit if like like what Will Smith does behind, but because it's being used to manufacture consent. But uh, more more anti women, just you know because it, because then because then the 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 women that will defend, um Jana Pickett Smith or whatever will then start doing their anti man fucking hate in a generalized way as well. Even though it's just different factions, gender wars, ethnicity wars, race wars, fandom wars, all happening, you know. This is how I fucking see it, at least. You know, I don't know. But anyway, people were saying that Drake made his new album. I I guess that will be the new storyline. I guess that will be the new storyline with... uh, with 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 Drake, if like he's making albums more and more because he has a ben- he has a gambling problem, that's what people assume. You also gotta see who's like you know um, who's like the head of some of these like you know narratives. There's plenty of people that like you know you want to assume they do good shit, but because you know they do awful shit. It's like you're, you know, it's like you, you don't want anyone to fall or like you know do bad, but when you know that there's people that have intentions to do bad and become the scumbag that these become like you know how the scumbags that system that existed before, it's like to me it's hard to root for anybody because it's like but then you become the hater because you're not rooting for anyone's success. But it's like if if I see what everyone successful has become, why would I root for more people to become more fucking you know. Um, more angry and become more fucking vitriolic, but you'll have the aesthetic of having a nice fucking life. Okay, cool. You're on social media pretending that you're having a fucking life, but then at the same time, you get fucking triggered by someone like me who's not supposed to be under, supposed to be on your radar. I'm supposed to be irrelevant. Yet, what's it called? People still check for whatever I say or do, basically, for some odd reason. I don't know why. You know? By the way, what's it called? Rick Ross. Um, I-, I wonder what the sports entertainment is going to be from Rick Ross hiring a new flight attendant. Will that person, like, become a... Sp- like, will, will that become, like, Farm Farmworth Bentley? You know, the guy that used to be the butler... Will that be a new gimmick of, like, somebody that Rick Ross has as a, as a character? Or will it just be somebody that, you know, I don't know. It's just a way to just show that they're looking for... They have so much money they can have a private flight attendant, maybe. It, it so, to me, it sounds like he, you know, he he might want to fuck somebody under the guise of flight attendant. And that'll be a whole controversy itself. Because everything has to regress into tabloid level fucking shit because tabloid level shit seems like it's real and that it's not being orchestrated for 
storyline, essentially. By the way, this became this became kind of news, whatever. But it wasn't as vitriolic, whatever. But fifty, but, but listen, whenever anyone goes on a transphobic fucking, you know, like you know, uh, like a, like doing transphobic, like oh, my, my, my uh, you know, my uh, your pronouns are, are, like I get, listen, I get when it first started, something new, everyone's gonna be like, well, I I got a fucking witty thing about pronouns, whatever. Right, like, but it's like, like if 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 you're gonna fucking like you know like do like, like tr- like you know tr- you know trans jokes, can you at least like get creative more than oh, my my pronouns? It's like, dude, everyone is then people are like, oh wow, people can't even tell. It's like, no, you dude, you, everyone's telling um telling fucking trans jokes. What's the every, every everyone's doing it? it just a, a, a lot of you that do it do the fucking hacky fucking thing, and you think it's fucking hilarious because. Anyway, if there's any sentiment of anti-trans stuff going on, people, there's people that have the agendas that are going to laugh at it regardless. Not because it's actually fucking funny. It's like, it's like only the fucking edgelords can beat things into the ground and think it's still funny because they're the, oh, we have the balls to do it. We have the balls to make a pronouns joke. That's why you don't find it funny. I don't know. Maybe it's because I heard it like eighty million fucking times already. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that has to do with that one. Apparently, apparently Kim Kardashian. Again, here's the thing. I don't give enough of shit about GQ magazine, but a bunch of people who didn't give a shit about GQ magazine now are gonna, are gonna give a shit about you know uh, Kim Kardashian being um, the man of the uh, man of the year. And I don't even know what the explanation is. It'll probably, it'll probably be something that you know, that that that'll be like a a, a neoliberal explanation of, of what it is. So then it makes it seem like, oh, they want to erase gender completely. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me see. Let me see. Um. And because Kim, because Kim Kardashian is like supposed to be the enemy of some of the mega people, some people think that she's not you know a mega person. GQ, let me look at this one. One of the co-hosts makes her arrival. So yeah, she's the GQ man of the year, I guess. I guess it's supposed to be like this whole thing that like, like the same way that Becky Lynch is like, oh, I'm the man, basically. Like here's the thing. Here's the thing. With the cold, like, out of all the issues that I have with the Kardashians, it's not the fucking issue. And I don't, and I don't care about GQ enough. Where you know, that you know, I feel like it's probably a gimmick. Again, it's outrage marketing. You know what I mean? Because people are gonna be like, how can she be? You know. And 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 then and because it's gonna be a, a right wing cause, then people on the left have to. Because again, it's gonna lean into more. Like you know, a- like anti LGBTQ or the, or or gender, de- like you know, like more of the. A- I understand why you gotta fucking at least cut it off at the a cut like, c- 
cut off the ignorance a little bit. But it's going to turn out to be like one of these things where like you're going to make Kim Kardashian the hero for it. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, she's a, she's a fucking opportunist, right-wing fucking person that's still, like, aligned with Kanye. And, you know, the, the, the reason why Kanye's acting the way he's acting is because he's part of that institution. The Kardashian institution. I don't know. You know... By the way, what's the cold? I, I I don't even need to watch wrestling. Man. I should be watching basketball because that fucking Draymond Green fucking choke on Rudy Gobert was pretty. Is it Rudy Gobert or Rudy Gobert? You know, what I mean, I'm assuming it's Gobert. But I mean that that choke was. Here's here, here the thing. What's the cold? Instead of telling you that these NBA players are 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 you know playing part time now, you know like they're part time basketball players. Instead of being full time, there's an excuse now for why they gotta get suspended for games. Plus, while they're suspended for from games, the excuse is why certain fucking teams will lose and all that kind of shit. But it also has other people doing sports entertainment where the new currency where you can make money for getting in trouble and shit. I think other players also got suspended for like trying to be peacekeepers. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be one of those situations where it makes no fucking sense, whatever. But whatever, you know, you know, uh, let me go through some wrestling shit, you know, uh, WWE is apparently being promoted for the big 12. I think it has to do with football. I get, again, it's supposed to be a big deal. So I'm sure that it's like Nick, Nick Khan will get credit because apparently it's a big score, you know. By the way, what's it called? When when Deezus and Miro broke up, everyone assumed that Deezus was going to be the star. And and again, I'm not saying he can't be the star or anything like that. They thought like again, like it's it's like it's like Street Profits from WWE. You know what I mean? People look at Montez as a star, and they didn't think Dawkins, who's Miro, the kid Miro, wouldn't really have it. He, he'd be the he'd be the Marty Jannetty of the of the duo. But since the breakup, he's the one that's been more out and about being a guest on different podcasts. Like that, I, I seen him be on like a lot of popular podcasts where he'll make a, an appearance. And he also like kind of... Be, so, like, so, so now he has a new one coming out with Carmelo Anthony. I don't know how good it will be, but, you know, I'm wondering if they're like letting Kid Miro show that he's also main event caliber. So he doesn't get just pushed to the side. You know what I mean? Where... And, and maybe that's why Deezus is kind of backing out. Like, I personally think they're still friends. I just think in, it's a storyline where they, you know, again, you make money off the breakup and then you make money off of the fucking reunion down the line, maybe. You know? I, for some reason, there's a lot of people who are online, who are online, you know, more the edgelord fundamentalist types online who hate on Deezus and Mero for some odd reason. Because, like, you know, they, I guess because they're, like, they align more liberal, you know what I mean? You know, I don't know. What the, I saw one thread on, uh, I saw one thread, um, I saw two threads on Squared Circle that I liked that, you know, I thought were good discussions. 
But it was like the failure of a- which talent from AEW, WWE to AEW have been failures. Like, in the- and I don't like deeming people failures because it's more of the book. It's like if they're supposed to be failures in in the company of how people are used compared to how they were in WWE. It's supposed to be a discourse thing so that you have the, the whole, like, you know... Like, can you believe Rick Rude was used better in WWE... I oh, know, Rick Rude was used better in WCW than he was in WWE. It's like now you're basically... Or, it's like you're... It's like these people are scripted to be used badly in these companies so that we have these, like, long-form debates of what would have been, basically. When they could just book people properly. And they could explain that people are part-time. Just, I don't know, man. Whatever. And I saw another one with if, if John Cena was uh, uh, tur- like, turn heel in NWO fashion, who would be his Hall and Nash? And it was like, if it was like, you know, outsiders coming into WWE, it would be, I don't know, it, it would be, you know, probably jo- jo- AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, basically. That would probably be the, you know... It's like people that could be a team that weren't a team when they were in the company they were in. So like, Holland Holland Nash never really teamed in WWE, like you know what I mean as an official team, but like you know they were they were bounded together. So you know they're buying together. So you know uh, we had uh, we had like you know Holland Nash show up to be with Hulk Hogan. But then I started thinking about if okay, John Cena was turned heel, NWO heel, and uh, AW, which guys would. Uh, from AEW would be, I don't know. It'd have to be ex WWE guys. So I think CM Punk and Brian Danielson would probably be the two biggest fucking names you could do with that one. But 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 if John Cena ever turned heel in WWE, I would envision like, like he would be like the the idea of Austin Triple H doing the two man power trip. That was a good fucking, you know, a, a good, like, you know, a good fucking uh, concept in, like, you know, but, like, you know, it, it was never designed to go any anywhere further or whatever, right? But, like, I could see Cena and Randy Orton running with that two-man power trip. Like, it would be, it'd be like it would be designed for them. Like, that would have been perfect if John Cena turned heel, like, in 2013 or so with Randy Orton or so, and then, you know... Like, you know what I mean? And, and, they, and they kind of, like, you know, and, and that would be a way you put Punk and, you know, Brian over, basically. And other people. I don't know. I, another bit that I like is that Gunther, I don't know where he's doing all these interviews. I think some of them are on the bump, whatever. But he's, like, shitting on all the people from the past, I guess, past Intercontinental Champions. But, like, he shit on the Ultimate Warrior for being a showman. Listen, listen that's his opinion. And people are going to get offended. But I'm glad that there is one current guy who's still using kayfabe to show why he's more dominant than the other guys that were in uh, in the eras. He should be making fun of Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan. thing is, Gunther, Gunther's so good that if he were around the 80s, he would definitely be... Uh, you know, uh, he would definitely get, like, a big feud with Hulk Hogan, but it'd probably be one of those feuds where he would, like, you know, lose and then go down the fucking card, you know? But I'm liking this gimmick that Gunther's doing, man. Gunther, listen, man, Gunther's, Gunther's one of my favorite wrestlers right now in any company right now, you know what I mean? And I, I'm glad that he's propped up the icy title to like really have this big time feel to it like it feels like a big time title and i'm glad he broke the streak 
and he still has it. I still think that when he wins the world title, I think he should do what the Ultimate Warrior did to prove he's better than the Ultimate Warrior by holding up both the world title and the Intercontinental title. But then people will be mad if he wins both those titles and he has to forfeit the fucking IC title because you pe- people will want someone to be put over big time from him. People, people actually think that they're trying to put Miz over, um, like, to win the fucking title. But it's like, dude, it's just a fucking good feud between a current person propping the IC title against an- another person that also helped make the IC title feel important again in the 2010s. I don't understand why people... People like Meltzer and Brian Alvarez are so fucking dense. Because they hate Miz so fucking badly. Apparently, John Cena has a, is going to have a talk show. Again, he does so many projects that you can't keep up with it. Like, I, I would love... I know he's done a lot of, like, R-rated movies in the, in the past, like, you know, in the last couple of years that, I that you know, that has gone under the radar for a lot of people. But, you know, he's funnier outside WWE. You know, he's actually, you know, pretty fucking good. You know, I, I always knew he he had that in him. But, you know, I wish that, you know, he was allowed to do that shit, like, later on in his career. But, you know. It is what it is, man. I, I, I'm I happy for the guy's success, you know what I mean? I know he's supposed to turn heel in real life because... I mean, he's already been a heel, but, you know, because of the Nikki Bella stuff. Or Nikki Garcia now, you know, she can't be Nikki Bella. But, you know, between between that between that shit and... Uh, between that shit and... Um, and, you know, him, like, you know... Like, going right back to the, you know... Studio, you know, studio. Like, if they really wanted you to think that he was there for WWE, whatever, they would convince you to not tell you about that. The fact that he mentioned that, oh yeah, he'd go back in a heartbeat, was designed to get a little heelish off of it. You know, and people will defend him, obviously, but you know. Apparently, Mickey James is a free to go wherever she wants. Thing is, whenever whenever they need it convenient for why someone's gonna stay with Impact, they'll say, oh, what's it called? This person had a contract with them. Because I think Impact is like, you know, a feeder system that's being backed by other, like, you know, like, you know, like other, like, you know, billionaire types, whatever. Like, anyone can go wherever they want. It's still part of the fucking system. But, you know, if she does go somewhere, you know, I, I would I, I would want her to go to AEW if she can get, if she can help politic with Tony Khan to get more women on television because she would be a good leader to do it. But because Nick Aldis is in WWE, I can see her just going back to WWE. Maybe this whole time she's been working with WWE, and that whole that whole releasing thing with like that that was a whole fucking angle for her to like you know get sympathy. And again, I'm not saying you shouldn't give her sympathy, but it's like it's like 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 it really happened. But like like you know it's designed for I don't know. I I, I don't pay attention to busted open, but but a four hundred one mania they'll fucking. Sh- quote stuff from Busted Open. So Bully Ray is like going off on the Jay and Cody doing the 1D. The thing is like you have to come up with a move and I guess like that's like the best like the com- good combination. But the thing is I think it's supposed to like not be completely clean on the landing of it. Like not in, like, again because from what I've seen it hasn't been like oh it botched where it's unsafe. It feels like it's because they're not a regular fucking team. It shouldn't be crisp crisp and clean basically 
But it's like they're making an attempt to have a tag team move. But I don't think it's supposed to be hitting on that level, basically. I don't know. What do I know, huh? Anyways, um, I'm going to go. It's been an hour and 17 minutes doing this podcast. Uh, all the people that are in here, uh, all t- 29. Let me see if there's tw- actual 29. It says 29 people have been here. Let me see how many people are still like in here watching and lurking, you know. Let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 people are in here. That's pretty cool. So, so they, 29 people in total have come in here. I appreciate that. Uh, shout out to Starlet Sky for giving me, you know, some diamonds. That's pretty cool of her. She's like, Starlet Sky is pretty fucking cool. She's like one of my favorite streamers on here. She just kind of, she makes jewelry and she just, you know, chills out and she smokes. And, and sometimes her roommate, who's also cool, Diana, uh, she also chills there too sometimes. So like, you know, I, there's quite a few like, you know, like people on here that I've met that are pretty fucking cool. And a lot of them happen to be women, um, you know. A lot of them, a lot of them are very fucking beautiful, by the way. You know what I mean. But um, you know, but she's like one of the cool, she's one of the cooler ones that I've talked to. I enjoy talking to her. You know. She 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 made me a bouncer in her in her room. I should make her a bouncer in my room to you know pay it back. I guess. I don't know if she's if, if she's in here. You know. I can just you know set as a bouncer in general. Oh shit! Mushroom Forest is in here. Here's another cool chicken. This chick is cool because when, whenever, because whenever, whenever I come on to her um stream, she uh, because she knows that I'm from the Stern Show. She goes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a celebrity in that. Like she does it all the time when like people don't even know who the fuck I am. So I appreciate her doing that. What's up, Mushroom Forest? You're you're finally seeing me. You know what I mean. I got bigger, t- I got, I got, I got bigger tits, but you know, no, I'm joking. <laughs> if you, if you, if you wanna, if you, if you wanna call in, you're, you're allowed to call in. I'm do, I'm, just, I'm recording the podcast right now, you know, and I'm streaming live. <laughs> I doubt it. So yeah, no, I was just, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm just going over some topics that I was recording and stuff like that. So, I was just gonna get off now because I've done an hour and twenty minutes. But I, I appreciate you for coming. If, if you want to call in for a second, you can call in if you want. It's up to you. Give me one second. I gotta go take my medication. One second. I'm feeding. What what'd she say? She can't call in because I'm feeding. She's I'm feeding a kid. Oh, I hope it's your kid. <laughs> no, I'm 
No, no, I, I get you, I get you, I get you. No, I, I get you. But I, 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 don't, I, I, I appreciate you coming in. No, I'm, I'm trying, I know. Anyways, Mushroom Forest is another cool... Like, if you went to Mushroom Forest, is, um... Pay, like, you know, you went to her stream. She's just doing... She's making crafts. She just chills a lot of the time. I'm, I'm familiar, familiarizing my audience with, with you for a minute. She, she does crafts. She does cool shit, whatever. And she just seems cool, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, that's cool. And then I, I, and I, I, I assume by going on her, you know, her blog page... I'm just going to see a bunch of pictures of craft being done because, like, she's, like, very creative in that way. But, like, it's, like, the sexiest fucking photos on the fucking planet. And I'm like, holy shit, you know what I mean? And I, I, I like I like that, you know, she, I like that she still has a sexiness on her page. But, like, she downplays it when she does her live streaming by just being... I, I guess she wants to show you that she's actually a human being so people don't treat her like a fucking piece of meat. You know what I mean? Which is a good fucking call. But like yeah, so, so so she's another cool person that I've met on here. You know what I mean, and I I've uh, I've been on her stream. I've called in. Sometimes I don't know who else is gonna be chatting. Cause I, again, I don't know anyone in this community, so I don't know who's who. But like you know, I I was I was the first one to kind of call into her stream, because uh, you know I I wanted to christen. I didn't want her first because again on, on on this app, on this uh you know this on this live in Tumblr. The, the the only people that try to call into other women's streams are guys that already try to beat off on camera, so I didn't want her first call in, of somebody on her live to be somebody that beats off whatever you know what I mean, I mean maybe when she saw my face she probably goes yeah you know what I'll settle for the dick brick you know, but no but no but I you know I, I had a I I try to whenever I talk to someone who's new on here, I try to like warn them about that situation and some of them you know seem cool you know. But anyways, I'll I'll be back uh, with the, with the recaps. Uh, it's five twenty p.m. November seventeenth. I I recently watched the Breaking Bad finale, and this song was in my head, you know. Watching Breaking Bad um, back a, a little bit, I realized that The Sopranos is like um, written a lot better and it's a lot funnier in my personal opinion. But as far as like endings go, this is probably like one of the more satisfying endings. I know people might disagree, but I thought it was a really good ending, really good episode. I'm going to do the recap. I, again, I didn't do a full uh, Dynamite recap. This is like the first time that I just done like how I do the raw recaps. 
But I'll get into a little bit more of the fucking discourse. Um, Cause you know this other stuff in my mind. I, I'm I'm noticing more now, which is odd. Cause so Michael Rappaport is part of the pro-Israel side, right? And you got guys like you know the Aaron Mate, like who are you know on the pro, seemingly the pro-Palestinian. But seemingly both, like you know, again, I'm not trying to compare Aaron Mate, but 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 they you know represent different factions that they're a part of. Since so it's all fundamentalist, they're all like fawning over uh, Donald Trump now about having to vote for him. I guess the like you know Michael Rappaport, who represents the pro-Israel side, will think that Biden is not handling and being more strict against Palestinians. And then people who are all on the, who say on the left who are fucking shitting out what Biden is doing for not helping Palestine enough are using this as well to kind of, again this is again people keep telling you to focus on what's happening now but like and I'm not saying you shouldn't stop focusing on what's happening now because what's happening now is important but if I know like you know, as, as horrible as it fucking you know and cold hearted as it fucking sounds because that's who runs the fucking world. I would fucking want, you know, it feels like they they know the people who, who like who are like showing their mask, like putting their mask off now in this moment to like show their blood fucking th- thirst for this kind of shit. The reason why they are showing it because they have no qualms about what they're doing now. You know what I mean? E- even if it's like, you know, even if they distract you with like, you know, some transparent comment that will be an obvious fucking lie because we'll focus more on them lying more on focusing than this is a fundamentalist fucking shit that's playing out. But again, you can't get conspiratorial. Like, again, you can get conspiratorial and not believe in like the things that these... The reason why, it's suppo- the reason why you, you, you should know about this end time stuff is because this is what <clears throat> these people who are in charge intend to do with what's to come when you have pastors already calling for building a third dome this is like planted stuff that is supposed to be said from the from these factions because they're being instructed to so when the fucking deputy speaker is like call, on twitter calling for um you know um like nuking you know letting gaza fucking burn like, you don't, like, any human being out there, any decent fucking human being does not want collective fucking punishment. And even if they fucking just, even though I do think in an overall sense, a fundamentalist war is playing out. It's like, we still make it seem like it's Hamas versus Israel when it's like a bigger fucking play going on with different fucking countries. And people who defend Russia and defend China's governments and downplay what they do. It's like certain people are definitely funded by different governments. Which is why they're using Sasha Baron Cohen to now, um, you know, uh, like, like using Sasha Baron Cohen to now uh, um, to like crack down on TikTok. Like basically he's condemning TikTok because... There, um, again, the from the videos that I've seen, there's a lot of people that are just educating people on what's going on because you're not seeing it anywhere else. But yeah, can I believe that there's people that are being funded by different fucking governments on different platforms, um, like the U.S. and Israel and you know Saudi Arabia, 
you know, what they call, they all fund different fucking accounts on, on social, on Twitter, on Reddit, all that, you know, I'm just saying, like, every platform has different fucking agents, and the reason why I'm bringing it up, because they're gonna use, like, like, you know, like, the obvious examples to crack down on any dissenting voices in general, but I guess all that, you know, IDF fucking cosplay that, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, again, when I, when, since I know that everyone's gonna go heel eventually, like, even if they did a couple of things that did exposition on, on, on the Israeli side, like how Sasha Baron Cohen did it in that, um, Who is, Who is America? Um, you know, with the, you know what I mean? But, like, now Xeon was like, you know, he was probably cosplaying because that's who he is, who he's gonna be, basically. So now it's time to bring up all the, uh, you know, the problematic stuff that, you know... I mean, people have always criticized Sasha Baron Cohen for... Like, even though, like, he's, like, poking fun or whatever at different things, people have always, you know, had a problem with him, you know, uh... Like, you know, like, big, making Muslims the brunt of their, all, their jokes. Which is, like, because, again, when uh, whenever the... Um, Whenever um, Borat comes up, like the like people like like the Opie and Anthony's and Nick DePaul's of the world would always complain. Oh, that they uh, got this. Um, they got white people, like that one, like that one group of white people, to basically say a bunch of racist shit. But they would go, "Oh, look, it's all catered to minorities because they didn't." Um, Ask the black people in that in that stuff about their political views, which is supposed to be like a, an obvious one. But the, but but the whole notion is, his the entire being of the Borat character is making fun of Muslims, and he also says a bunch of racist fucking things in it himself. So like I'm just saying like if you're gonna complain, don't don't act like there isn't fucking oh it's oh my god it's anti-white. That's what they do, basically. A- Any time, because, like, you know, they they do one obvious example, and then the fucking right, right wing cries about it, and acts like it isn't fair to their side, because they don't do this for, I guess, the left. Even though, like, everything has an anti-left fucking, uh, uh, an anti-left narrative that goes on. Even anything that represents the left a little bit, what they call, it's presented in a villainous fucking way, where what they call, people think it's forced. Not that the right wing you could ever force shit. Just like the, you know the the, uh, the the cop that killed Breonna Taylor is on trial. It was a mistrial because of the the jurors couldn't come to a conclusion. You know you, you notice how there isn't people who are being conspiratorial about it. How they were when the Chauvin case happened, Derek Chauvin case happened, where uh, Maxine. I think it was the, it was, that was the case where Maxine Waters said they need a guilty verdict. And you can fucking debate on like 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 basically saying that like we know the facts and you know and now we need a guilty verdict. But then they made it seem like she's calling no matter what for a guilty verdict. And again, I I knew that that was good. Again, that was done by design so it adds fuel to the right wing fucking cause, right? But now people are, you know, getting, you know, really, really flustered with, uh, you know, people are not even questioning if the if the jurors were compromised in this fucking case to help the cop get off, basically. Like, that's impossible. 
if the cop got off, that automatically means that the cop was in the right and uh, and then and and now they're going back to like you know smearing Brianna Taylor, even if she was a fucking drug dealer. That doesn't it doesn't give people the right to go and um uh, do um um do like you know warrant like you know something didn't have a warrant, and basically you know go in um, with no knock and fucking just start shooting. So sorry, that doesn't fly with me. It's not even confirmed that she was a drug dealer. I think her boyfriend may have been, may have been one. I, I totally forget everything. There's been so many fucking cases since then. So much fucking, you know, again, it's like they're bringing this stuff back up to bring feelings of the 2020s again. Uh, the, the, you know, the, 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 when it first began. Because this is all going to play a hand in the next fucking way, next way of why there's going to be more civil unrest with certain things. You know. But that's why they're, you know, getting getting you ready for, you know, Trump back in office. Here's Aaron Maté fawning over Trump. Don't to be so resilient. He freestyled his entire 2016 campaign. <laughs> right? He's inevitable. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know, he has an inevitable. If you look at him physically, he has a terrible diet, but he just seems indestructible. <laughs> he's 77 years old, so the only person who can really stop Trump. He's always Trump. out there playing golf anyway. There you go, yeah. yeah. Who are you going to say the only person that can stop Trump? The only person to stop Trump is Trump himself. Yeah, true. Somehow true. He, he hangs to the person. But otherwise, I just don't think all these cases against him, like, what is he facing 700 years? Yeah, but you look at them and you go, I mean, maybe on the classified documents one, there's something. Let's see, the cases actually have merit because these are actually corrupt things he did. My issue is that it's not even that he's, uh, you know, uh, like, 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 to me, he's guilty of whatever they're accusing him of doing. My whole thing is that people presenting like he's untouchable. Because all oh, these cases don't mean anything. Because they know that the end result is going to be him getting off on these cases because it's going to work out in his advantage in the overall sense. This is why this whole thing of like him being smeared has worked for him because people who are apolitical know that everyone in the fucking system is compromised and has done fucking corruption. So when you're pointing out only Trump's fucking shit, people think that that's an agenda. I'm not saying that you know, it, it, it isn't, but it is designed for it to be, to look like an agenda against Trump, so it makes Trump look like he's actually fighting for his life when this is all being handed to him, in my personal opinion. That's why it's getting bad. But you're going to see a lot more people fucking doing that type of shit. And that's why a lot of these uh, post-left people, like Jimmy Dore and all of them, they're talking about, like, that's why they're entering into the whole Mossad did uh, 9-11. Again, and like, and like I said before, I think if there was inside inside job to this type of deal, it would be multiple governments and multiple people, like people in the know who knew where, where the world was going. Like, you know, especially the entertainment, because the entertainment's affiliated with corporations and government, it, whether you want to believe it or not. It's never been it's never been more clear, and if you if you can't see that from how like the fucking you know the the um the space between how Trump became a politician and how easy it was, 
And you can't see the similarities that maybe showbiz has, has helped manufacture consent for certain fucking type of public figures. For the fucking Trump model. That's why they fucking put the anti-hero to root for him. But since people are going solely with Mossad just being responsible, like, I'm sure there'll be something where it reveals that 9-11 was, like, you know, it's going to make a lot of people who said they're on the left look like fucking idiots, because now they just, because when something gets revealed, it's going to be fucking handed right to the right wing. And maybe that was the fucking goal, because a lot of these people that did that are people that I suspect are going to cross over to the right wing fucking side. Just look at the, 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 they have a bunch of stuff on Diddy right now. And, and by the way, I personally believe that Diddy, like, you know what I mean, um, like, because, like, people can profit different fucking ways through, like, you know, uh, social media currency or whatever. I feel like um, because, like, you're an, an untouchable, untouchable person in the industry where people know your shady business that's been kind of around to talk about kind of the shady shit that Diddy has, has done over the over the years it's like it's designed for him to still profit off his downfall you know what i mean cuz again th- this could be you know focused on the entire fucking industry as a whole and how these things keep fucking happening but um I- i'm going to close here and I-, I don't need this fucking shit i i, I don't hear his uncharismatic voice But, like, now everyone's, like, sh- by the way, I-, I hate that they're tying in him being gay as the reason why he's shady. Like, if he's a groomer or he raped or, um, you know, uh, turned out people behind the fucking scenes, it wouldn't, again, this is, like, not a fucking gay or straight fucking issue. It's people in these industries that have power that do it. But the fact that, that they're focusing, angling in on the, on the, on the gay angle, like, I'm not saying you shouldn't fucking point out that he's a, but it would be great if you actually pointed out that this is how the entire industry gets down. But it's like, it's designed to make it look like under the liberal fucking guys, that, 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 that this is how it gets down when these people are not really liberal. You know what I mean? They're, a lot of them in the industry are fundamentalist. But here's Joe Rogan fucking going nuts over Donald Trump fucking... Like, he's like... That's like he's a god in here. It was fucking banana, really. It was... The whole place was cheering. He walks out to Kid Rock's American Badass. <laughs> with Kid Rock and Tucker Carlson walking in like the right-wing Avengers. And the place went nuts. I'm telling you... The fucking cheers of the crowd were nuts. I mean, it was overwhelmingly in support of him, and it lasted a long time. This is what Physic Man and them are normalizing, by the way. If you don't think Physic Man and Dana White have, you know. The crowd sounded like before we walked in, and then we did. I mean, it was just overwhelmingly cheap. You know. So this guy, so this guy Moranzio um, Vance, 
People are showing his interview of him exposing Diddy back in like 2007 Either they are dead, in jail, or we don't know where the fuck they at, or their careers have fallen out, which means they're still dead. Prime example, Craig Mack. Where's Craig Mack right now? We do not know where Craig Mack is. Craig Mack gave us flavor in the air. The beat was so hot, it was planted in churches. Reverends was coming out to flavor in your ear. And then the flavor in your ear remix came out with the bottles and the bad boy. And then he had Busta Rhymes again. Wow! We couldn't understand it. And we had LL Cool J and that Barracuda Electrocuta. We don't know what the fuck that verse was about. 112. Where's 112? Total. What happened to Total? Where's Total? They totally gone. This band, one girl was dating the Brad, rumored, and the other ones, they just, they gone. They had daddy's house. Sleeping in the basement. They concubine now. Faith. Faith was with bad, but where Faith at right now? We don't know. Faith love. She didn't do bad, but she ain't like she was when she was a bad. I guess it's something with Puffy in the background dancing. Uh, maybe Clyde Davis should dance in the background. Um, his artist video. I don't know. Carl Thomas. Carl Thomas had his first album, Emotional Classic Albums. You know how much sex I had because of Emotional? Carl left bad boy. We're Carl that now. He dropped the album. I don't know nothing about it. I don't know. I love Carl Thomas. Album banging, first album, second album. Second album, not as good as first album. But still, nonetheless, better than somebody's best efforts on a good day. Ray J. Shine. Here's my theory on Shine. Shine fell off because Puffy tried to replace Biggie with a skinnier version of Biggie. And Shine sounds just like... He just sounds like he had swallowed Biggie's vocal cords. Black Rob came in and saved Bad Boy at one point. Like, whoa. Everybody played whoa. Black, white, Puerto Rican, Mexican, Cuban, Russian, German. He gone. We don't know what Black Rob is. He, he ain't even got a bootleg tape out. Black Rob out robbing black people. Loon. What happened to Loon? Loon was no bad boy. He was a pretty thug. He was a new maze for them. He sound like Mace, but he looked like he took better care of himself. Like in shape. He like Mace that had worked out. G-Dep. What happened to G-Dep? I don't even know what G-Dep stand for, but his album... Was, it was it was decent. It was a decent hip hop album. Puffy was on a lot of it, but that's his fault. Hey, special delivery. Well, that was a hot song. They even had some FedEx logos in his video, and he had a remix with Ghostface. How you not succeed when you got Ghostface on your shit? Mace, Puffy fucked Mace up. I don't know what the fuck Puffy did to Mace. Mace was rapping, then he became a reverend. It was Reverend Mace. He was on TV doing long ass sermons because he sounded like he. Had a stroke. Then he stopped rapping. He stopped being a reverend. Then he went to rapping again. Then he back to a reverend. Okay, first of all, you not no reverend and rapping. Fuck that. Don't try to tell me God like hip-hop to the point where you can rap to. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, signed this chick named Tanya Blunt. He fucked over before she even got signed. She don't know how I met. The locks. Then they're fine. Goddamn locks. The locks was hot. Even if they put that damn song out, I did not like everyone, mother. I hated that shit. They left. They, they just like, they couldn't get back on track. Once Puffy has a hold. I thought he did. They just do something. Like, once you leave him, be like, leave me. I'm gonna fuck you. And then he gonna fuck you. 
Mario Winans, poor Mario, he should just go back to gospel. Everybody else in the family doing gospel. He tried to be R&B. Lost his soul, bitch. Oh, the band. And he brought them orphans together and put them in a the house and tried to make an album. And then they had an album banned from TV. And then they just ended up, ended up getting banned from fucking society. Sherry Dennis, her career was over before her album even dropped. <laughs> I ain't heard a single. Ain't nobody even trying to bootleg her album. Ain't nobody, it ain't that we on LimeWire. You can't even get in on LimeWire. LimeWire got everything. The, the, the person putting this video out I mean, either, is acting like he, like... Like, he just mentioned people that are missing. I understand there's a, a, a pattern to it. But he's not really... He's making more jokes than he is actually exposing anything. We don't know him by his real name. Who's Ray J? Oh, you mean Brandy Brothers? Oh, yeah, because Brandy be like, oh, yeah, that's Brandy Brothers. Moesha Brothers. Who would even know Ray J if it wasn't for Brandy? Ray J, you working at Walmart in the electronics department. I'd be like, yo, can I get uh, John Mann? And he'd be like, hold on, I can't, I can't let you walk to the front with that. I got to walk with you. <laughs> he couldn't let you take P.O.K. to the front by yourself. He had no addition. What? Oh, yeah. No addition last album that didn't sell nothing but it went cop. He had 8 Ball and NJG. These are people that he had, he picked up the head career that he fucked over and just completely put the stake in the heart. He had Casey or Cassie or whatever that chick name is. She couldn't sing. But she couldn't sing. But she was just cute. I mean, she, 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 she eye candy. But anyway, but she couldn't dance. She couldn't sing or dance. That young jock, which was just young ass. I don't know what the fuck young jock is. Wasn't he still around though? In spirit, here, right here around in spirit. He had this group called Boys in the Hood, and Young Jeezy was a part of that group. Oh, and he got away from Puffy. He like, he's like, hey, you ain't gonna hold me hostage, motherfucker, for the rest of my life. Fuck up my life. Dream, the little girl group, white girl group. He tried to cross over and do white girl group, and the, the parents like, you fuck away from that crazy black man. Gorilla Zone, who the fuck is that? Man, who nigga? He made hood. It's a song. Yeah, but nigga, hood nigga. He made a song called Hood Nigga. <laughs> Rap his ass now. Uh, I don't write rhymes. I write chicks. Dead. I don't know who this Maranzio Vance guy is. Then you know they have all the videos of like you know again like. If 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 Diddy did some shitty shit like with a call like Cameron telling a story about him having a pink dildo in his bathroom, I don't think there's anything really criminal about it. You know what I mean? Like if the guy is gay, that's fine. the The issue the the, the issue is if he fucking forced himself or you know or fucking you know groomed and did all that fucking shit. That's what's important. That's what's important to me. I don't care if if these guys are having consensual fucking sex. But in show business, you know how that fucking shit goes. You, you you're not supposed to, you you're supposed to take the you put it take it as an individual individual fucking case. And and the funny thing is the people that are calling out Diddy right now, like some some of the people that I see who are like a blue check marks and all that, these guys want to align with different. Like they, they you know uh, you know defend fucking other shady dudes that have fucking stuff that is shady about them. So to me, it's like to me, it's an industry-wide problem more so than it just being Diddy. Just like they build up one guy with all these rumors, so they can make fucking future documentaries and fucking profit off of the downfall. Because what fucking consequences are really going to happen to Diddy? Yeah, he might, he might, he might go to he might go to jail the same way R. Kelly is, where he still becomes discourse. Do you know what I mean? He's still finding a way to profit. He'd probably be in a country club prison or something like that.
Sci, apparently, Sci High, what they called dissed uh, Joe. I guess he had like Joe Budden uh, look alike in his video. I, f I forget what the beef is with them, whatever, but between Drake calling out, uh, Drake making subtle references to Budden in, in his uh, deluxe version, and Sci High doing this, if, it, if, the, if the end result isn't Joe Budden comes back to rap and fucking goes off on people that have been calling him out, then I, I don't really care about the storyline. So I can hear Joe Budden react to this in a sports entertainment way on his podcast while his fan base still continues to hate, you know, Ish. I'm always back and forth with Ish because he's like, you know, uh, he seems like a, like a guy that's supposed to be like an obvious character who's going to push. But since, like, you know, everything is centered around his temper... And all that kind of stuff, and 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 he he also goes like the very anti woke, uh, the very anti woke route. You know what I mean? And and because he, he because he because like people like that who like you know pretend to be the anti woke ones of, of of a popular show, it's like they they present the narrative like everything will have to be PC, even though they're part of the entertainment world, not being PC whatsoever, and they're getting away with not being PC. So the whole notion of like oh. Forced diversity. It's like no. It's like, dude. Now I hear all the media heads, and it's all forced fucking edge lord shit now. Like, 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 like people who are bad faith actors online right now are going off on like Vince Russo having a video calling who is Meltzer's mysterious girlfriend, and whatever like Meltzer and the chick are are mentioned in some fucking way. It always has like some of these sneaky comments in the comment sections of Reddit or Twitter going, so I bet you don't know really who, uh, what Meltzer's really into. Like, okay, if you want to insinuate he's fucking gay, then just tell us what you fucking know. Who gives a shit? But, like, people are, are, are shitting on Vince Russo for it. And again, this is, like, bottom-of-the-barrel type of trash fucking, you know, entertainment. But people online are constantly uplifting that. And they're gonna pretend they're outraged by Vince Russo. Like, you're not gonna fool me in that fucking regard. Apparently, WWE is interested in Okada, apparently. Uh, you know. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, maybe he's the guy that faces Nakamura. Maybe that's where it's going. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll come in for, you know, maybe that's a way with a call. Like, you know, New Japan will be working with WWE as well. And Triple H is more open to it to excuse why it's happening. But, you know, I, I don't know. I want to say it's doubtful, but I mean, I can see, I can see Okada showing up for a Royal Rumble appearance. I thought maybe, again, I don't know if Nakamura is going to be on Survivor Series card, but I can see him being that mystery opponent that, you know, Nakamura is going for if it isn't CM Punk. But I, I don't want to hear anyone ever complain about what people ask at a WWE press conference or, or, or like a media scrum because... So, I don't know who it was, but somebody... I, I, like, no one asked about the Flair situation, which just shows you how fucking limited it is. I, I guarantee you, they, like, they'll say, oh, no, um, Tony Khan didn't tell us not to. I'm sure they were told, in my personal opinion. But one of the questions was, oh, what are the consequences for Swerve breaking into Hangman's house? It's like, come on, dude. If, if you want to just do kayfabe shit, then just do kayfabe shit. But just don't fucking tell me that, oh, I'm more... I'm, I'm, I have more integrity... Because I'm talking to Tony Khan, who's running a professional wrestling company, and not that sports entertainment crap. Like, that's a sports entertainment question. 
people think Matt Hardy is going to leave AEW because he might get in trouble for liking a tweet on Twitter. That's become a new trope now, different wrestlers liking different tweets. You know what I mean? To show, like, oh, like, oh, um, Britt Baker is uh, not is sick of the devil stuff. Or, or um, Matt Hardy not like, Matt Hardy, um, you know, liking tweets about how you just can't put on kick-ass matches and not have some character work in it. And if you're going to have people that are just wrestlers that don't really have, like, all the personality in the world, have managers for them that have personality that can fucking, you know, basically get heat or get cheers or heat on on the client that you're representing for. You know what I mean? Like... But I, I, I don't know. It's, you know, again, with the code, because again, you, the most over-fucking, you know, characters are some of the... Some of the people that feel more compelling now. You know, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, on WWE's end, you know what I mean? Like, everyone else kind of, Becky Lynch still feels like a big deal despite her not getting the best booking. Charlotte and Bianca feel fucking empty, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just saying, in AEW, that needs to be the fucking case as well, you know? It is what it is, man, I don't know. I saw I saw some clips of the Ronda Rousey match with uh, Marina Shafir against um, Athena and Billy Starks, and Ronda got dropped on her head. I'm sure she will be, you know, um, somebody that will be a mystery person that shows up because it felt like it felt like it was like a, like it, it feels like wrestling wrestling uh, wrestling revolver or whatever the hell it's called. It feels like it's affiliated with AEW where like they'll have a good relationship for a bit where. You know, because, like, you know, Swerve, Swerve and Hangman showed up, and they brawled there. And what else? Moxley was there, teaming with Sammy Callahan against uh, against the Rascals. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyways, I'll, I'll come. No, I'll just do the recaps now. It's five fifty-two p.m. They aren't going to be long. Let me go to the Raw recap. I did this actually early in the week. I thought I'd get to it, but, you know, I, I didn't. It started with a basic promo. Just the baby faces from Raw War Games match. Cody's clearly the guy talk, taking the lead of the team. He introduces team members to get their pop. Cody and Seth kind of have a face-off about not getting along, really. Judgment Day come out and reiterate they're a family, and these guys can't get along and don't trust each other. They bring up Seth could never beat Cody despite being the world champion now. They call Sammy a loser for not winning the world title the week before. They bring up Jay screwing everyone over in the ring. Sammy tells Dom no one wants to hear him talk, and he goes off about them having power. And he and his team will beat them, and the power lies with his four men opposing Judgment Day. And then Cody gives them shit about the leader in Judgment Day and how Rhea's not... And Rio's not with them at this point. 
And Cody goes over each one being the leader while Priest says no one's a leader. And then he screams that he is a leader when Cody was pissing him off more. And, you know, it got people invest, you got people invested in the storyline and people kind of gasp at that, right? Because Judgment Day didn't seem happy about this. And before I could get, um, before I could, get, could get confronted, Seth screamed that he's done talking. He wants a fight going on. So that takes you into the opening tag match with Seth and Sammy versus JD and Dom. It got thrown out eventually because the heels and faces from the team start fighting again. So Pierce has to declare members were banned from the main event since they're doing Cody and Jay versus Balor and Priest for the tag titles. I feel like Priest could now be the one who gets taken out from the group because I've seen enough Mayans MC to know he, um, him being allowed to give JD a cut later to put in um, put him in the group. That, that That's one of the events the rest will kick him out probably for saying he's a leader. But before I get into that, Rhea had a promo in the ring where Zoe confronted her being focused on this Judgment Day stuff when Pierce declared Judgment Day and Seth and Sammy were banned from the main event. Um, ban- banned from the building. So Rhea's complaining about this and after the break, Pierce declared... De- Pierce declared war game whatever again. So then Zoe interrupted that interrupted that promo basically. She said that she's in Rhea's head and she goes over Rhea's distractions, goes over how Rhea's overlooking her and Rhea denies it and puts her or over watching her in NXT. She got rid of Trish and went toe to toe with Becky Lynch and Zoe reminds her of herself and the only way for her to be champion is being on the opposite brand of her. But I mean, what does that really mean since everyone can go brand from brand at any time they want anyways? They think it's convenient. She's not overlooking Zoe. She can handle the war games, Judgment Day, the backstage politics, and her title because she is Rhea Bloody Ripley and tells her to gather the ring and Zoe declares that she'll win the title Survivor Series. Rhea charges Zoe and then Zoe Lowe bridges her. So at least they gave some shine to Zoe so they would have a segment with Shayna later on. I'll get to that later. So they're following the Judgment Day shit, you know, the people, that, and they're opposed to, but before Seth and Sammy leave the building or getting ready to, Cody wants to talk to them and how they, how him and Seth can't get along, but Cody needs them for one night. So there was tension in the beginning segment, not just Seth being annoyed with Cody, but Cody seemed annoyed by the crowd singing um, Seth's theme. So the team needs Seth, and Seth says he doesn't like Cody, might not ever like him, but for one night, he promised that war games are good. So later, Drew told Seth that um, he was right. If he lost the crown jewel, it would only be Drew's fault. He also said he would be happier, and maybe he um, he's right about that, too. There's something he's been wanting to give Seth since, you know, the, their match. And he, he gives him a handshake, and then they basically shake hands. And he said he'll do what he normally does. He'll fight his way back to get a rematch. Seth basically, you know, he's kind of agrees with it. You think it's just an honest gesture for different Drew, but then later in the main event, you would find out it's all bullshit. And I envision the heel turn a lot more severe and even bigger angle where he leaves the entire team laying. But this gave you the impression that Drew was um, uh, was back to. This gave you the impression that Drew was kind of back to being a good guy again. They did. Sh- uh, they did. They did show the you know the the theme to uh, war games again, war pigs. So the evil day from Stern Show clip is singing the song is gonna make you know make a comeback on my timeline at least. Judgment Day are seen discussing the banning from the building for people banned. They were, for people that are banned, they're all just seemingly sticking and sticking around for a bit for these segments. But Rhea makes a sarcastic comment about the leader, um, the leader priest and priest said that he didn't mean it. But they say it's a good idea for war game, and they agree that Bal- they agree and Balor and Rhea tell priest to give JD his cut. And priest is not feeling that right now, but he does actually give it to JD, and then they cut to um. Give Jade the cut to join Judgment Day, which could be a ploy to get more members in the group so they take out Priest. 
when Drew turned heel later on, it seemed like it was Rhea and Drew um, agreement. So Rhea's definitely trying to act like a leader. So then Shane and Raquel give Zoe respect for being able to win and get a title shot, essentially. Nia gives them all shit so she can beat all of them, and she would be facing Becky and Raquel. She, she should be facing uh, um, Rhea, basically. And Raquel steps up and says Nia has never really been tested, so basically set up a match with them for, you know, next Raw, basically. So then Priest approaches JD. He says a part of him isn't sure if JD is ready. And a bigger part is still, um, bigger part still gets annoyed tonight. JD took one for the team and took one for Priest. And he gives him the jacket, you know, and then he welcomes him to the Judgment Day. It was a cool moment. The main event was decent. It was okay, man. Nothing too stand out. But, um, other than the part where the ring post kind of fell apart when Priest threw Cody into it. Um, but this was about a, a Drew turning heel to cost him the titles. He hit Jay with the Claymore and Balor pinned him. Balor kind of looked surprised and Drew stood by the entrance and Rhea came out and shook hands. And people did react to it. It was dope, but I wanted something more epic to, res- to resemble Drew snapping. But this was interesting if Rhea did this on her own, and this causes more tension. It could backfire, and Rhea gets blamed for it, and it goes, and, and, and or then it goes, or it might go well, and it undermines Priest, who ultimately gets kicked out for some shit. Cody did hint that he'll call someone. People think Punk, but it's probably going to be Randy Orton, who I think will turn on them as well in the war game because he probably won't like that Cody has forgiven Jay and advocated for him when it, um, when it was because of the bloodline that he was last seen on television, I think. And also the play off their past of Orton taking him under his wing. And if Cody is good at going for the title, then having a feud with Orton would be a good feud before going to the Rumble, if that's the case. So it'll be interesting. I like that they're... Uh, the, the, I like the show long angle, so they didn't overdo it with promos. Sometimes it's good to get to the point. They kept it; they kept the promos relatively short, but it was a good angle. I think if Orton is coming back, they're going to have to announce it next week. Otherwise, people will convince themselves it's Punk or some shit. I just envision a different way for this alliance to happen. I I don't think Drew is in Judgment Day, but um, I think it's, right now it's an alliance. But I'm sure he could replace Priest if they end up kicking him out. But this does make it shit more interesting. You thought Nakamura was just probably facing Gable at Survivor Series or whoever he was talking about whenever they're going to face him. But he's facing Gable next week, so he's going over someone being privileged and being blessed after he says he was frustrated. So he's taking away their cho- their choice, whoever he was referring to, the opportunity. So the distractions have been taking him, focus off him, off of them. He'll wait for next the next battle. For now, um, it'll, it'll all end by his hand, essentially. It's not clear who he's talking about, so I have no idea unless it's CM Punk. Does he target someone who's in the War Games match and this carries out after the pay-per-view since they will need a TV feud since they you know have no pay-per-views after November until Royal Rumble? You know, at least for the main roster. I don't know who it could be. It could be, it could be Cody, but people seem to think it's CM Punk, but there's no confirmation of a pay-per-view match happening. So he beat Otis, and it was a really good match for what it was, one of Otis's best showings in singles action. It took two finishers to get him, then Nakamura got in Gable's face. And we saw Alpha later on with the rest of the tag team, Gable and Zawa are consoling Otis and encouraging Creed are there, and they're talking about them needing new training partners, and Gable doesn't want to give up on uh, the Gable method. And Brutus says they're, they're undefeated, and the New Day interrupt when they mention the tag titles, and Ivy and Maxine then are in the corner, and they're like pushing their over and, and kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, um, looking at these guys as well. And now they're going to, and now they seem like they have an alliance to be a tag, and this would be dope if it's just a setup for Creed's to become heels essentially. You know, Tazawa then does a dance with all the, with the fake belt that he had last, the week before. 
You know what I mean? Everyone's cheering him on, you know. Tegan got a promo package per usual. It was good. She did beat Niven in a decent match. Now he's with her, so it means that they'll probably go for the tag at that point, at some point. Zia Lee beat Indy. These knockouts they're trying to do are falling flat. And I don't think it's a tactic or finish that is bad, but the WWE has been on and off with the pushes and how they present women sometimes. And, they, yeah, sometimes it'll take a bit more to get people back on track. I hope this feud with Becky works out for for her, but Becky comes out, thanks Zaya for um, hitting her in the head because now they'll fight on her time and she comes look for a fight. And then Zaya ends up retreating and Becky says she has seven days to run because next week they're facing... It'll be decent. Maybe they let Zaya win since she's supposed to be going for the NXT title, like, you know. But that was taped already, so I know she's not winning that one. So you'd hope that her going into a title match will, like, you know, let her actually win. I figured Becky would win because it would just be another challenger for the NXT title or something, but they're now giving her a feud, seemingly. But if Becky wins clean, then I don't know if it's just filler, but but if Zaya wins, then maybe it'll actually, you know, maybe they actually do to get her over, but whatever. Miz had a promo about restoring the status of the IC title and goes over how Gunther is diminishing his work just by calling it him a sports entertainer does an impression and then and says get to the chopper. Then Ivor shows up and says Miz is a joke and if Miz looks past him, he's in making it to Survivor Series. Braun interrupts and says they're both lucky to be standing and Gunther's luckier for avoiding Bronson. Ivor has to make sure he said that uh, he's escaping him because Braun said the titles had the title shot and he lost. Braun tells him to stand down. He tells Valhalla to get his man before he sends him back uh, a failure to the Viking gods and Ivor dares him to do something and Valhalla gets in his face. It, 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 it was a funny fucking setup, but whatever. Miz got into a confrontation with Gunther later, but let me go cover the Imperium-related segment. Vinci helped Ludwig beat Ciampa, which seems to be the story of D, 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 DIY, essentially, because uh, they get big returns and get some focus, and then now they're just eating losses nonstop. This is what happens when you constantly, ha- constantly need to have these kind of matches and not actually b- have them beat lower-tier teams and have promo to hype you up for, you know, for an eventual match. Now it's just constantly reality show level matches, where the matches is the background, but it's more about the angle. But this is move the story forward with Gunther and Imperium over over the win. But before I get into Gunther approaches Miz and says, to the surprise of everyone, Miz won the fatal four way, and the funding games are over because he'll beat him at Survivor Series and Miz screens for him to watch his match. He doesn't think Gunther knows who he's dealing with because he knows what he does whatever it takes to win. He does what what everyone won't do, and that's capitalized moment after moment is the reason why he's held the title eight times at Survivor Series. He's going to find out the difference between the longest reigning champion and the greatest IC champion of all time. I know people view Miz as a joke and being the longest reigning is actually kind of, to me, being the greatest to me. But I, but I understand what Miz is going for. But he might but he might be one of the better IC champions since Gunther. Yeah, I know there has to be, there's a billion matches since Miz has had a, the title and all the promotions. So Miz's match, Miz's, a Miz match might not be on the top of your head. But if someone carried a title to mean something and they had memorable feuds for it, then I count it as, like, you know, good running with the title. He had, like, a Dolph Ziggler feud that was really good. And he had a, he had a decent feud with Roman Reigns, too, where he beat Reigns for the title as well. You know, Seth and Balor, Seth Balor and Miz had a dope match for the title at WrestleMania, you know. But I like how Miz talked himself up so he's not, he's still not changing his way as a character. So Miz and Ivar would have a match later on. It was fine. Bronson did get involved by distracting Ivar. But Miz got a power bomb to bring down Ivar from the top. And he did cheat to win to show that he'll do anything to win. 
I would have rather a promo happen in the ring for the IC title rather than having Miz just beat Ivar, but I guess you needed to show Miz can beat bigger people than him. But also because the accidental booking from last week to make good on, on that, I guess. Gunther did tell him in the end of the promo, though, it won't compare to the beating he gives him, essentially. So I, I, t- I forgot to mention that part. I'm looking forward to this match and see what kind of performance Gunther can get out of Miz. And Gunther had, had some decent feuds and matches with his title reign as well. And him facing off against one of the people who helped made it, made it feel important in the 2010s is a good milestone for Gunther, for a Gunther reign. Ivar Bronson feuding could be fun, though. You know, the matches could feel larger than life if they, you know. I just hope it goes somewhere because Bronson will get some big wins sometimes and it amounts to nothing. So I hope that they, if they, if they uh, you know, feud, it goes somewhere. So Gunther's congratulating Imperium for their win, and Ludwig is gracious and puts himself over. And Gunther tells him he's talking about Vinci, who got the win for Imperium. And Ludwig feels slighted. Then Ludwig is confronted by Indu Sher, and they tell him they, they don't have a problem, but they tell him to uh, choose the next moves wisely. wisely. I hope they let Indu Sher get a good showcase to the tag division, but the stuff, you know... But that stuff made them appealing in NXT, but, you know, they take it away from the main roster. And all they do is just show up randomly so everyone can go, oh, my God, how many debuts? It's like it's not supposed to help, like, you know, help their cause. It's not supposed to be getting over because you're supposed to be getting shit on by the Internet, basically. I'll go to NXT. I did this one really, really quickly, more so than usual. Tony Stacks beat Chase U. Two of the titles back, Chase U students were protesting and walking on the match because there was some investigation. Later, Chase was being grilled by the media, and JC helped him escape. I have no idea what the hell is going on, but, you know, but, and what scandal is. I wish they had kept the titles longer just to let them lose it at the next special. But Tony, but, and, and again, like, I, I, I still think that maybe they, you know, pay, pay, paid for a win, basically. And Tony and Stacks, and, and that woman that sent them the papers, she's becoming a permanent part of their. Their act, I guess, a little bit. Tony Stack confronted different teams that were arguing before, like Lotharios, Edris and Malik, Jensen and Briggs, I think. And it feels like the focus is on Lotharios, who Tony and Stack said, said uh, didn't want to give a title shot to because it, um, cause they didn't win their last, didn't win the last match, right? Which is why I would have had the Creeds put them over on their way out, but whatever. Um, Lita chose Lash and Roxy as one match, and Trick and Joe Coffey as the other one. For the Iron Survivor qualifiers, Kiana helped Lash win and um, win, and she beat Roxy. And Trick beat Joe Coffey, and him and Mello were on the same page in a promo. Both vowed to be in the Iron Challenge match, but it feels like NXT is trying out the lesser established in the ring talents because Mello lost to Briggs for next for next week's tapings. And Lash is not as good as Roxy, so it's kind of surprising. But maybe th- th- this will be a way to help the lesser established match, uh, lesser established, um, show up in this match so they can show out, and maybe they'll rise to the occasion. There was a Supernova session with Me- Metaphor and Alpha Academy. It was fine comedy. It was a fine comedy segment. It was it was a little too long, but it accomplished two things: Lash being disgusted with Otis being into her, and Maxine seemingly being cool with it. And ultimately, it set up Gable versus Gnome Dar for the um, the Heritage Cup. Zaya and Lyra had a confrontation uh, and going to Zaya's tradition from her people, where they do this before combat, drinking tea, and basically Lyra didn't want to take part in the tea part, but she was fine with wearing the robe. So Zaya took it personally, and it won't take it easy on her, and Lyra was fine with it. It was different, but I mean, they could have done this, like, better, I don't know. Eddie Thorpe is going to qualify for the ma- match, but he's going to face, I think, I'm not sure if he's facing Dempsey for the match, or whatever, but I don't know. 
But he's going to be facing Dempsey ne next week. They showed a video package of Vaughn and Stone's friendship and it feels like the Braun stuff is done, basically because Braun gone to a die jack because Braun claimed Daddy doesn't want him in the uh, uh, Iron Survivor qualifying uh, in the match because it'd be a big problem for him. And he goes, he, and he, he basically made a, a remark about how he would need ret retribution, basically. So, you know what I mean? Everyone's making a fucking cheap remark about that. The Brutes beat you know, um, out the mud in a decent match. Nothing too much to this. Kiana was showing off about what she did to Roxy, and Gigi was there. It somehow looked like Ariana versus Gigi because Ariana was doing a super peaceful shtick. Gigi beat her. It was, it, was, it was an okay match. Dom and Corbin had a promo together where they have a common ground of hating Wesley. Then Wesley and Ilya had some common ground as well. Wes is in better spirits and moving to get the North American title off Dom, essentially. Corbin had another promo with Alexis King showed up, and Corbin was insinuating Alexis made a name for himself by attacking uh, Trick. And Alexis didn't deny it, deny it, but he didn't admit to it also. But Corbin de did beat Wes in the main event and then Dom, when Dom got involved. And then afterwards, Ilya attacked Corbin. Corbin, and Corbin caught him with the end of days, and Ilya got in the mic to basically challenge him. So that was NXT. Let me go to Dynamite now. Because I watched this on Friday afternoon, I decided to do a fast recap, not do a full recap. It was becoming too much, and it started out with Hook and Orange Cassidy versus Mox and Yuta. I did like that Orange Cassidy and Hook took it to them in the crowd before they got into the ring, and maybe they didn't do this often, where a brawl breaks out before a match starts. Maybe I would be more impressed, but it was still cool. It was cool to see Hook mix it up with Mox, though. The story of the match was at first um, uh, that Orange Cassidy was hurting, so it took a while for him to get into the match, and some of his offense wasn't hitting uh, as strong because of all the injuries. But Mox and Yuta did a... Uh, did have a heat on him during the match. Hook and Yuta had a good chemistry where I could see them feeling, you know. There's a lot of German suplexes in the match. Mox would do no sell moves from Orange Cassie at times. Yuta did pin Hook after Mox gave him the paradigm shift. I'm sure you'll see Hook and Yuta for the FDW title. You might as well retire the FDW championship, but I could see Yuta and Hook feuding over it. I still want one dope feud for the title before they retire it. And the Jack Perry feud for the title was kind of overshadowed by the Punk stuff, so this would be a cool little feud for it. I figured they let Mox just get the pin, but uh, but he was the reason why that happened anyways. I'm looking forward to the match with Orange Cassidy because of how Orange Cassidy's character has changed over the last few months. And I'm thinking there could be a heel turn. The match was alright, nothing too special, but I like seeing Hook mix it up with the valued members of the roster. Mox did a cut a promo after the match about turning Orange Cassidy into dust. He was not affected by the orange punch as much. It was more indicative of Orange Cassidy not having as much power behind it because he's plaguing in the plaguing injuries. We saw Hangman and Swerve do a promo. I don't like this because we have you know Hangman going with a, um, a bit racist with it, and the shills who are giving ideas for this kind of shit are the ones pretending to be appalled by even though like the people in the company who you know they they know people in the company that could tell the company the optics are bad. Plus, the optics later on with Hawes being tied up and beaten are not, are not good optics. Bad faith actors want the racist aesthetic so they can pretend they're saving the day while they're the ones suggesting it, in my personal opinion. Some people who are complaining are the people who want to rehab Hulk Hogan. So I, I don't really trust people who are connected with this. Who are pretending to be outraged, you know what I mean? It was mostly Hangman doing the talking. Neither man could really attack each other, otherwise they could be suspended and the match would be off. Which would come into play in the end of the promo. Swerve took the mic from Tony Schiavone and Hangman took it from him to answer the question why Swerve went to his house. He says Swerve is a fraud, a phony, a dumbass. 
dumber today than he was two years ago when his dumbass got fired. He told uh, Hangman two months ago that he wanted to be the world champ. But since Swerve didn't have it in him, he couldn't cut it. That's why he got fired. He's not the man that uh, he thinks he is. That's why his fiance left him and why his kids won't talk to him. Swerve wanted to make it personal. Swerve's a coward. He doesn't surround himself with friends or family, but with yes men. And if he wasn't such a dumbass, he would know that Prince Nana's just using him. And uh, he goes, Nana comes down and dances and sells shirts and makes a living off of Swerve's back. And when the show's over, he goes down to the hotel parking lot to buy weed from a high school kid. And after he beats Swerve's ass, he's going to beat Nana's ass and steal his weed. thought that was pretty fucking hilarious. Swerve yells, um, Swerve basically yells at Hangman. And, uh, you know, uh, no, no, sorry, what's it called? Uh, Hangman yells Swerve, you know. And it goes, Swerve's a child. He's taught he's taught kids a lot of lessons. And this Saturday, he'll teach uh, Swerve the last lesson of his life. Swerve uh, should have never come into his house. Because they don't need lawyers or cops. Because at full gear, he's a judge, jury, and executioner. He'll take Swerve to spend an eternity in Swerve's house at the bottom of hell. And before Swerve uh, could, like, you know, you know, retort to this. Hangman says he can't touch, but he beats up Nana. When I watched this clip before watching the show, I saw Swerve, Swerve, I saw Swerve watch Nana get beat up. And I was like, oh, wow, they're making him look like a chump even. But, the you know, but uh, that wasn't the case. But the weed line was funny. I'm sure Swerve was okay with the fiancé and child line. I don't mind like this being being used, because, but the optics of a black man not seeing his kid is there, you know what I mean? And I think for this feud, it was fine to bring up since Swerve went to Hangman's kid's you know, crib, basically, and making it more personal. Most wrestlers have issues, you know, most, if, if Swerve is having issues with, like, you know, his fiance and kids, it wouldn't be indicative because he's a black man. It would be indicative because he's a performer, and most performers, white, black, brown, whatever, they all have issues with, it's, it's like a showbiz tradition, basically. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to look down at Swerve for having issues, whatever, and all that, when I know the entire industry is designed for people to be fucked up anyways. Where, like, you know, like, they'll have these issues. Yeah. Um, you know. But, I mean, people who put this together tried to do it, so, tried to do race baiting where they wanted outrage marketing over it. But I, it didn't really get people that outraged, you know what I mean? This company brought flair into it. I'm sure people now realize this company doesn't care about the controversy and bad optics. And he didn't say he was going to execute him, but he, he he's like being the executioner, kind of did it in, so I don't know. I think this feud is good, but this promo was designed by, you know, bad, fact, bad faith actors online who wanted to pretend they're outraged by shit while being the ones who probably help suggest a lot of the fucking shit that people are supposed to be outraged by. If they cared about the optics, you know, Will Washington would have been co- consulted on this if, like, it's a bad optics thing, you know? I do think Hangman will, you know, win this one if they do a rubber match. But it would be cool if Swerve just won and this was just done, you know, done. So let's sort of get back on track with back-to-back victories. But it feels like they're going for a rubber match. Because if this were a final match, then I imagine Swerve would have gotten a lot more on time on the mic. But this stipulation feels like it should be the end of the feud. But this is how wrestling companies operate anymore. Did they show Jericho and company walk in the building like, you know, low-rent evolution because they were promoting the video game? Like, so they're dressed like in suit, uh, you know, in suits. 
for the, vid- the video game that's sponsoring the match, which I felt people who love the video game made excuses for because even though the match was, like, decent for the hardcore shit, I guess, I guess what it took from the match because of this promotion. Just promote the video game and don't water down a feud, especially when the feud is kind of falling apart to facilitate this real-life angle with the Bucks wanting to get on the card with, like, you know, with, with a so-so build. We had the Bucks versus Penta versus and Commander, and like the company heard me say, I don't want to see Lucha Bros versus Bucks for a good a good while. So they ran off this technicality of being a different team. But it just shows you how they pair any Lucha guys together. But the Bucks turned heel in the match when they uh, you know, did kick one of them in the nuts. And they kicked the other one as well. But, you know, I was, I was glad this week I was not doing move for move because I couldn't keep up with all this shit. Just imagine convoluted sequences that are rapid and fast. I don't know how they come up with stuff that they've already done, but whatever. I did like a destroyer from uh, Commander did launching off of one of the Bucks' back while Penta had him on his shoulders vertically. No, no, sorry, horizontally. There were just too much, you know, movie fight sequences, but the main spot got heat when he kicked them in the nut, when one of the Bucks kicked them in the nuts, which says something that these matches might lose value with these sequences and a kick to the nuts has got the biggest reaction. So they're clearly going heel, but I still, I still think because they're real-life discourse character, this could just lead to them leaving the company. And we're thinking that it's going to be like a real heel turn. Since, we're, since we are this random, unless like they are going to embrace the heel shit because maybe Punk is coming back, I don't know. Omega chastises them for cheating and does more inside shoot promo while being children so the people online hyping up the discourse can act shocked that they're mentioning on television, which is why it's, you know, which is what it was from the beginning anyways. So Bucks said their beef is not with Kenny, it's with Jericho. And after the win, you know, Omega can rejoin them and they can do the elite thing again. And then Jericho comes in and tells Kenny to leave these kids alone. And Matt waits for Jericho to turn his back and he basically shoves them. They fight a bit until security fucking breaks it up. So we see the Gage and Street fight or whatever the hell it's called. Jericho's wearing a tuxedo. I mean, Bucks were wearing a tuxedo, but Jericho wearing a tuxedo came off very Will Ferrell-ish. You know? For some reason. It's a good brawl, but I just feel this should just end it at the pay-per-view and do the Jericho Omega stuff with the Bucks after this feud is concluded. It's more about the Callis family looking like schlubs for not getting anything bigger from this after they got victories. And he just went to Jericho Omega versus the Bucks. Paul White was like basically fighting on the stage, basically. He didn't really come to the ring. He was barely moving. He chokes them someone off the stage. Abushi didn't take many bumps, which was better for him, but the bumps he, he took, he made him count... I think he may have had, like, two or three legit bumps in, in the match. I admire it, though, because the guy should be protected. And why waste it for a match that, you know, has hardly been part of... He's hardly been part of the build. They didn't really mention the... You know, I think they did briefly mention Jericho versus Takashita, but it, it didn't play a part in this match. Hobbs did, a, uh, did drop Paul White off a platform onto a car, which looked impressive. Cage felt random in this. Abushi used a bike at one point to ride down the ramp while attacking. You know, they look kind of cheesy. Takasa used the bike as a weapon. Abushi made one of his bum count by taking a brain buster on the bike. It was a typical brawl, what you would expect. Cage would be, um, Cage could be part of the stable because he fits, you know, Callus' stable more than he does with the Gates of Agony. And he just let those guys just kind of be a dope tag team. But Cage's booking has become so random anyway. Takasa jumped, uh, um, off the, off the top, um, of the beverage, of, of beverage with the fridges in the, in the concession stand. Uh, but Jericho got with the, f- the smoke with the fire extinguisher. I think Fletcher was bleeding at one point. Cage did a spring suplex to the outside through a table with Omega, 
which is pretty dope. The funniest thing about the match is seeing people who shit on WWE for doing prom- promotional shit for matches and the match getting a pass because it was a better match where WWE make it obvious. That is more about the discourse um, um, than the, and the, and the promotional ads itself. But this wasn't like a brawl that was like out of the ordinary. It was more about them doing more giving matches all the time. So all you could really focus on was the promotional shit for it. You know, like, you know, the whole... That's what, like, people are... Like, you know what I mean? That, that's what you want out of a long feud that you've been building up. People talking more about the video game promotion than the actual angle itself because the angles become useless. Abushi took a pile driver through a bunch of chairs, so he made his bumps count with a big one. Omega and Jericho duct-taped Hobbs and started beating him, which was supposed to be the outrage of marketing they were looking for. Omega got a V-trigger... On Hobbs and Cage, and Cage took the pin, so it could make Callus use Cage, who took the pin, so it's clear that this is not over, I guess. But I wonder if the family plays a hand in the Bucks match. It was fine. I don't think the gimmick match really added anything, but this feud kind of fell off with the structure. And it feels like over the. It feels like it's all over the place when I felt they had a good pace going for the last month or so, but like now it, was, it goes back to like you know scattered booking again. I imagine they have to finish up with Sammy and Jericho, so this feud will probably continue if Sammy is okay. So Sky Blue did, uh, did beat Red Velvet in a decent match. There were some notable botches or miscommunication. By the end of it, they had something really solid going on. It was meant for Sky to just win so she could be part of the triple threat. I still wish they added Willow to the match. I hope she gets a pay-per-view payday and plays a part in the match. You might as well have just made it a fatal four-way for the title, though. I've been impressed with Sky throughout the bill with her character... See, it has a residual effect with the Julia shit, you know. I do like the back-and-forth pinning combo. When your match is not hitting you know, exactly, it's a good way to get people invested. I'm glad Velvet has been back on television. I think she's underrated, but, you know. They gave it more time than I thought they would. Sky didn't get the code blue that great, but I still think there was some meat to the match that got some good sequences going. So this match will be on the pay-per-view for the TBS title, and I'm actually excited because uh, the match has had a decent build considering the limitations the women face. With getting a lot of television time, um, you know, with the lack of television time, I guess. Miro cut a promo about CJ Perry, about wanting fame and fortune, how he stood by and let it happen for all these years, and she doesn't bring the worst out of herself, she brings it out of him. Miro seems like he's kind of a heel because Andrade is a good guy, but I wonder if CJ is doing it on purpose. Otherwise, Miro kind of looks like an asshole by coming off like he doesn't want his wife to have anything independently going on for herself. Even though Miro's telling his audience that, oh, he's doing it too for her own good, essentially. Like, you could make an argument that fame is not good for anyone then. So why are you just not, you know... I do think it ends up with CJ Perry and Miro being together, but who knows. He previews his match with Garcia on Collision, which is happening today at 8pm. Because full gears on Saturday. We see Mariah May with RJ City about meeting Tony, and then Luther opens the door, the entire... Screen goes black and white, which is hilarious. It went back to original color when Luther slammed the door, which is why I found it hilarious. But Mariah eventually meets Tony. She acted like a fangirl. Tony doesn't know what she said, and Mariah offered to do anything for her. I feel like she could help Tony win the match and then align with her, but then reveal that she did it to get in Tony's psyche so she can then face Tony. And this is the way to get Tony versus Mariah May title feud going, essentially. I don't know how long they will play up the alliance, but it would make Mariah's character even better if it were a ploy instead of doing the obsessive fan angle straight up, in my personal opinion. Tony did tell Mariah to contact the studio director, Tony Kong, which is hilarious. So it's, it's so she's considering taking the help, maybe, you know what I mean? Roddy does a stick of wanting to call Cole 
about thinking MJF's a devil and Cole is, is sick of this. He doesn't think that MJF's a devil and he accuses Roddy of being the devil, maybe. And we saw Joe versus some jobber and the funny thing about this is Joe's walking away from the high-flying move and the jobber giving a dirty look about uh, about it as he planted down on the floor, basically. Like, he's like, hey, what, what gives, basically? Like, that, that was basically it. Joe calls MJF and says he's in, uh, he's in Joe's hood. He extends a... Uh, he extended the offer of a friendship. He said, trust me, the time is limited. Whether MJF has friendship or not, Joe is inevitable, basically. I'm putting things related to MJF in this, in this little paragraph. So we had the guns being a job team. They do it quick, and that speaks volume. That always does, uh, the, the, you know, that then always doing a competitor back and forth, especially if you're, you're using most of your time to cut a promo. And this group feels heated already. Their aura has become more important. They basically put over that, you know, on what will happen when it's two-on-one against MJF and say the tank titles will be done. They didn't find out who the partner was, but I'm going to assume it will be Joe. I'm sure they'll do the last-minute angles on Collision where more matches will be added. Warlow cut a promo in a promo package uh, form while being in the ring training and beating up some guy, and he's narrating over it about MJF time coming to an end. He saw fear in the devil himself. The days of the devil ruling are coming to an end, and the devil will be his bitch, basically. So, you know, you keep thinking that he has something to do with this angle as well, maybe. You know what I mean? They give me that impression, but it could be something separate. So if MJF closed, so MJF closed the show with a promo, which is a good touch because sometimes you just need an ending promo segment, especially with the world title program. Since so after the attack last week, no matter how many times he tries to outrun his past, it'll catch up to him. He keeps trying to better himself, but every time he lets someone in, these people get hurt. Sometimes he feels cursed. He wants to say the, he wants to say to the claim the same thing to the call. He's sorry they got caught up in his crossfires in his life. Sorry they got hurt. He hopes they feel better. Ever since he can remember, all he ever wanted to do was be a world champion. He made it to the mountaintop, but to but the air is thin. He looks down and sees men climbing and shove him off the top. The, um, he's man enough to admit that he's afraid. He could lose lose it all that he's worked for in the blink of an eye. But more, he's afraid of of uh, that he's going to let let us down. The old him would have ran, but he's done letting that past dictate his future and present. He's not willing to quit or give up his spot. He was afraid, but he better send the whole army to get his ass to come down the mountain. And the Switchblade um, has been he's Switchblade has walking on the title that he's not earned. He's, he, he has a shot to take MJF's spot, but he doesn't think he can. He doesn't think anyone can because he's MJF and he's better than, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a message to the man who stole the devil mask and hired those goons. Heed his words. He will find out who he is, and when he does, there will be hell to, pl- hell, hell to play. So, so the switchblade interrupts. He tells MJF to stop, drop the act. He's embarrassing himself. He's trying hard to be the hero. And that's not who MJF is. He's a villain. Always will be. He's not fooling anyone with the devil mass distractions. We heard it over and over again. MJF's a devil. No one is on his level, right? M- MJF is nothing, not a hero. Not the people's hero. MJF will be dropped because he means nothing to us. Just like, uh, you know, um, just like, like the, the crowd doesn't mean anything to him. They both know MJF Teller almost over. And that Switchblade is better than him, and the Bullet Club attack from behind. MJF fends him off until Juice knocks him out, and Switchblade pins him. It was a good closing promo. I was hoping for more mystery about the Devil. I think the Devil shows up or gets involved, but I don't think we'll find out who it is until World End. Unless that's supposed to be revealed at full gear, so it sets up the match for World End. I'm confused by this, and I don't have enough brain power in me with this company to go through all the possible angles. 
when it could just be revealed that it, the, the reveal could be made that it makes it makes you all pissed off, or maybe it's gonna be CM Punk maybe taking taking over Bullet Club, maybe they helped attack Switchblade. I don't know, but overall I've enjoyed the basic build between Switchblade and MJF, and it made Bullet Club come off more important. They managed to make a title theft angle work and be taken seriously. Overall, the show was decent. Nothing too fucking great. I thought, um, I thought, but it was just a decent go home show for Dynamite. I wonder how balls to the walls they'll go on Collision and Rampage since they're both live. And now let me go to Impact quickly. Ace and Bay beat uh, Kenny King and Sheldon. It was decent. I didn't. Re- I, I didn't realize that Kenny King is. Um, the, the people are alluding that he's done with the company because he is now a free agent. People don't talk about how much Kenny King has improved. That they are not advocating for a big company to sweep him up because he's been around for a long time. But I really think. He could be dope in any company because he's gotten better on the mic and has grown as a performer. Um, and this, like you know, uh, as he's become like a, a more, a more, a more, uh, become more of a veteran in the in, in the industry. His feud with Mike Bailey really helped Bailey good matches have some character development in it. But Kenny King has always been decent. I, I mean, I hope maybe MVP could manage him in WWE. He could be, you know, because again, you can have someone introduce him in a way where he can shine. I mean, I don't know where he would fit in AEW, but he was tied to the LFI and ROH, where he did some of his best ROH character work. I mean, I know no one really was watching ROH in the pandemic era, and you know what I mean. But you know, um, but um, but he did some of his best character work. He could add some real personality to the stable. Uh, but but I know people will shit on it. But Kenny King deserves his flowers and to be seen by a bigger audience. He could show up in ROH for a bit if they do start him out. But I think he should join. LFI eventually because if you haven't seen you know some of the ROH from the pandemic days I, I know people are not gonna fucking watch all that you should watch some of these Kenny King's LFI promos because he was really good with them him and him and Dragon Lee I think him and Dragon Lee were really good in it like they they they, they were partners I think Sheldon was uh, one of the was the one who took the pin it's possible Kenny King could just resign though, you know. They had a, a vignette for MK Ultra and the reiterate MK Ultra being controlled and they control the tag team division. Pretty good. Moose beat Heath in a pretty decent match. Rhino Gord Myers afterwards and Moose says that he'll face him at final final resolution. The Rascals, including Myron Reed, beat Taurus, Tarus, Hoovy, and Laredo Kid. It was a decent match just to establish Myron in the group, and I'm liking the current aesthetic of the Rascals in this era of impact. Less goofy, which is fine before because they're baby faces, but now they've evolved. Uh, Bully Ray and Jordan Grace beat Macklin and Kylan King in a decent match. They were teasing Bully might be eyeing the trophy, but he goes to encourage her and made me think that he will maybe turn heel and have a match with Jordan Grace down the line. And this is like all setting up, and this is why he's gonna be like, Oh, I'm not soft. Even though, like, doing that is kind of fucking soft, whatever. Trinity beat Sunny Kiss. It was a pretty good fucking match for the time that was given. It was refreshing to see Sunny Kiss can you know can do if you let her actually show what she can do in in, in this kind of match. I hope she stays with the company because again you know she's uh yeah she would probably be prior- prioritized there. If you ever want to turn her into a heel, she could take over Giselle's stable and you could turn Giselle into a baby face if you want them. I don't know. Saban and Shelly cut a promo for a resol- final resolution where they'll face Josh and Zack Saber Jr., which will probably be dope. I'm, I'm trying to go to that. And the main event was Josh versus Osprey, which got like a half hour, which was really fucking good. Probably my, one of my favorite matches of the week for all the company shows. Osprey actually won. I would have had Josh win, but I get it. Osprey, you know, is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a champion. He can't get him beat, whatever. 
Um, you know, Osprey, you know, uh, he's going to sign with AEW. He's probably going to be the signing since Tony Khan never said it was a surprise. That's fine for me, you know, to do that, even if it seems predictable. I think it would have been hilarious if you if Osprey had signed with WWE, but it makes more sense since they did let Osprey get wins over their talent. You know what I mean? Anyways, um, I'm gonna go try to play a song before I fucking bounce. Let me see. Just to end the promo a little bit, you know. I got, I got, I mean, I'm talking about this guy right now, but let me talk, let me see. Oh, wait a minute, where is it? Take it easy. Have a good weekend.